Yes. Ooh. Hello, radio. This isn't the show. Just doing a test. Testing, 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 testing. Testing. Poker Fraud Alert Radio. Radio. Yes, there was an incident again outside the Bellagio. I don't really know what happened. I saw in the news, I think it was an officer-involved shooting. Testing. This is not the show. This is just a test. In the event of an actual show, you hear music and then me speaking. Okay, I see four dragons. You can hear me good? How are the levels, four dragons? Another fucking legend. Another legend. Piles right in here. 2.30 in the morning, so it is at 5.30 in Michigan. I already got a legend in the chat. How's the audio sound? Sounds good? Okay, awesome. Sysop. Another MVP. Four Dragons just woke up. This is just a test. This is not a show yet. When you hear... <coughs> excuse me. What? When you hear the insane clown posse, then that's when you know the show is going to begin. So I have two of you in here. And I think that's all I need. Just a microphone and a listener or two and I'm good to go. So let's fucking roll. They never will let you fall. You ain't 
This is how you know the real show is about to start, ladies and gentlemen. Really? Come on. Come on. Well, I had something loaded here. For those of you that uh, used to listen back in the day, this is how you always know it's about to get real. Well, that's already a little bit of fail on YouTube. Come on. What the fuck? I mean, everyone knows what song is coming now. This is, uh, <laughs> come on, what the fuck? You know, I am using, and I'll get into this, the old, fifth, now it's 16 or 17 year old laptop. No shit, because it has a stereo mixer on it. I mean, this laptop is older than fucking half the people on this forum I mean, this laptop is about 17 or 18. I may, oh, I think 98, 99, yeah, 17 years. Anyway, I'm trying to play the song I always intro. Lupe Fiasco, the show goes on, but uh, it doesn't seem to be playing. So, anyhow, I think it's on my end here. I probably shouldn't be running too much on this laptop because once this goes, uh, I don't know, I think it's kind of hard to find these stereo mixers. Anyhow, um, welcome, good evening. This is Brandon Drexel Gerson, and I'll tell you, just getting on the air tonight, I already I wasn't even on the air, and I already had a problem. I sent out a tweet that uh, I was going to be doing a spontaneous Into the Night show this evening. And immediately, about five minutes later, I got a phone call from a former business partner, we all know who, who told me that he know, owns the rights to the name Into the Night with Drexel, and that I couldn't use that. So, kind of made a compromise um, that I could agree to use that name if I wanted to. And, you know, I'm probably not anyhow, but uh, I had to offer a concession, which sucks, but... The players might come back. Talk about hero poker. What you know about the merged network, bitch? Hero CEO 
That motherfucker's a straight up pizim. Don't fuck with him. Let's talk about his crew. Fucking Daniel Schreiber. I'm a goddamn subscriber. David Ewing. He looks like one of them internet kids that could be all up in raising and spewing. Julian Powell. Play ball. Heads up, I'm crying foul. Got my man in the corner, that's a singer. James Mackey, the 16-year-old ginger. Got the fight? Call my man Terrence Chan. He's the man by far. Fuck you up, get you in that MMA-style armbar. Now on Hero Poker's website, you got my man Gavin Griffin. In the picture, looks like him and I have been out back spliffing. Yeah. Merge Network, bitch. Hero Poker, what? Run that fucking credit card. Verified by Visa for the skeezers. Shit, bitch. Hit shooting off. Shoot, shoot, shooting off. Find out more about HeroPoker.com. Bitches. Snap that shit off clean with Hero Poker. And you know what? Fuck you too, bitch. Fuck your mom also. Hero fucking poker. Fuck. <laughs> Welcome everybody again. Now, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've been doing a little bit of thinking in the last hour. Uh, I might go with a new name. Thinking maybe it's Drex or just Drex. I don't know. Unless anyone really cares that much about the actual name. But anyhow, good evening. Welcome. This is totally spontaneous. Uh, I loaded up this software yesterday. Druff uh, gave me the passwords and whatnot. I thought about yesterday doing uh, a little show, but uh, I don't know. I didn't really have the energy. You know, it's one of these things, especially when you do it alone, you kind of have to feel really motivated. And I got on a really crazy sleep schedule. Uh, took a nap and woke up around 11 p.m. tonight. So I don't know. I figured now is a good you know night as ever. I wrote some things on this little uh, piece of white paper to talk about. Uh, this is what I wrote, and this is the truth. I'm not even uh, lying here. And this is how you go through an agenda, by the way. <laughs> uh, it says welcome, and I, I covered that, and then wrote something down about briefly addressing the whole uh, Garrett situation, but I'm not going to make that the focal point of the show or even really the forums. Uh, Las Vegas news. Uh, some weird news that I saw today. Uh, the weather, it's uh, 42 degrees, so let me just... All right, that's crossed off. Uh, we got some sports and talk a little about uh, casinos and things in general, some stuff, some casino stories involving me. mentioned on a prior show that, uh, or I think it was a show with Druff, that for about four months last year, it was actually 86th, or I should say partially 86 from all uh, MGM Mirage properties worldwide. And I say partially 86, I'll get more into that later. Um, we'll talk some Wagyu. I, I've recently become a big fan of uh, Wagyu. Uh, I didn't, I, so we'll get to that. Uh, playing in a charity poker tournament. Talked about this on radio the other night with Druff. Uh, Anti up for autism, my, my friend. Uh, I've known for a number of years. She's also been on my show and other shows, Karina Jet. She had a child that was born with autism, and uh, every year, uh, unfortunately, the, very sadly, the child passed away, but uh, every year since then, there's been uh, once a year, a tournament, and that's going to be this Sunday, and I don't really know how uh, there's a 
mix with uh, UFC stars, and maybe she has connections in that that field because every year, uh, Randy Couture and a lot of the other big guys, and I only recently got involved in UFC show up. So talk a little bit about that. Um, take some phone calls. I set up a Skype account, bought minutes, but I don't have a phone number yet. So I and I tried calling myself just to see how that would work if there was a number, but it just is unknown. So I don't think I can take any calls, but actually I'm stuck another $20 in this fucking, uh, this, this endeavor. Uh, so I bought uh, a year subscriber of unlimited minutes to I think U S and Canada for shout out to TMLK. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of it. And that's the agenda. I think it took what, four minutes. I talked about what I was going to talk about. I think this show is going to be somewhat, uh, short. I mean, I always say that. Christ. Last time I did one of these, so it was gonna be so much short and it went on for twenty four hours. But I think this is only gonna be an hour. Maybe maybe a little more, but it's not gonna be that long. Just wanted to test everything out and it's good to be back. Uh, and again, thanks to uh thank you, Druff. I mean these are his passwords and servers and whatever. So you have to give him a shout out. So anyhow, uh when I last left off with you guys, where was I? I was uh Living in my condo, which, oof, that's, uh, <laughs> glad I'm out of there. That was over three years ago. Uh, that place has some horrors in it. Jesus, I guess I can talk about that. I think most of you do know the uh, horrors that went on in the <laughs> condo that I own near the Strip. But uh, I last talked, I it, it was a funny situation. Now looking back at it, it wasn't quite funny back then. But I was doing radio, and... Uh, Everything had finally just come to an end with Donkdown. And uh, I had all my passwords changed and, and my account was banned. I couldn't post, couldn't say goodbye. But the geniuses that were in power there did not uh, turn off or change, I should say, the radio passwords uh, to connect to the server and broadcast. So I ended up getting on and I uh, was just going to say goodbye and you know get my point of view out because I was basically muted. Uh, stymied, muted, you know, put your adjective in there. And I went on, and it was supposed to be a short little show. I think it ended up being 24 hours. And the funny thing about it was I knew as soon as I logged off, and maybe the powers-to-be didn't know this or, you know, couldn't figure it out, but basically what I was told was they could not cut me off radio. I'm sure they could have. They just didn't know how. So once I ended it, meaning clicked off, goodbye, log out, then they'd immediately be able to change the passwords and I could never get back on again. But as long as I was on, they, there was nothing they could do about it. That's what I was told, actually. I'll say it now. doesn't matter. My former poster, owner, technical guru, LA Kings fan. He was the one that texted me and said, hey, as, you know, and he was still partnering up at the time with uh, Mycon. He said, you know, as long as you're on there, uh, we can't do anything about it. You know, kind of wink, wink, you know, basically indicating, you know, form is mine. Go ahead and keep talking, so. Did that for about 24 hours. Uh, that was supposed to be an hour show, and that was it. I think that was the last time. I think that was, I don't think I've ever done a show for uh, PFA. I mean, I did shows for the Poke, uh, what was it? Uh, I don't even remember the name. Vegas Poker Radio. That worked out well. Look, and you know what? I will say this. Uh, you know, the whole thing with Jaceup, uh, um, you know, I'll talk more about that later. In fact, you know, I'm going to write that on my little white piece of paper, Jaceup. Uh I guess if you look at the, I think it lasted like maybe six, eight months, the whole product overall and just what people thought of it and the lasting moments of it, yeah, it was a failure. 
Um, but I'm actually, I was really proud of the radio. I thought that show was awesome. Uh, and again, you know, not to disrespect Druff show or the show that I'm a part of with him. It was a totally different show, but I love that show. I, I, you know, with Jacep, uh, we had other kid, uh, Kevin that was on and, and we just kind of shot the shit and talked everything from girls to sports, a little bit of poker and gambling, degenerate stuff. It, it was a good show. I, I really, even to this day, that's kind of the show I always wanted to do. So although the overall experience and what happened, uh, you know, sucked. Uh, I'm, I still am proud of the work, you know, just that radio show once a week we did it. And I will say this, and you know, I guess I'm going to cross Jason off this little white piece of paper, uh, you know, for, for the awfulness and, and what he did. Um, and you know, obviously I was really bitter for a long time, you know, against him and against forums and just it such a bad taste in my mouth. Fuck. I was up for three days, uh, you know, doing that podcast for 22 Q and, I read somewhere, I don't know if this is true or not, I mean, you could find something on the internet that tells you anything you want to read, but that staying up that long, you incur some sort of permanent damage. See, I don't even remember what what the permanent damage was. Maybe it's because I have it, but <laughs> anyhow, I remember reading, like, if you stay up for three days, it does something to, you know, I don't know, that you're, you're never the same. I don't know. It's probably bullshit, but I was up for three days. I was up for 72 hours, the longest I've ever been up in my life. Um, so, you know... Finding out it was, in a way, all for naught, the embarrassment of it all, you know, it fucking sucked. But anyhow, I, I, I'm over it, you know, I don't even think about it. And I will say, uh, as recently as less than 24 hours ago, I got a text from Jacep. And uh, we had, we've had we had one conversation since that whole thing happened. It was, I want to say, last summer. I, I don't, you know, I don't remember the exact time, but it's funny because I do know what happened. It was right when there was that raid at Mycon's house. I'm not, you know, I'm not sitting here. I'm not going to go and bash Mycon. It was just kind of being funny in the beginning. But I just remember he had called me and randomly that had just happened, and you know, I brought that up to him. And but we had one phone call, and you know, he expressed a lot of remorse, a lot of regret. And I didn't really know how sincere he was at the time, but I will give him credit. Uh, he texted me this morning. And just as he's done every other time to let me know that he sent uh, some money to Druff. And uh, he always sends me a text. I don't know if it's just to kind of, you know, cross his T's, dot his I's, you know, to confirm with me, to also send it to Druff. But always does that. He, he sent now somewhere over $3,000. Um, and, you know, whatever his motives are, you know, but when I spoke with him and in a few brief texts, he stated clearly that his motive was, to just do the right thing and finally, finally get his life in the right direction. Um, and I know for a while, the general thought was that he had a girlfriend that he cared about. People had already reached out to her and she, you know, she found out about the situation and he didn't want to be harassed. But since that time, that relationship ended um, from what I've last heard from him, he, he was single, not with anyone. And, you know, it was, I guess working at a uh, as a cook somewhere in a strip club, and uh, then during the summer he had another job as a cook, and you know, so it wasn't like he's sitting there in this lavish lifestyle. So anyhow, you know what? Until disproved, I mean, I do believe in second chances, and you know, of course, uh, there's no way anyone's ever going to forget what he did. But you know, can I forgive him? Can other people forgive him? I mean, he's done what we've asked. You know, he's he's paid. It's almost what are we in January? It's almost a year later. And he's kept up with his payments. So anyhow, uh, so that's that situation. And 
I, I will say it's actually funny. Once uh, you know, he sent me a text, uh, and I guess this was just, you know, just being, I don't know, I don't know if it was silly or just wishful thinking, but he did make a comment that he hoped one day when, you know, all was paid back and, and time had passed and maybe he can come back and do radio because he did say he really enjoyed doing that. And we all know that's probably a pipe dream and it's never going to happen. But again, like I said, you know, uh, I do believe in second chances and uh, I don't discount how serious having a gambling addiction, what it can do, you know, in terms of making you lie, cheat, even steal. I mean, it's a disease as much as alcoholism. I mean, I encounter it all the time just living out here it's incredible you know especially when i first moved out here and i was so naive and green you know to just believe people and then just you know realize it's an addiction it's it's really an overpowering addiction so in that sense i get it you know he got to the point where he just was too far gone and now uh again just from our brief conversations you know he's expressed that he doesn't gamble he hasn't gambled in fact he even told me first time we communicated since all this had happened to not to please not talk about, you know, the, the World Series or anything I'm doing or just anything gambling involved. If I want to talk to him ever about relationships or my life or food, you know, just keep out the gambling part because it was just too hard for him. So anyhow, with that uh, said, I guess that topic is already done. So again, uh, looking now, I'm sorry, I, w- I wasn't looking in the chat. I'm going to make it a habit to be doing that. I see uh, <clears throat> Four Dragons. He was the first one in here. Uh, great guy, legend. Another one, uh, Bootsy Collins, who I met in person uh, more than once. I had a fine burger with him. See that uh, the owner, uh, World Series bracelet winner, Todd Dandrofotelis is in. Sisop, FTP Jesus, and of course my boy Adam Antium. When I was talking about earlier, and this is probably one of the best segments I've ever had on radio. When I did that final show. On the other site, uh, and uh, I don't even know. Maybe it was twelve hours, and I remember it was the afternoon because it was bright. And I think I had started at night, or maybe I started early in the morning. And it was just about to be bright, but sometime maybe eight, twelve hours, ten hours—I don't know—into it, uh, Adam Antium came on the show, and uh, I believe he's in. Fuck, I should know this. I think it's Norway. Um, it's a Nordic country, and he came on. And I don't know what time it was there, and he had been drinking Red Bulls and vodka, and he came on radio, and I think to my best knowledge, it was his only time on radio, but it was just fucking amazing radio. It was radio at its finest. Uh, he's a great character, good, great poster, good guy, legend, obviously, and he was just so hilarious on there, and we had such banner, and then at uh, one point, he just was gone, and, and I saw that he was still connected on Skype, and I had other people on at the time, too. And then we heard some snoring, and he, you know, basically he had, he had drank so much that he he passed out live on the radio. But it was it was a brilliant, brilliant uh, performance. He's telling me in the chat it was a liter of vodka, baby. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, that's pretty funny. And uh, every, anyone else in the chat? I'm seeing my uh, another friend, and when I say that someone I've met that is normal, Matos, uh, boy out in L.A. now. So anyway, I'm glad you guys are here. I'm not really uh, doing this expecting a big audience i didn't advertise this or even post about it so well anyhow so i guess getting to the chase real fast and as i said in my little intro i wasn't gonna spend the entirety of the show talking about it uh but you know in because i would assume maybe we do have people that listen 
that uh, aren't big on forums, so they're going to be confused by all this. But everyone that's in the chat, at least I know, is listening, uh, is aware of all this. So this situation with Garrett, uh, you know, I'm not going to talk about it long. And, uh, you know, it's it's not pleasant. You know, it's never pleasant having this kind of drama. I mean, there's always going to be drama on forums. But uh, the only thing I can say, you know, I guess is two things. A, yeah, I do run bad meeting people. I mean, I've had some fucking weird experiences, some awful experiences meeting people. Um, but this one's even odder than the raw wolf situation because... I can literally, in a minute, sum up all of it with with Garrett, and it, it still doesn't make sense, no matter how many times that uh, I repeat it. And this is really it. I guess you know I don't even know the time frame of when he became a poster on uh, Poker Fraud Alert, but uh, I, I you know didn't really read a lot of his posts. I didn't really, I don't know. I knew that just. By the things I did read, he kind of got made fun of. He was, I mean, I don't even know, you know, who started what. You know, he wasn't, I don't want to insult him, but he, I, I just knew that there were some problems there. But I never got involved, I, I, truthfully. Anyone could look back and I just kind of got to that age. You know, I did a lot of e-fighting and all that years and years ago, and I'm just kind of beyond that. You know, I don't, I don't know, just doesn't uh, appeal to me. But So I never got involved in any of that, never talked to him, never, you know, had... I don't even think I don't post that much. I, I never have. I mean, I do post from time to time, but I'm not an everyday poster. But I am an everyday reader. So, but there was never any communication with us. And you know, as I mentioned in the thread I posted, I happened to uh, be staying at the Bellagio in uh, during the World Series. And I don't know. Normally, when the World Series, I've been doing this kind of the last three or four years. Uh, when the World Series comes to town, I usually go to a hotel and uh, this year I was at the Rio once or twice and then the Bellagio two times as well and I don't know I just like the experience you know just the vibe of being there and you know I kind of live these days far off I live out uh, I guess you'd say northwest of the strip Um, quite some I mean not you know anything insanely far but you know depending on traffic could be 30 minutes there's an accident or there's traffic it could be a little bit longer so, you know, I like to be able to wake up, shower, have a little breakfast, and then just get there real fast. I kind of like the vibe of just being like everyone else, you know, the majority of people that are playing or, you know, not locals are here. So I'm at the Bellagio. And C-Money happens to be there as well. Um, not the Bellagio, but next door at the Aria. And, you know, we had had some dinners. We had hung out. And, you know, so long story short, I, I, I didn't know anything about this. I guess there was even a thread, but... Uh, there's some communication between the two. I, I assume, you know, Garrett approached C-Money. And uh, C-Money, generously, as he always has been and always is, uh, agreed or offered, I again, I don't know the dialogue that occurred, to stake him in a $1,000 WSOP event. So that was done. I guess there's a threat about it. I know nothing about it. Garrett arrives by plane at, uh, one day. It's like the night before, and uh, sorry, I did say I could wrap this up in a minute. <laughs> so, see uh, money, you know, he had something to do. I posted what it was, uh, and he could not meet him. And, you know, this kid flew all the way in here, you know, from Florida. He was only going to be here for the term and then leave, and didn't have a lot of money for hotel fare. So, see money says, "Look, I know you don't like meeting people. It's like I, this kid's coming, blah blah blah. Please, you know." And of course, see money's done done a lot of favors, and, and we're close, real life friends. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it. So. I get a text from him, from Garrett, 
and uh, you know, he just arrived at McCarran Airport. I'm like, all right, well, text me. You know, when you, I'm at the Bellagio. Text me when you get here. I'll, I'll you know, meet you. And figured it'd be 20, 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes. So like three hours go by, and I didn't hear anything. And you know, I had texted maybe after an hour, after two hours. So I didn't know he was taking a bus. I didn't know the bus involved multiple transfers. So it took him a little over three hours to get to the Bellagio, and then another 30 minutes because he got lost in the parking garage. So I finally met him. Uh, at that point, uh, you know, I, I just I had shit to do that night. You know, I was just kind of waiting around because I just wanted to get this done, and uh, I had forgotten the le- I had left my money in the safe in the room. So I'm with him. I didn't want to walk back to the room. I just kind of wanted not to get it over in a mean way, but I just wanted to be done with it and get on with my day or my evening. So go to the ATM, take out $1,000, and uh, give it to him. Kid doesn't know where he is. He's in the middle of the Bellagio, and he's going to take a taxi to the Rio to go register. And uh, he's walking the wrong way. He's walking to the valet. There's two valets at the Bellagio. It's one on Las Vegas Boulevard and one on Flamingo. And, of course, you know, for the most part, especially if you're not going somewhere directly on the Strip or if you're leaving the city or, you know, you always want to take the one that's on Flamingo because you don't have to, you know, stay in on, especially on if it was a weekend night, you know, in traffic to, you know, make a left turn on either Trop or Flamingo. So I walk him to the right valet to save the kid money, basically, you know, because he's taking a taxi. On the way, we see the poker room. I walk him in, take him to Bobby's room and just say, hey, this is Bobby's room. Walk him to the valet, or to the valet, which is also where the cab stand is, and you know, he still doesn't know where what's what. I flag down a cab, put him in the cab, tell the cab driver where to take him, shake the kid's hand, wish him luck. Then maybe later that night, a couple hours later, sends me a picture, and this is something that C Money asked me to make sure was done of his buying receipt, and I got the photo. I text him something like, you know, good luck, nice meeting you, and then uh, sent it to C Money, and that was it. That's it. That's it. Like, that's it. Anyone can dig. Anyone can say, let the kid give his side of the story. There's, there's nothing else. Never talk to him on the phone again. Never text with him again. Nothing. Nothing. So, and I even think by his own admission, uh, you know, on radio the other night, his issues with me kind of were not kind of, they just, they weren't logical. I think he was upset because Sonatine, who I guess him and, you know, the two of them had some history uh, you know, I, I, someone I consider a friend, uh, you know, not like a close friend that like I talk to every day, but we keep in touch, you know, on holidays and when he is in town, we'll, we'll, you know, maybe he is a close friend. I don't even know what defines a close friend, but anyhow, so he was mad that I had, I had had a scotch with Sonatine and had met him in person. He was mad, but something with Daredevil and it was all these things that had nothing to do with my situation. So, uh, anyhow, again, I, I'm going to cut this off. I'm not going to sit here and talk about it, but Again, it's very disturbing because, you know, and C-Money has texted me profusely, you know, apologizing because it just, you know, I never would have met him if it wasn't, uh, you know, because of their agreement. But really, uh, honestly, guys, there's nothing more to it. I mean, there really isn't. I, uh, you know, met the kid for maybe 10 minutes, and that's the only, you know, relationship, communication, anything that I've ever had. So... All right, well, moving along after that, I'm going to look at the chat now, and uh, I apologize if if uh, anyone said anything to me. Go ahead and type it now if there's anything I missed, because I kind of get in this zone, and I don't really look at the chat when I'm in a train of thought. I do see Adam asking if I take callers. I, I'm, I'm, I'm down another $10, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show in this endeavor. I, I bought some unlimited Skype 
plan for a year or six months or something, but I don't have a number yet. I Right before I got the show, I was filling around. I wanted to get something that ended in Drex. Just to make it easy, it's not about arrogance or, you know, just, but I wanted something I could say the number is 702, you know, 555 Drex. I couldn't find one. I'm like, you know what, I'll fuck with this another time. So as of right now, I don't have a phone number. Uh, I will have one, obviously, the next time I come on, but I do have a fully locked and loaded Skype account so I can uh, I can take calls or I can make outgoing calls. And what I can do um, is if anybody wants to call in, uh, let me see, let me get this number here. I have this little text app that I use to talk to people in Canada and other countries. And that number is, uh, and I'm giving you this, what you can do is text me your phone number and I can call you. Uh, since I don't have a number, you can call in. But that number is 203-299-2436. Just a text app, so don't call it. Uh, it's 203 203- Two nine nine two four three six. If you text me, you want to be on the show, and uh, trust me enough to you know I have probably half the form's phone numbers one way or the other. I don't know who's who, but uh, you know I would never give anyone's number, never have. But if you want to text that number again, it's two zero three two nine nine two four three six, and then I can give you a call and I can have you on. I think I started around two fifteen, so uh, so much for only being an hour. Um, but anyhow, uh, I see again. Uh, Oh, Drew is telling me my ratings are slowly increasing. Well, I mean, it's 3 in the morning at all, at least on the West Coast. Uh, so, and I am looking at the chat. If anyone uh, has anything, don't ever think, again, I'm ignoring you. Uh, I know Sysop is asking me to repeat the number. Uh, let me go back to this app. It's 203-299-2436. Let me just write that down on this little white piece of paper. Yeah, so... These shows that I do, uh, and, and you know, I am going to apologize in advance because it's probably going to be the best show or the type of show I run in general because I, I do like to, as much as I can sit here and talk for a while, I do like to have guests and, and people on. I didn't really have much time in the last uh, 20 hours since Druff uh, helped me install all this to, you know, to talk to people or contact anyone and get, you know, just plan anything uh, significant. And again, it's also three in the morning, so that kind of works against me. So, but this is kind of like it's like a test run, um, and you know, just maybe the way I was thinking about this earlier is that I kind of envision part of this show to be like a blog, but instead of my words being you know read by everyone, it's going to just be an audio blog. So things that I'm thinking, that I'm feeling, things that are going on, instead of writing it, I'm just going to speak it, and you know that that won't be what the whole show is, but that's kind of how I envisioned it. And you know, like today for instance, I, I woke up and. I uh, took a nap and I read this, the news, and uh, I saw. And, and I know a lot of people don't like sports, so I'm not. You know, a lot of people don't like to talk about poker. I'm just gonna kind of do a little bit of everything. You know, what comes natural. It's not gonna just be concentrated on one thing. But so I woke up today. I look at the news and I see that uh, the coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers, that's you know, NBA, where LeBron uh, James plays, uh, the head coach is fired. And, you know, this is all that's wrong with fucking sports. I mean, the guy, uh, the head coach's name is Dave Blatt. He's been a coach now for 15 months. 15 months. And this is what his resume is. His first year, he takes a team to the finals. Uh, and, you know, basically, they, they overachieve. They get to the finals. And they actually give Golden State a run for their money. You know, and then Golden State, you know, they're not just a typical champion. I mean, a lot of people 
myself included, kind of believe that uh, Golden State's going to be around for a while. I mean, they they don't if long as free agency doesn't mess them up or injuries or just something. I mean, the chemistry they have. I, I watched them the other night for the first time this season play the Bulls, and they're just fucking ridiculous. And I'm not a big NBA fan. I mean, I'd much rather talk football and you know, NBA. Just, uh, you know, the Michael Jordan days, I was in high school. So I loved those days, you know, and that was like the epitome for me. I guess like it's our parents, you know, going back to like the Larry Bird days and the Magic Johnson days, which I really don't remember too much. So, but anyhow, like really, so they have the best record in the East. A guy was scheduled to coach the All-Star game uh, next week or whatever it is. It's pretty soon. It's uh, February 14th. And, uh, you know, second year he gets fired. And, and you know, it's obviously because of LeBron James. And they put in LeBron James' little puppet, this guy uh, Tyron Lue. And, you know, I've just come to the realization, I don't, I don't care what the media says, I fucking hate LeBron James. Plain and simple. I mean, just, I didn't like all the hype in the beginning, you know, when they're showing him, like, in fucking, when he's a junior in high school, it's on, like, ESPN, not ESPN 2, or ESPN 3, he's, like, a junior. He's, like, 11th grade, and he's on the cover of Sports Illustrated, but it's more than just that. You know, I get it, like, you know, this is the world we live in where people are going to get hyped, but uh, just who he is, his attitude, his cockiness. Like Michael Jordan, he was cocky. But you know what? He never lost in the finals. He was a badass motherfucker, and he, 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 he deserved it. You know, he, he was entitled to it. Not this guy. This guy's won two out of five finals, and he's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess the media, I don't think he's that great. I mean, he is, you know, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but, it, you know, look, if you can go back to any one of their prime prime, you know, I, I can tell you half a dozen if not more people I'm picking to start my team you know ahead of him I'm taking Kobe over him of course I'm taking Jordan over him you know I'm taking Shaq over him I mean you know again I'm talking in their prime so I don't really get it you know and he's 31 is I I honestly feel like his best years are behind him I just think he's arrogant he doesn't deserve it and you know he's getting coaches fired and thinks basically shit doesn't stink I just don't fucking like the guy sorry you know if you live out in Cleveland live out in Ohio if you're LeBron James fan uh you know what? I mean, that's just my opinion. But anyhow, you know, coach for the first time ever gets fired a year after taking your team to the championship. And he has the best record in the league this year. So, and yeah, I'm looking at uh, the chat. Yeah, Kevin Love hasn't fit in there. Uh, and I, I guess you could say he's been a fail. He's shown some spurts of greatness. Um, but uh, yeah, it. it uh, <laughs> and speaking of the Lakers... Uh, yesterday was a 10-year anniversary of something pretty spectacular. Does anyone know what it is that involves the Lakers or a player on the Lakers? It was 10 years ago yesterday. And I know somebody just texted me. And, uh, oh, Sissop, thank you for the shout-out. Uh, much appreciated. Very kind words. Yep, very good, Bootsy. And actually, uh, Bootsy in the chat said, Kobe's 80. And Dandruff immediately corrected him. It was Kobe's 81. That was uh, 10 years ago yesterday. Can you believe it? Where uh, he, Kobe Bryant, they were playing, uh, it was a Sunday night at Staples Center against, uh, and this was not a good Lakers team. I think they were like one or two games above 500. It's about the middle of the season. And they were playing the Toronto uh, Raptors at home. And there was also an, either, uh, I guess they'd be both, an AFC and an NFC championship game that day. And one of them was taking in football. And one of them was taking place. Basically, it's the game this Sunday. You know what I mean? It's like that game. You know, this Sunday there's going to be a basketball game. There's also going to be, you know, two foot two 
football games to determine who the, you know goes to the Super Bowl. So anyhow, Kobe ends up scoring 81 points. Again, it was 10 years ago, and I did not watch the game. I'm not going to sit here and be like one of those people. I saw it. Uh, you know, I was reading an article about this, and and you know, people were. And this is really ridiculous. They had a sales manager, a ticket guy at, at uh, for the Lakers interviewed, and he said that people started calling the day after the game, wanting to buy tickets just so they can tell people they were there. I mean, that's kind. Of, I mean, you know, that's fucking retarded. I mean, it's one thing to say, you know, what I want to buy a ticket or something just to commemorate the event but you know to buy that that's typical la people for the most part i mean not you know not you guys meaning not like i know bootsy's like you know somewhere in orange county and druff you know but i mean just that's the stigma of la where people just like shake their head like people wanted to buy the ticket so they could tell people so anyhow i, I didn't i didn't go to the game i didn't watch the game watch the football game but i ended up seeing the highlights and it was just fucking amazing i don't think uh We'll ever see anything like that again. I mean, 81 points, and he just couldn't be stopped. And you know, the thing is, that the thing that was funny about it was up until either the end of the third quarter or the beginning of the fourth quarter, Toronto was destroying them. I mean, they were up 15, 17, 19, so they just didn't care. You know, fine, let, let Kobe keep scoring. Let him, short, you know, let him score 100 as long as, you know, we win the game. That's the way Toronto was approaching it. But as the end of the third quarter started, or, you know, got to and then the beginning of the fourth quarter they Kobe just kept hitting and cut into their lead and then I think they ended up I don't know if they blew them out but I think it wasn't even close at the end I think they pulled away enough that it wouldn't even mattered and uh you know I read a quote yesterday from Lamar that was attributed to Lamar Odom I thought it was pretty funny and you know Kobe was talking about it and Jesus Godspeed Lamar Odom from what I hear uh the guy had seven strokes Lamar Odom brothel face down and or you know Organic Viagra and cocaine. Jesus. Imagine if, I mean, he didn't die, fortunately, but Christ. Imagine that's the way you go. Face down in organic Viagra, cocaine, and Russian whores naked next to you. I mean, that's yikes. Uh, I, <laughs> so, anyhow, there was, Kobe was recounting a, a quote, and uh, during that game, Lamar Odom was egging him on. And, you know, when Kobe had like, around 50 you know 51 points Lamar's like man no way you're gonna get 60 you can't get 60 and Kobe gets 60 and you know then Lamar said to him you know no way you're getting 70 not 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 a chance and then Kobe gets 70 and then Lamar finally comes up to him in the middle of the fourth corner like all right fuck it just get 80 <laughs> and uh you know anyhow so he ended up getting 81 it was uh there's not a lot of things in sports that uh are monumental you know like everything kind of just meshes together but you know, that's right up there to me, like uh, Michael Jordan making that uh, shot over Craig Eo, or Elo and Kirk Gibson's home run. Just maybe like 10 things you can think of that are just like, wow, amazing. Uh, you know, and even recently, although, you know, it's a losing effort, so it won't be talked about that much, uh, what Aaron Rodgers accomplished. And uh, I'll explain why I say the word accomplished. You know, normally, when you talk about a Hail Mary, uh, you know, it's it's... The quarterback just threw it up there, but what he did in that game is 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 fucking nuts. Uh, and you know they lost, so it's not going to really be as legendary as it could have been if they pulled out the victory. But when I say accomplished, I, I mean it because there's not maybe there's two or three quarterbacks in the league that can run to their left like they did to avoid the pressure and give themselves enough time for everybody to go 40, 50 yards downfield when they're bringing pressure and get that ball up high enough and, you know, arc it the way he did 
to give somebody a chance to catch it. Uh, I mean, I don't think people even realized, you know, by watching it, just how hard it was what he did. It's not as simple as just throwing a ball up. And uh, it's amazing. That just that, That's why sports are great uh, in general because the guy that caught it, Christ, who, who even knows his name? I'm not sure a Green Bay Packer fan. I don't fucking know his name. Somebody wrote it or said in the chat, I can tell you his name. But anyhow, the guy that caught it, he it was his first, he caught two touchdowns, I think, that game. And those were the first two of his career. He had more yards in that game than any other game in the season that, you know, of course, Green Bay was uh, short on receivers. Uh, and I'm looking at the chat. Normally, everyone, uh, you know, will be pretty fast to give me an answer. You know, our, our, our users are normally pretty brilliant, but I don't think anyone knows. You'd have to Google it. Uh, Okay, so yeah, this is why I don't read the text or the chat because I'm, now I'm just kind of trailing off out of my thoughts. So, so anyhow, uh, amazing. And, uh, of course, there's the AFC-NFC championship game this weekend. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I kind of have a feeling New England's going to win. Um, I guess the sentimental side of me, you know, I, I'm not a, really a fan of either team, New England and Denver, of course, I'm talking about. Uh, but kind of would like to see, you know, the way John Elway went out let Peyton Manning win one more, uh, then he can just retire because I, I am afraid he's going to come back next year if he doesn't win it. And, you know, we're going to think of him like Shaquille O'Neal, like, you know, averaging six points for the Celtics or, you know, just it, it, it's, you know, I always like it when, uh, you know, classy guys, and I think he's a classy guy. I'm fucking sick of that commercial. That I mean, seriously, even uh, the girl the other day, she's like, can you mute this? you know that he does that 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 insurance or oh my god like i don't i don't uh you know i normally just block out commercials or if not fast forward them if if i have something recorded but that fucking commercial i mute the tv i i, I will fast forward if i can but you guys know no 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 that just <laughs> so anyhow um i i would like to see manning win uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but, uh, uh, you know, you never know. I mean, they have the defense to win. You go back to uh, was it 2000, 2001. I mean, Christ, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl, you know, with Baltimore. Their defense was just that good. So maybe we'll see something like that. I doubt it. You know, if he can play mistake-free football, the defense comes to play. They run. They get that running game going very, very big. And uh, Peyton Manning, really all he has to do is just uh, not make mistakes. And, you know, he doesn't have to win the game. He just basically, as the old cliche says, not lose it for them. So, anyhow, uh, I, I do think New England's going to win. I'm rooting for Denver. Um, if I was going to wager, I would wager uh, on New England. And in the second game, uh, kind of hard to pick. I mean, you got two teams with great defenses. Uh, you know, one, two veteran quarterback, but one, you know, that's a real veteran. In fact, it's going to be the first time ever that, uh, I think it's, I don't know if it's in general or in the playoffs. It's one or the other, but I read this, that two former Heisman Trophy winners are going against each other in, uh, in Cam Newton and Carson Palmer. Uh, it may even be the first time that, I don't think that can be. But it's probably the first time in the playoffs. So, anyhow, uh, if I had to pick on that game, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Arizona. I I think they're just a little bit more deep. I think they're a little bit more tougher. I think they they have just a few more playmakers, uh, like they showed last week with Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, I, it, it's gonna be a close game. I don't see it being like last week against the Seahawks where Carolina 
pulled out to like a 31-0 lead. But anyhow, I will be watching both games, and I will be attending uh, at the Golden Nugget, as I mentioned earlier, the uh, Anti-For-Autism Tournament. I kind of already talked about it in the intro, so I won't get that much into it. But uh, I will be there. And my nemesis, who I, uh, my UFC nemesis, I should say, will be there as well. And I'm talking about Jose Aldo. Um, and of course, I'm not going to, you know, I would never say anything to him. Even if uh, he somehow got situated at the same table or next to me, I'm not going to say, hey, I lost $80,000 or whatever amount of money, you know, on you. But uh, this is kind of ironic. He's going to be there. So, and I'll, I'll report back and I'll let you guys know. I know a lot of you are big UFC fans and. I'll try to find out what the uh, connection is because every one of these charity tournaments they've had at the Golden Nugget, there always seems to be a ton of UFC fighters. Uh, like I said, I've met a number of years. Randy Couture and, God, I can't think of his name, another heavyweight guy that, that's white guy. I think, I mean, he's retired now. He's probably in his mid-40s. Uh, I can't, I don't remember. But and he was a champion for a while, uh, a real big name. I have a photo of him. Anyhow, so I'm going to be doing that. Um, and I guess speaking of, <laughs> speaking of UFC, uh, I don't even know why I know this. I mean, I know why I know this. It's, it's been on TV this week. It's been hyped. Ronda Rossi, uh, the female UFC fighter that, uh, I guess was a sure thing. And, you know, the biggest bet in UFC and the biggest draw who got her ass kicked, uh, about three or four months ago by Holly Holm. She's going to be hosting Saturday Night Live uh, in New York on Saturday. And uh, in other news, Six Toe Pete apparently just landed FJOK. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Six Toe Pete, he really likes that run to Rossi. Anyhow, all right, cross that off the list. Anyhow, the phone number again, uh, not, I'll take a look. If anyone wants to be on, I cannot uh, take incoming calls to the next show. I do have Skype. I don't have a number yet. Um, and Matos, yeah, I, I will. I will have you on. Uh, the number is two zero three two nine nine two four three six. Again, that's two zero three two nine nine two four three six. And I'll be more than happy to uh, call you. And again, I received a text from Sisop, and uh, just giving me some support for coming back. It's been uh, I don't even know. I think three years. Since I've been on four years, since I mean, you know, on by myself and doing this. So, thank you for the support. Thank you all that are in the chat. Uh, what is that? Looks, looks like there's 11 of you. Um, so, anyhow, I, I, I will st- I'll look at the chat. I just, you know, I get into a zone. I, you know, I have this list of topics and I have a flow going. So, I, I apologize. I'm not ignoring anyone. If anyone has any questions, it's not, you know, that I'm, I'm sitting here, uh, you know, ignoring you but I just I just kind of walk around and I have this big office that I'm sitting in now a really comfortable chair and I get up and I'll stand around and I'll just kind of walk back and forth when, with my thoughts and talk I'm not really just sitting down looking into a screen when I talk and that's kind of the best way for me to uh, to approach doing these shows so uh, anyhow I, I will give everyone a shout out uh, for listening for Dragons he, he was again the first person in here and he uh, created a Photoshop of me the other day that was in the Garrett thread. It was absolutely brilliant. And again, Bootsy Collins uh, as well Go, goes way back. Uh, I already gave Droff his shout-outs, but anyone that didn't hear it, uh, of course, gratitude to him uh, for giving me the password and offering to let me use his server and uh, 
facilities to be able to broadcast. Uh, FPS Russia, who I believe is in Vegas. I thought I read something that he was staying at the Flamingo. He had read a, wrote a thread. Against, there was a shooting at the Bellagio tonight. I don't know enough details. Or out, I'm sorry, the shooting outside the Bellagio and uh, on the streets. And I don't know enough information to even talk about it. I just saw a news break, and it said that there was a uh, officer-related shooting this evening outside the Bellagio. Um, and, you know, uh, Vegas has kind of gotten a bad rap, you know, in, in the world nationwide media lately because of, I guess, this incident, which which will be reported nationally, and uh, more specifically, the, the crazy bitch that drove the car. But you got to think, I mean, the big picture of things, I mean, Las Vegas is very, 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 very safe. I mean, you got to think on any given weekend, you got tens of thousands of people and, you know, just roaming the streets, in and out of casinos, downtown, midtown, you know, the strip. And, you know, you take that combination of tons of people and, you know, tons of alcohol, tons of drugs, the highs and the lows of, of gambling and people having money, you would think there'd be much more crime. And there isn't. You know, I, I've never even, uh, I mean, when I've had a lot of money on me and I'm walking down the strip or I'm going from one hotel to other, to another and it's unavoidable to have money. Now, of course, you know, as anybody, you know, with, with normal good instincts, well, you know, I'm careful about my surroundings, but I've never once been fearful, you know, especially during the day. I'm, I'm never paranoid or just, uh, you know, I feel totally, completely comfortable, which, you know, that's at times, you know, well over ten thousand, twenty, thirty thousand dollars to have to, you know, cash a ticket or if I win big in one casino, my car is not there. I mean, I guess in theory, I could take a taxi, you know, or uh, in some, you know, any casino. And this is, I guess, a, a good general tip for anybody. If you're ever in a casino in Vegas, and this goes for a strip property, even, uh, you know, to a local property, and you have a lot of money on you and uh, you don't, you know, and people do get robbed. I'm not, I'm not sitting here giving anyone any sort of endorsement that uh, go, you know, went around with tons of money and you'll be fine. This isn't Disneyland, but I'm just saying that in terms of all the dynamics, you know, the city's relatively safe. But if you're ever in a casino and you find yourself with a lot of money and you're alone and uh, maybe it's late at night, you can always go to security and request somebody to walk you, escort you to your car. It's free of charge, of course, and they're always well. It uh, doesn't cost any money. I mean, you know, of course, what I normally do when I've done that in the past, and, and I have, you know, especially downtown, is, you know, give the cop $5 or not the cop, the security guard, $5, 20 bucks. you know, be generous, especially if you want a lot of money. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to give them anything. You're not expecting anything, but that service is always available. Uh, you know, so if you're ever at the Bellagio and want a lot of money playing poker or craps and anywhere, just uh, go to the security podium or station, and there's one every at every casino, and just ask. Uh, you don't even have to tell them why. You know, just say, hey, I would like you know an escort to my car. And they'll walk you there, and they'll wait to get in the car, back up, take off, and leave before they walk away. So that's something easily, uh, that's something everyone should know. Um, so anyhow, uh, I will uh, talk a little bit about poker because, you know, the majority of you, uh, that are here, you know, either fascinated with poker or gambling. I don't think there's anyone that's on here that doesn't play poker, has never played poker. Um, so, I don't know. I'll recap. I'll just look here and see if there's anything interesting. It's not like I've uh, put up that much time into uh, investigating stories. I know Druff covered a lot of this when uh, he did a show. Um, 
All right, well, some tribal, what is it? Some tribal, uh, in some tribe <laughs> in California that owns a casino saying that uh, interest in poker will die off if California doesn't act soon. Uh, says tribal gaming uh, commander leader guy. Okay, whatever. That's that's not great. Uh, oh, this is actually a funny one. Man, this is a ha- the caption. Man robs casino, gets caught gambling with the money at a nearby casino. <laughs> a man robbed a casino, and I'm going to attribute this to a card player. Articles written by Brian Pempis. Good old Brian Pempis from Card Player. A man robbed a casino in Montana, then he went to a nearby casino to gamble, where he was later arrested. According to authorities, George Leon Goodry robbed the Emerald City Casino in Great Falls on Saturday, and then drove in a pickup truck he stole to another casino to play slot machines. Police showed up at the casino and arrested him. The 40-year-old, uh, I'm sorry, 42-year-old is facing charges for robbery and theft, both felonies. I mean, that's what I'm talking about when I talked earlier about the, the, the perils and the addiction of gambling. I mean, to, to, to rob a casino, I mean, that's fucking crazy anyhow. Like, that's, a nut, that's, that's nuts. But then to go after you just rob the casino, go rob a truck, okay, <laughs> to go to another casino, and then just to sit and play slots. I mean, I don't know nothing about the guy. You know, there's, maybe he's mentally ill. You would think there's something wrong just besides uh, a casino addiction. Um, <laughs> or a gambling addiction to behave that way. Uh, but I don't know. Very, very weird. Um, let's see. What else is new? I guess there was somebody in Nevada read about this that uh, one, uh, I believe it was a postal, postal worker, that he won a share of the Powerball. Um, I don't know. I, I We don't have it here in Nevada, and it's actually funny because... You know, they every once in a while, you know, the press or review journal or they'll talk about why don't we have Powerball? We can use the money for this. I mean, you know why we don't have fucking Powerball? And they know this and they're just, they don't want to say it. Why don't we have Powerball in Nevada? Anyone have a wise fucking guess? Because you know who runs the state? The casino lobbyists. Okay. And as long as, as, as long as Nevada's here and, and it, it's gambling and that's the main source, they're never going to have any sort of lottery, whether it's Powerball or. Uh, the other one, they, they, the lobbyist, and then let's not mince words here. That's who gets every politician uh, elected in this great state. Uh, you know, from the governor all the way down to councilmen's. Uh, you know, it's their interests that matter more. And, and I guess you can say that in every state. That's why a lot of people are uh, kind of fed up with government. For instance, this man in Pittsburgh, a Pittsburgh chiropractor's obituary. Uh, is asking people to not vote for Republican president candidate Donald Trump in lieu of sending flowers. I'm not making this up. Jason Brown tells a Pittsburgh Post-Gazette that he and his brother decided to include that line in their father's obituary after he left them a note indicating that. Brown's father, Mr. Jeffrey Cohen, died at the age of 70. Uh, he knew that he was his father was dying, or the father knew he was close to death, and wanted, I guess, the last remembrance or last thing to be remembered of him to have <laughs> his obituary state and ask, I guess, that people do not send or do not vote for Donald Trump. And again, he asks this in lieu of sending flowers. So very, very odd. I guess he hates Donald Trump that much. Huh. <laughs> wow. Um, 
So anyhow, yeah, so uh, apparently it was a postal worker that won, and I want to assume, I'll look it up here. I want to assume he probably obviously drove to California because that's what most people do. Uh, near line, nearby state line, which is uh, right right outside Prim, uh, right off the 15 in Las Vegas. It's about 40, 45 minutes away. And there's then a couple of other small cities, and that's in Cal that's California, right, when you pass Prim. So that's where most residents in Nevada, or I should say Las Vegas, go um, when they want to uh, buy Powerball because we, we're shut out. There's no lottery here. There's, there's nothing. It's just casino gambling, and uh, like it's not even made it on a ballot for citizens to even vote for a lottery. Um, so anyhow, a lucky, uh, this is Fox News, I guess it was a lucky Las Vegas man yet who, uh, oh, okay, you know what, I, I, I misspoke. This is why I got to prepare better. He didn't win the Powerball or a share of it. He actually hit five out of six and took home $700,000. Um, and uh, he went, yep, just like where I said, he went to the Prim Valor Valley Lotto Store which is I-15 and state line, as I mentioned. And uh, he got five out of six, which paid six or 700,000. So anyhow, good for him. Uh, and then I guess apparently uh, high stakes poker player. I don't know. And, and if any of this is talked about in the forum, uh, I, you know, I apologize. I didn't see it, but because normally this man draws some attention. High stakes poker player, an Instagram celebrity. I mean, really? Okay, like both those words are false. Well, I guess one of them is at least false. So who am I talking about? Yes, Dan Blazarian. Uh, yeah, the Instagram celebrity, uh, I guess you'd give him that, but I, I don't even know any more about the high-stakes poker player. Uh, you know, I don't see him. I haven't seen him in years playing, and I will be, you know, every so often at the Blasio, the Aria, which are the two biggest places in Vegas where any high-stakes games take place and probably in the world, other than maybe, you know, a game or two at the Commerce every so often or when Larry Flint gets his game together at Hustler. Um, and what he conveniently says is, uh, Dan I'm talking about, is that the majority of the money he makes is in home games, so there's really no way to back it up or disprove what he's saying. Um, so, But in my opinion, I, I don't think... Uh, I think he's more of like a Paris Hilton now than an actual poker player. He's just famous for being famous. Uh, you know, his dad... It's very. It's a very interesting story. Uh, for those that don't know how he really made his money, I can tell you what he wants, but... If you read about it, you'll you'll find out his father um, basically stole a lot of money, and even went to jail, and was able to somehow hide a lot of the money, and the government couldn't uh, seize it and gave it to his children, and that's that's why we know who Dan Bitzerian is because his father was uh, I don't know successful or a little I, you know I don't even know the whole story I just remember reading that he battled with the government I don't even think his father can, lives in this country uh, somebody can look it up for me I think his father had to flee so uh, anyhow though he uh, Dan Blitzerian said on social media that he spent a whopping $100,000 on lotto tickets for Powerball um, unfortunately for Blitzerian but perhaps fortunately for everyone else he didn't have a winning ticket uh, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's not even interesting. Um, <laughs> so, anyhow, uh, let's see if there's anything else interesting poker-wise. Uh, you know, I'm talking about, like, not you know, somebody won a tournament, just anything, like, you know, 
someone in poker did something, no, there's nothing scandalous or something funny. No, 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 I'm closing this window. No more, no more uh, poker talk. So, and uh, I guess, and last, and this will probably be the last poker stuff I talk about, I will be attending, uh, not this weekend, next weekend is a poker series that I'm sure none of you have heard of. It's called Embargo. And what embargo is, it's kind of like, and I've talked about this for years, it's it's the, like a mini version or a, a winter version of Barge. And Barge is like the tournament series that, you know, there's been one for almost a decade uh, in Atlantic City and in uh, Foxwoods in the Mohegan Sun and in Las Vegas. And the, the one during the summer follows the WSOP. It's uh, called Embargo. It's going to be at Binion's. And it is, I think, a four-day event. I think it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I'm already registered, and I'll be down at Binion's playing in that. And uh, they're not just normal games. I'm actually, one game that we're going to be playing that I'm registered is actually really, really intriguing. Um, but I don't know. I'm trying to find the name of the game. There is, like you know, a standard. The, the final event is No Limit Hold'em. And that it's called the Tournament of Champions. There's another game. I can't think of what it is, but you're dealt, I think, uh, and this is a tournament I'm registered for, you're dealt three cards, and the person that's under the gun gets to decide what game you're playing. Uh, I think the choices are like Omaha 8 or better, Raz, Stud 8 or better, I, I don't know, maybe there's even more. And it's always a person under the gun, and I guess this game has been taking off. It's been played in California, and for all I know, maybe it's being played at... Uh, you know, commerce or other places. I don't. I'm trying to find the name of it. Let's see. And I can find the rules. No. I'm not, okay. Let's see if I can find. This. I'm going to take a break in a minute, anyhow. Um, so anyhow, I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to get to see a lot of good friends. My friend Jeannie's going to be down there for that as well. And that's uh, always fun. You know, just playing these silly poker tournaments. They're only like a hundred, hundred fifty dollar buy-ins. You know, they have decent crowds, 100, 200 people in it. But they're people I've known now for years, and it's uh, it's actually it's enjoyable. You know, when you when the play in these tournaments where, you know, everyone's talking to each other, everyone's friendly. When You know, as I mentioned before, when someone gets knocked out, everyone stands up and claps and applauses, and there's knockout gifts when somebody knocks you out. You, you know, you've, whether it's a trinket or, you know, some sort of little token or Hell, I, I think I recounted this years ago. Uh, Andy Block was giving away iPads for his knockout gift, and <laughs> I mean, it was. It, I think maybe they asked him, you know, to kind of cut back on it in, in the future because everyone just tried to play hands against him, uh, <laughs> which kind of defeats the purpose a little bit about what you know embargo and barge is. But if you are in Vegas, I think registration closes on Monday. Um, it, it, it's it's not some sort of like organization that that you know it's open to anybody uh even if you've never been to it and you know it, it's everyone's for the most part very very welcoming uh you can just google it embargo poker and uh i think there's four or five tournaments next weekend and you can just play one if you want you can play one you can play two you can play all five but anyone that's in vegas i might hear this uh you know go ahead and just check it out you know they're, they're fun poker tournaments like i said the one of the games i'm playing on friday it's some game you get three cards and then under the gun gets to pick the game. 
Like, so they always have weird stuff like that. I have no idea. Never played it before. Most people haven't. So I'm going to be doing that. And uh, for the most part, it's always been at Binion's. I think once it was at the Orleans and it was at Aria uh, a couple years ago. But uh, people that are in this tend to just like the downtown element. And uh, you know what? I, I like downtown. I don't make it down there enough. Uh, I guess maybe part of it is, you know, they don't have poker. And any of the gambling that I like, they don't really have. But just kind of being down there, I mean, it's not, uh, it's not seedy. You know, uh, I mean, I, there's probably mo- more homeless people, more people begging on the strip than, you know, I, the other day I was at uh, the Wynn and I'm walking from the Wynn to the Venetian. There's a bridge. It's not like I'm even on the street. And uh, in my five-minute walk, I must have been asked about seven or eight times for money. Um, this is, you know, between the win and the Venetian. So, anyhow, I, I I recommend if you come out to Vegas and you've never been down there, go go downtown, check it out. I mean, it, it's not it's not your daddy's downtown. I mean, it's not what people that uh, used to come out here 10, 15, 20 years ago remember it being. I mean, there's restaurants and uh, you know the the I guess you would think the uh, centerpiece or the jewel of downtown is the Golden Nugget. Um, since that's the nicest and you know it's kind of like the Bellagio of downtown but uh, you know even the other properties like the Four Queens which now uh, Binion's does not have a hotel anymore uh, this is just a fucking disaster what they did to that poor place I mean, they don't even have a valet they closed down the valet department and then this is a number of years ago maybe four years now three four five even they uh, closed down all the you know the casino is still open they closed down the hotel uh, got to the point that with maids and uh, you know them being a part of a union and just running the hotel was more profitable for them to have it closed. So they just keep the casino and uh, as far as I know, there's not even any plans to reopen it. And what they do now is if you call Binions and ask for a room, uh, they have some sort of deal with the Four Queens and they have some kind of partnership where I'm sure if you book through Binions, Binion gets... You know, a certain percentage, or I don't know, but uh, anyhow, I like downtown. Uh, you know, and and it's funny, everyone's griping about parking. I'm not going to talk about all that too. I, I think it's kind of bullshit, and uh, I supposedly it's, it's going to start soon. You know, in April or May. Um, and I, I said this on radio. I'm never going to pay for it. You know, I, I just, I, I mean, I guess if I had to go there, you know, if I had to be somewhere, but. The way it is these days, you can kind of just get anywhere you want, you know, just by walking. Like if I want needed to get to the Mirage, I can go to Caesars. It's right next door. If I need to go to the Bellagio, I can go go to Caesars. So as long as every place on this trip doesn't start charging like this, uh, you know, there's ways around it. And now, you know, all these companies are coming out. Uh, you know, we're we're not going to charge parking. You know, just making a little PR statement. The Cosmopolitan just came out the other day saying they had no plans to do that and you know come to Cosmo where there's free parking, but. Anyhow, uh, I'm not going to get into all that again. The parking situation, we'll, we'll just see how it plays out. Um, so I think I'm going to take a break in a second and get a drink and refresh. You know, I do this every, every time. I say I'm going to do this for an hour. And, and I will tell you, anyone that's still awake that's going to sleep, you're not going to wake up and uh, find me here. <laughs> it's uh, not going to happen. I mean, maybe yeah, I'll do maybe another hour. I don't want just to kind of drag on and lose its luster. And, like, again, I just kind of wanted to do a show for everybody, uh, especially for those that were very supportive. I got a lot of 
Texas, a lot of PMs this week because of this debacle uh, that occurred on the forums, and that's kind of the main reason why I wanted to do this. So, thank God the uh, 15-year-old laptop. I'll be back. Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. It's alright. Already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come to the show.
and good evening, and we're back. It's 3.40 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and the weather is now 39 degrees here in the northwest part of Las Vegas, where you can look up my mountain and actually see, or look up my mountain, look up my window and actually see mountains. Uh, I'm about, I don't know, maybe a 15-minute walk. I don't even know the name of the mountain. It's out in the northwest part of Vegas, but uh, it's a beautiful view. So anyhow, for those that are... Uh, listening either uh, in the chat or not in the chat uh, I don't have a phone set up I can make outgoing calls but I don't have a uh, Skype number yet I will be have one just kind of want to get something catchy and you know I guess I'm kind of locked into it once I pick it so I kind of threw this show together at the spur of the moment and just didn't want to pick some uh, random number so uh, if you do want to be on I guess this is a part of the show where uh, can take some calls or make some calls I can call you, but you cannot call me yet. So I do have a text number. If you want to text me your phone number, so it's not uh, on the air in the chat, and that's two zero three two nine nine twenty four thirty six. That's two zero three two nine nine twenty four thirty six, and I'll be more than happy to call you. Uh, I'll try to go maybe another hour or so, and uh, next time I come on, I'll have more of an agenda prepared. Maybe I'll have. A guest, maybe I'll uh, call a porn star. Maybe I'll have some poker player that did something once. Who knows? Uh, you know, it's kind of hard. Like I said, you know, it is four in the morning almost. So that's where we stand now. Um, so anyhow, uh, about it was the weekend of September 11th. Uh, that's why it's easy to remember it. And I was at the Aria with my girlfriend at the time, and. Uh, I was playing, I was actually staying there. We were staying in the Sky Suites, which uh, if anyone is a MJ Mirage customer and you would never advise paying the rates that they would want, but uh, you do have comp rooms and you've never stayed at the Aria or you plan on it, uh, if you can get your host to comp you or, if, you know, usually unless you ask, they're just going to give you a standard room, even if you're a big player. Um, so always ask for what you want. That's another segment that I should probably talk about, getting the most out of a casino host. In fact, you know what? I'm going to get this little piece of white paper. Getting the most from your host. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, request to stay, or even if you can get a casino rate, uh, you know, I would say I wouldn't spend more than $100, $150 on it, but ask to stay in the Sky Suites at the Aria. They're beautiful rooms uh they're they're, they're amazing uh i've oh, oh, excuse me headset just fell off um you know i've stayed in a lot of hotels in the city I, i'd be hard pressed to find one i haven't in fact uh, i think basically everywhere on the strip over the course of me living here and or before i moved here uh, i mean i was just you know, mirage treasure island basically i've I, every MGM property, uh, I think, except for I mean, the main ones. Like, I haven't stayed at the Monte Carlo, but, you know, Mandalay Bay, Mirage, Bellagio, Aria, uh, Treasure Island when it was an MGM property. And then the other side, uh, I think I've stayed at every Caesars property, or if I haven't, I've gotten somebody a room there. Uh, I don't think I've ever spent the night at Bally's, uh, but I've gotten people rooms there, and I've been inside the room, so... But anyhow... Uh, 
the sky suites are just brilliant beautiful rooms uh you know state of the art uh you know with the lighting where you know every one little remote controls everything and the furniture is beautiful and still new it's not worn and there's like a little private uh vip area just for people that are in that wing of the hotel um no it's just it's, I mean, it's a room you know but if you kind of plan on hanging out in the room or if it's like a romantic trip with you know your spouse or your significant other go ahead and stay there you'll like it just everything from you know the sound systems for the televisions to the beds to the bathrooms to the jacuzzi tubs i mean it's just a real nice room so okay getting back on uh par here i was staying there and uh I just, you know, I, I do that sometimes. I'll go through these stages where, you know, don't really have time, you know, to get away and, you know, go out of town or go somewhere, you know, very, very far. So I'll go down to the strip for like two days and just stay there. And, you know, I can come back and check on my dog if I need to. And, you know, I'm not really that far away from everything, but yet it kind of still feels like a vacation. So I was out there uh, for the weekend of 9-11. And I think I was there for two nights. And uh, I ended up getting 86, um, but it wasn't, I guess, a true 86. Uh, meaning, like normally, when you're 86, you get trespassed and you can never come back on the property uh, or any of the properties that are affiliated or owned. But in my case, I was not allowed to play slots. I'm not kidding you, slots. Uh, I wasn't barred. I could play table games. I could play poker. I could go to any restaurant. I could even stay there if I wanted to. But my card, my player's card, was deactivated. When I put it into a machine, it would say, please, uh, please go to the players club or you know, something along those lines. Um, and, uh, and this was after the fact when I was already 86. I actually, when I was leaving, I put my card in the machine. So of all things, what was I 86 for in a slot and slots it wasn't like your standard little butterfly, uh, you know, butterfly slot game or buffaloes or one of those, you know, little video digital games. It was for playing video roulette. That's what I was 86 for. Um, there's a certain kind of video roulette. The most popular one that you'll see anywhere from, they're all over Atlantic City. They're in uh, you know, Mohegan Sun, Foxwoods. I assume they're probably in California as well, and they're all over Vegas, or the Bally's ones, which are kind of it's a big circular wheel, and it's a very slow spin, and they're normally double zero. And the limits on those are anywhere from 25 cents. Uh, actually, I should say I, know I saw one downtown that was a, a dime. But the ones on the strip are usually anywhere from a quarter to $5. And that's just the total amount you have to wager on one spin. Meaning, say it's $5, you can put three on red and two on a number and then go ahead and spin. Or if it's just a quarter, you know, just one unit. Uh, so anyhow, uh, and my friend that's, that's actually in the chat, Matos, he's actually been with me when I've played this game. Uh, so anyhow, there's a particular one, and it's not the one I'm describing. Again, the most popular one is this Bally's one, but there's a new version that came out about a year and a half ago. And uh, some places have it where there's actually kind of like a little booth to sit where you could, like two people could actually sit and play it, which doesn't really make sense because it's not like a two-person game, but like at the Aria, for instance, they have like a little, it's not like a normal chair. So it really looks like a booth, like or a little like, like you're sitting like at a bus stop waiting to get picked up could actually fit three people if they weren't uh you know didn't have junk in the trunk so anyhow uh i started playing this game and well you know maybe later uh i'll get into reasons why i was playing it but i prefer this game uh for a particular reason 
and not the old school ones. And one of the reasons I do prefer this game, I'll, I'll just leave it at that for now, is that you can do what I call fast finger it, meaning that you <laughs> fast finger. And what I mean by that is when you make your bet, you can immediately hit, and you can do this in some slot machines too, you can immediately hit the button to spin and then hit it again and it stops on a number. And, and some people think, well, well, you know, if you don't let it spin, it's going to it's you know, going to be fucked up or it's not going to be a true spin, but it, it's like anything else uh where you know, a slot machine, the next decision that it makes is already programmed to be what it's going to be. So, and when I say fast finger game, what I mean is I'll make my wager whatever it is, say I just have $5 on red. And normally you would hit it and it would spin around and around and around and it would just land on either red, black, or of course, you know, a zero. But if you hit it and then hit it again, it just immediately stops somewhere. And, uh, and you can't, you know, control where it stops, what quadrant or what color or what section, but all it really does is it speeds up the game and you can get more spins in per minute, more spins in per hour, etc. So that's why I like that game. I could just play really, really, really fast and not wait 30, 45 seconds for it to spin and make that sound. So I'm playing that game, and that's the only thing I was playing at Aria uh, the entirety of my trip, and it was my second day there. And the first day I was there, uh, I played mainly on Graveyard, and I hit a number of jackpots. And uh, I always get worried, although you know I'm not doing anything illegal, but the jackpots tend to draw attention. Um, but again, you know, I, I, if anyone really knows anything, they could clearly see what, you know, what I'm doing. It's not illegal in any any you know sense of the word. So first time I'm there, I was up, I think, 13,000, 12,000, uh, you know, a decent amount, but nothing that was going to, you know, that I thought at least was going to worry the Aria. And, uh, but I did hit a number of jackpots, and I knew that drew attention, especially since it was graveyard, and uh, it was slow, and, and probably wasn't, uh, you know, the eye, the eye in the sky was definitely on me watching me, because I was probably betting, you know, bigger or, you know, around par as, as anyone else in the place. Um, so I ended up cashing out about 12,000, 13,000 ahead, went upstairs, got some food, went to sleep, woke up the next day and uh, hung out. I think I went to the pool. It wasn't cold yet out here. And then around 10 o'clock at night, maybe, yeah, 10, 9, well, sometime the, the early mid-evening, went downstairs with uh, my girlfriend and started playing. And I got a marker. And uh, what what I've been doing, uh, I, I, first decade or so that I lived out here, not even maybe a little longer, uh, I always had cash on me. And I never had credit anywhere. Um, you know, it wasn't because I, I couldn't get it. I just never really had a need for it. I don't know. But then recently, you know, a couple of years ago, I thought, you know what? It's just these casinos that I'm at a lot, you know, mainly MGM properties or not even Caesars properties because I don't play there anymore. But I guess mainly MGM properties in the Venetian doesn't really make sense. You know, that if I am going to be at times wagering a significant amount of money to have to carry money and, you know, go to the bank, you know, and or just to have it on me. So, you know, marker's pretty easy. You know, you, you get the credit and uh, go to the casino and you can either get, if you wanted to play table games, for instance, you can get chips. If you wanted to play slots, they give you uh, vouchers. Meaning like, you know, when I go to the Aria, I would just walk into the high limit slot room and I'd say, hey, you know, I want to get $10,000 and show them my uh, player's card. 
They already have my ID with my picture on file, so they know it's me. And then you tell them what kind of denominations, you know, you want, how you want it. So, you know, okay, I'll have five vouchers at $2,000 each. So that's what they give me. So $10,000 in total. Each ticket is $2,000. And there's nothing special about that ticket. It's the same kind of ticket you'd get if you cashed out of, you know, any slot machine, video poker machine, and just went to a ticket dispenser. So in theory, you know, if you wanted a interest-free loan, uh, you know what, I'm going to write this down too. Talk about markers. <laughs> uh, in theory, you, I could walk right now to the Aria and, and just get money and uh, leave with it. You know, say I didn't want to go to Bank of America. Say it's a Sunday and Bank of America's closed or one more money that I can get on my ATM. Um, and when you get a marker... When you sign up for credit, you'll make an agreement with the credit department as to how your marker will be paid back. Now, normally what casinos want, uh, or even insist in some cases, is if you win, they want you to pay the marker back right away. And that makes sense. That protects their end of it. Meaning if I take out a $10,000 marker, and when I'm all done uh, you know, with my session, I'm up 14000 pay back the 10 that I owe, and then take the $4,000 profit. Uh, you know, or if I'm up 12,000, you know, et cetera. You know, they don't want you to walk with your profit in the market. And again, again, that makes sense. But if you lose and you can't pay it back, then, you know, you have two options. Uh, you could either pay back part of your marker. So say, you know, you lost, took out a marker for 10,000, you have 8,000 on you, you can give them $8,000 and you owe them 2,000, or you can just keep the 8,000 and, and leave. So the agreement that you make when you sign up for credit is in the event that you lose how your marker will be repaid back in what time frame now normally in today's day and age like back in the day people would write casinos checks you know either then you know before they'd fly home or as soon as they got home but now since everything with banking is a lot different you know and, and checks are just not uh, even commonly used anymore they'll just debit your bank account uh, just like you know a prepaid, you know, electric bill. They'll just, I guess, what do they call it? ACH it right out of your bank account. So depending on your credit history and uh, how high your marker is, and I think it's more just your history, um, you can actually set a, a, a date on, or a time period, I should say, on when you want your marker taken out of your account in the event you lose. It normally starts out at a minimum of a week. And it could be as long as 45 days. Meaning, you know, if I lose $10,000 tonight, it could be a month and a half before it has to be repaid. Um, and in Las Vegas, just so people do know, and I think a lot of people do know this, but uh, there was a provision written into the law uh, that isn't in most uh, states that have gambling. And if you fail to pay a marker back, it's, it is a crime. It's not like a credit card. You know, if you get in over your head with your, you know, Bank of America, your Capital One credit card, and you either default on it or get behind, you're not going to go to jail. And, you know, in most cases, uh, you're just going to have a really bad ding on your credit. You're probably not going to get pursued civilly. You're never going to get pursued criminally. I mean, again, I'm assuming you're not doing anything criminally with the credit card. You're just, you can't pay it. Uh, you know, and but now I know they've made these laws a little bit tougher, you know, with bankruptcy and how to discharge debts. But anyhow, you're never going to jail because you can't pay your visa bill. Worst case scenario, uh, you know, is credit's going to get ruined and it's going to go to collections. 
Um, and I guess in severe cases, if, if it's worth the time and the effort and their money and resources, they could sue you. But I've never heard of that happening to, you know, anyone I know, you know, for low amounts of money. Like, like I said, 10, 15,000, they're not going to come to your city, hire attorneys and go through all that to, you know, win a judgment against you. But with a marker, it's different. It's it's the exact equivalent of writing a bad check or, or, or and and or uh, defrauding someone. So if you do ever have credit and you don't pay back your marker, you will go to jail. Now, you're not going to go to jail the next day, the next week, or probably even the next month. It doesn't work like that. Um, if you have a marker and when your marker is drawn upon, uh, it will bounce if you don't have the funds and they're just like a check will. And then you'll, I'm sure, you know, this has never happened to me, but uh, I've, I've read a lot of stories about celebrities, most famously uh, Antoine Walker, who was a number one, uh, or first round, I should say, draft pick by the Boston Celtics out of Kentucky. He was playing in a charity golf tournament. I think it was up in Reno. And they came to the golf tournament and they arrested him. He owed the win. Uh, I'm sorry, I think it was MGM. He owed the MGM $100,000, dollars I don't know. You can Google it. Uh, and didn't pay it back. Um, and this has happened. You've read other cases of, of other people. Uh, funny enough, I know Joe Francis. He had a big lawsuit uh, with the win. He owed Steve Wynn a lot of money. And, uh, you know, I hate to say it. You know, well, actually, I don't hate to say it. Why? A lot of athletes you hear about that do this. And, and usually they're retired. Um, and they've just, I know Charles Barkley was, was one back in the day and they go through so much money, uh, on bullshit, I guess, such as gambling, uh, they can't afford to pay their gambling losses and they get arrested. So I'm not quite sure how long the process takes, but if you ignore it and you don't pay them back, you will get arrested and a judge will force you to pay them back, um, or make some sort of payment plan with them. So anyhow, um, so depending on how your credit is and your history of having lines of credit with casinos, uh, you could either have money taken out of your account within a week or as far as 45 days. Now, in my situation, uh, if you do lose, I think one of my accounts is a week and the other is 30 days because that is just the default limit that they offer, they gave me. I don't, I don't really quite remember. I prefer it to be seven days because if you lose... You know, a large sum of money, you don't want to kind of look, log into your bank every day and see it there knowing it's going to go bye-bye. You kind of want it, you know, out of the way, at least in my situation, the way I feel. You know, you lose ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 and, you know, you kind of want the money gone because then you want to wake up and, and not, and just kind of move on from it. You know, you don't want it to linger and be like, shit, you know, when is this, you know what I mean? It's not your money anymore, but it's in your account. It's kind of a weird thing. So anyhow, I digress. So the, the reason why I did this was, well, you know what? I don't want to carry that much cash on me there's really no need to if I don't you know need to have it on me if I want to you know or need it I can get it now at, at you know almost 50% of the properties you know on the strip if I need a loan you know hey I'll just or if I need money I mean it's kind of like empowering like right now if I want to buy a car you know at, at <laughs> four in the morning if I need to get that kind of cash I mean you can't it's kind of a cool feeling I don't know maybe I'm just a little skewed by living out here so long but just kind of cool knowing that uh, kind of have your own little bank that's open. And, of course, the casinos don't like this, but, uh, you know, it, it's something that is done. Um, and as long as, you know, you are playing to some degree and not like I'm sure if every time you draw a marker and you have no action, you never play, 
eventually I would assume that, you know, they would uh, question you and probably even revoke your line. So, uh, and of course, also, it, you know, it does help your credit. Now, you know, it shows up on your credit report, shows up what your line is and when you owe, when it's paid. So that's another thing. I mean, you know, just a lot of people in today's day and age, I mean, and rightfully so, credit's important, you know, and, and if you have bad credit and you are listening to this show, uh, you know, I can tell you that, you know, in today's day and age, it's not like it was years ago where if you do have bad credit, you're just permanently doomed. You can take the time and, and, and figure out, and there's a lot of information on the internet, how to rebuild credit, even tricks how to just get your credit uh, where it needs to be. Uh, when I was in college, I made a bunch of mistakes and I got in some serious credit card debt. I mean, I was I was a December baby. So I was always like the youngest one. I think when I was in college, I was 17. When I graduated high school, I was 17. I wasn't even 18. And, you know, credit card companies keep giving me credit. And I had no credit, but still, I don't think there was, it was much, but, you know, like 1,000, 2,000 here, 3,000 here. But, you know, all that shit adds up. And, uh, you know, I kind of got a little out of control when I was young. And it took me a couple years, uh, three or four years to get my credit back to, you know, being good. And then... You know, about five years ago, I don't know why I got kind of interested in it, but I just, you know, wanted to make a point to really have the best credit I could have. So, um, you know, I took out more credit cards and I did some of these tricks that, you know, you can find on the internet and just how to get your FICO score up. But, uh, you know, it's important. It's not like it was 20 years ago. I mean, really, credit is everything. I know a lot of jobs even. Uh, I I think it's a slippery slope. Uh, I don't think someone's, you know, worthiness to repay credit or if you're late or just have a bad credit score whether it's because of a divorce or a failed business that kind of reflects what kind of person you are doesn't make you a crook but a lot of jobs these days uh you know will will run a credit check on you which i think is kind of fucking crazy i mean it's that's kind of bullshit so anyhow i've gotten off subject as i tend to do with these shows uh 402 a.m 39 degrees las vegas nevada so <laughs> I'm, I'm playing roulette, and uh, this was the second day, and I go downstairs, and I stick in a voucher slip, and I hit this spin button one time, and before I can even hit it again, I have six or seven security guards, and I guess they, it was a slot supervisor surround me and, and the person I was with. And they said, Mr. Gerson, we need you to cash out, stop playing, and come with me. You know, and of course, I'm not going to put up any resistance. I think I might have said, "What is there something wrong? And you know, I mean, I knew what was wrong. I knew that, that they, were, they had some qualm about what I was doing, what I was playing. Uh, but again, I, I assure all of you, and, and this is the truth, I, nothing I did was illegal. I've never done anything illegal, uh, you know, gaming-wise. Um, you know, I live out here. This is my home. Of course, to me, the casinos are my nemesis, just like they are to anyone who's not a loser. I mean, when I go there, I realize it's them against me, and fuck all this pretentious stuff, you know, with hosts and you know, free buffets and rooms and meals. They want to beat me, and I want to beat them. That's what it comes down to, and that's the way it should be with all of you. These guys aren't your friends. Uh, I'm friendly with hosts, but it's 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 a friendship that's kind of skewed. It's it's a friendship of what I want and what they'll give me. And, and then it's based on what they can get from me. Um, so, you know, again, for those that do have hosts and hosts will text you, they'll send you Christmas cards. They don't give a shit about you. You know, then you should never give a shit about them or feel bad. They want your money. 
They, they you know, want to look good. They want their numbers to look good. And, and you know, you want their money. So anyhow, they, they surround me. They tell me to uh, cash out and follow them. And I don't uh, put up any resistance. And I've been through this before, funny enough. Uh, it's actually happened with MGM uh, one other time. So they take me into a private, I guess it's like a little meeting room inside the one of the host's office. And they say, uh, of course, I'm, and then there are a couple other slot supervisors in there as well. And of course, I, I play ignorant. I'm, I'm, you know, what, what did I do? I, you know, didn't do anything wrong. Uh, well, why am I here? You know, and they, they say to me, Mr. Gerson, until further notice, you're not allowed to play slots at any MGM Mirage property in the world. Uh, blah, blah, blah. If you do, you, then you'll be trespassed, you'll be arrested. But you can play uh, table games. You can still frequent. You know, so like I said, I, I couldn't play any, any form of slots. And of course, I'm laughing like, really? I'm like, so if I put a $10 bill in, into a Wheel of Fortune machine, I can get in trouble. And they're like, yes. And I'm like, and so what do I, you know, and of course, I'm asking, what did I do wrong? And they're like, well, we can't, we can't comment on that. I'm like, what do you mean you can't comment on that? So what do I do from here? Well, you have to call the, the head of slots. And they told me that person's name and gave me their phone number. So then a process started that lasted about three or four months, um, actually maybe even a little bit longer until I got reinstated. And uh, it, it was a pain in the ass because I was being ignored. It was basically I was felt or treated like I was cheating when I wasn't. Um, and to make a long story short, uh, there was a couple facets of what they were worried about. Uh, and when I say they, I mean Aria, I guess in particular, because that was a property is that when this happened um the fast finger playing concerned them that was the main thing and i remember again fast fingering meaning when i would make a decision I w it would be an instant decision i would hit the spin button and then hit it again immediately after and it would just land on a number uh within a millisecond i mean it, it's that quick and they were concerned that i had somehow figured out a way to control where it landed which which wasn't true like i mentioned before all i'm doing is speeding up the inevitable uh and you know and this is backed up by fact this isn't some conjecture or some debate or some theory uh if i fast finger the machine and it lands on 17 if i didn't fast finger it 45 seconds 30 seconds later whatever it would have landed on 17 it's just speeding up the inevitable basically an hour of play by just sitting there and hitting it, it can be 15 minutes or 10 minutes of play if I'm fast fingering. I know that may sound weird to some people, but that's truthfully all I'm doing. You know, I'm just getting more play and I'm getting fast and it's faster and there's no idle time. Um, it's almost like kind of, I guess, comparing it to playing, uh, I don't know, what are those things called on on thing on Bovada, Zoom poker, or maybe that's poker stars, but you know, right when you just move from hand to hand to hand, it just, there's no waiting time. So anyhow, that concerned them the fast fingering and uh something i neglected to tell you all what i used to do is i would just use a player's card or I don't know if i had some or other kind of card on me it was like a gift card and i would put it on top of the machine where my credits were to cover my credits from being seen in plain sight and the reason why i did this was uh, when i started hitting jackpots it'd get annoying enough that i'd have people coming up to me asking me over and over Taurus how did you do that what did you win what did you bet and you know what and again I'm not saying this 
to be a, a dick, to be arrogant. But when I'm out playing, uh, you know, anything, I like to be left alone. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not at this stage in my life, how long I've lived out here in Las Vegas, I'm not playing to meet people. You know, I'm not playing like craps or I'm, you know, I'm rooting. Hey, where are you from? And, you know, we're all rooting for the eight to hit, you know, the hard eight, hard eight, hard eight. No, I'm playing to win money. I'm playing to take their money. They're playing to, to take my money. So I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to explain things. I don't want to be, I want to be left alone. And maybe that sounds cocky or that sounds arrogant or even rude. And I'm not rude in return. At, at, at the worst, I'll just be indifferent and I'll just kind of ignore someone to the point where they get the idea or, I'll make up something normally if you just say, hey, I'm stuck a lot of money. You know, they'll just kind of, if they have any common sense, they'll leave you alone. But uh, that's how I am when I gamble. Uh, poker's a little bit different. Um, you know, I don't mind, uh, you know, I'm not the Daniel Agranu of the live poker table who's befriending and talking to everyone. But, uh, you know, if someone talks to me or if, if just the mood is right, uh, you know, I, I have no problem with that. I'm not one of these anti-social players that just listen to music and have their headphones and glasses on looking down the whole time no you know that's a little bit different but anyhow when i'm gambling gambling uh, i like to be left alone so sometimes i i would have a significant amount of money in this in these machines and that can draw a crowd so that's why i would have a player's card a room key something covering my credit so you know, just picture it, you know, slot machine and where it would display how much you have in there. I just had something blocking it. So I didn't, you know, people that would walk by or playing a machine next to me, they're not looking and, wow, how'd you get that much? Or, you know, and a lot of times it's just what I bought in for. Anyhow, that worried them too. They didn't know why I was doing that, which of course I tried to explain to them, but they didn't listen. So anyhow, uh, months and months go by and finally this issue gets resolved and it got resolved uh, by the manufacturer of the game, which is actually Bally's as well. You know, Bally's has two versions of these video roulette games. Having to write them a letter uh, after they, I guess, were sent surveillance of me playing, assuring Aria, aka MGM, uh, Mir MGM Mirage Properties, that I was not cheating, that uh, I had no advantage that everything was on the up and up. And I was told by the actual slot director that until they received the letter, and that's what they were waiting for, and this was, you know, again, months down the line already, that I could not be allowed back in there. And, and then eventually, as I knew, I knew they would, they received some letter uh, indicating that everything I was doing was fine. I wasn't breaking the law. I mean, I wasn't, I had no advantage, which I didn't. You know, there was nothing deceitful that I was doing. Um, so the issues were this, they were worried, you know, why does he have his credits blocked? And they didn't like that because surveillance couldn't see, which I, I understand. And I get that surveillance wants to be able to see how much money you have, what you're betting. Cause sometimes they can't really see if you're hovering over the machine, depending on the camera angle. So they didn't like the fact they couldn't look and see what my, my credits were. And I get it. You know, it's their place. It's their shop. They can determine the rules. They want to see how much I have in there. And, of course, I explained the reason why, you know, I was doing this was because I didn't want the crowd. You know, I don't want people to walk by and see that I had a large sum of money in there and ask me, you know, why, how did I win that or, you know, talk to me about it. But the more important problem was this, and this is what brought the heat on me. It was the fast fingering on two parts. 
The first part being that they've never seen anyone play like that. Meaning, you know, I'm literally just hitting it repeatedly and you don't even see a spin. It just lands in a number. And, and if anyone was watching it, like surveillance, and it's because I've done this for so long that they can't even keep track of what I'm doing. It's just constant action, 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 action. And, you know, from an un, especially an unexperienced eye in the sky, they'd have no idea what I'm doing. And it looked suspicious, you know, because they're watching everyone else that are playing these games and the ball's rolling and it's rolling, and but I'm just hammering it, hammering it, playing very, very, very fast. But secondly, and most importantly, there was a flaw in their rating system. And when I say rating system, I mean the, the, my player's card in the machine that was tracking me, okay, and, and letting them know how I was doing. For whatever reason, and I still never got an answer and it's still never been corrected, um, like meaning if I still went there now, uh, although I'm not allowed to actually play the way I used to play, and I'll, I'll get to that at the conclusion of the story. Um, when I had my card in the machine and I was fast fingering this, <laughs> fast fingering, when I was uh, fast, fingering, fast fingering this game, for whatever reason, it would incorrectly rate my play. And it wasn't the jackpots from the night before that drew their attention. What drew their attention was they had me in their computers winning close to $800,000 in a little less than 24 hours playing a video roulette machine in any place, any place in this city that's competent, uh, that's going to draw attention. doesn't matter who you are. That's going to draw scrutiny. And again, for reasons that I still don't understand uh i guess the best explanation that i got was when i am again fast fingering the machine it overloads something that rates me it does something wrong it throws it off kilter where it and it does it in and in, in, i guess in my favor but not really my favor because it's showing i'm up way more money than than i am up but they don't know why They've tried to correct it. They've tried to fix it, but they can't. That's what I've best been told. The only way that they can actually figure out my true rating is if I fast finger it, when my session's over and I get up, a slot tech has to actually come to the game each time my session ends and manually uh, rate me, meaning he'll, he'll have to go into the machine and he can do something. Now, I've never worked in the slot department, so I don't fully know how this works. But he has to go in, and it takes some time, and then he can actually determine uh, what my win or loss was. And they don't want to do that, and rightfully so. I mean, that's a pain in the ass every time somebody plays that way. Um, but other than that, they don't know what the error is. And if you don't fast finger it, if you just play it normally, meaning you know that boring 30, 45 second period where it's just you know the ball spinning it rates you correctly. So what draw the drew the attention was that they had me winning an obscene amount of money uh, on a game that it, it's impossible. I mean, you'd have to be on a run of a lifetime to win that kind of money, especially I think the, the highest denomination there are $5 units. So I mean, in theory you could bet a lot of money. You could probably get see i mean you're not going to win that that much but i mean you could bet 500 on a number you know on a, on a number straight up and then if you wanted to you know put uh, on two numbers you could get over a thousand dollars on a number 
you know, which which would pay over thirty five thousand dollars. But who's going to do that? Who's going to literally put a thousand dollars on on you know a number? I mean, that just that doesn't make sense. But even if you were betting that big, you'd have to just be on a run of a lifetime to to be up that kind of money. So after uh, a number of months, um, I got a call, and then I got an email stating that they received a letter from Bally's and indicating that I was not cheating. And I was allowed to come back into all their properties and uh, play with two concessions. And uh, you can already guess the first one. First concession was fast fingering wasn't allowed. Um, and even though they knew I wasn't cheating and it gave me no edge, all it did was speed up the inevitable. And I told them all this too. You know, I was very, very honest. I didn't try to hide what I was doing. But because of the fact that they can't rate me properly and they don't want to use resources to every time after I play, send somebody to audit the machine that I could not, I had basically had to pinky swear with them that I would not fast finger. Um, and it kind of went without saying, if I did, then I would be barred again. And then secondly, that I could not cover up my credits. Uh, I had to make sure that my credits were in plain sight so surveillance could see them. So it was either that, or if I didn't agree to it, then I can't play, you know, slots at least. And, and my card was Dis, dis, or disconnected or deactivated, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, I don't want to go through that. And then, of course, it also took away from me playing this game now because it was just unplayable that way. I didn't want to sit there and play slow for being able to play fast. And, of course, there are other properties that have this game. So, you know, I agree to it, and I haven't been back since to play that game. Um, and uh, I, I will say this, and I, uh, I'm i not being cocky. I'm not being arrogant. I just I tell you guys how it is. I did, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, it sucks what I'm about to tell you because it, it, it was not to my benefit, but it is something that, uh, I don't know, maybe in a weird way it's kind of cool because I did cause a uh, new rule to be uh, instituted at all Bellagio Mirage properties worldwide, and that is this. Up until that day when... And I guess a lot of you may, may, may even hate me for this. But up until that day, uh, games, the, well, they call them table game slots. And table game slots are like video blackjack machines, uh, video roulette machines. It's a little pop-up dice that you that you see. You know, I don't know if, I guess they're everywhere now. But, you know, they're, they're craps, but it's no dealer and there's no stickman. It's just, you know, pop-up dice. Uh, and then those big games where like everyone sits and plays against a virtual dealer in blackjack. All those games at MGM Mirage Properties used to give you comp dollar points. It wasn't a lot. I think it was like every five hundred dollars of coin in was like a dollar you got in comps. I don't know whatever it was, but you know they gave you comp dollars, um, gave you tier points, and it also gave you. Um, HSP, which is holiday shopping points. Um, very common now at, at the big casinos to win, the Venetian, MGM Mirage, uh, Caesars, that when you're playing slots, you uh, start accumulating from the 1st of January until usually November or December, shopping points. And what they'll do is they'll either have, uh, like Caesars has it like over... A weekend at two different properties, and Bellagio has it the same way. Venetian has it for like a week, and you use these points, and they're just they're giving them to you. I mean, you're you know you're paying for them, but it's not like you need to do anything else to qualify. It's just playing slots, 
And but you have to come during that time period for that property. And the points that you've earned all year, you can use to buy anything from gift cards to laptops. I got a couple mini iPads this year um, for some family that wanted it. I got some gift cards, um, you know, so on and so forth. I got like I think seven hundred fifty dollars. I got at the Venetian and Best Buy gift cards. Got a couple mini iPads from the Bellagio. I got some other gift cards. So anyhow, uh, again, I digress. So after all that happened, I got an email from uh, the head of the slot department. And this is, wasn't why I was at Aria. And this wasn't why I was playing the game. It wasn't for holiday shopping points. Of course, it was an added benefit. It was cool to kind of like, oh, shit, I could get a new MacBook Pro if I wanted. Or I could get, uh, you know, a, a, I don't know, I'm more into like electronics and, you know, anything else. And I'm not going to go there and get clothes, you know, you know what I mean? Or go there and get like a new watch. Like, I don't know, you know, electronics, get, and mainly gift cards, but you know, it was a nice perk to have. So, uh, I get this phone call. I'm like, you know, Mr. Gerson, just so you know, we discontinued all of our table game slots at all properties from issuing any comp points, any holiday shopping points or any tier credits. And, uh, I'm like, okay, I just want to make you aware of that. I'm like, okay. And I don't know, you know, if that was said to me because maybe he thought that was my reason. Now I had the uh, highest card possible at, or I'm sorry, I had the highest card that you could get without an invitation at uh, MG Mirage, and it's a platinum card. And then the next level above that was Noir, but Noir's it's different. It's not like any other casino. They're they're high end club where you can just earn it. I, mean, I know Caesars or Seven Star. They says you have to be invited, but you know as long as you don't owe them any money and you've never been in any trouble at the property you're going to get it but uh from what i've been told by hosts and others noir n-o-i-r um once a month there's an actual committee and that committee will look at people's play look at what they play at uh stakes they play games they play and they will vote on approving somebody you have to get nominated by your host and 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 the committee once a month or maybe it's even three months i can't remember We'll meet and they vote, and it's a very exclusive club. Uh, and I think that's you know people were complaining that you know it's kind of like the old fucking white guys that like the high end golf club, you know golf club that don't want black people in there, you know, or, or just it's that kind of group of people from what I've been told. Like they just don't like new people, and that's you know they were getting pissed when too many people were getting in. So now there's a committee, and I knew that uh, you know I was never going to get invited because they would look at my play and they would. You know, you got some of these people, I'm sure, have lost tens of millions of dollars to join this little fucking exclusive noir club. And, you know, here I am. You know, I'm not giving them the kind of action they'd want. I'm hoping they don't notice what I'm doing. And, you know, if they do, I don't care. But I knew that I would never get, you know, uh, invited to their little noir club. But anyhow, uh, that wasn't why I was doing it. I wasn't, you know, I was playing for cash, you know. And I guess the perks were nice. You know, the card, you know, gave me shit I didn't need. You know, like I don't need a limo to the airport. I guess it's nice to not have to stand in line at restaurants, but I don't really eat at buffets, and I don't need show tickets and, you know, get 20% off show tickets, 20% off shopping. So, but anyway, you know, the holiday shopping and the comps were nice. And also, uh, I, I will say that I had, I think, $3,300, in comps on my card. And when I got 86, I, I could not use that because my card was deactivated. Uh, when I was reinstated, um, I had all my points still on there. They didn't confiscate them uh, or do anything like like once before where I, I lost 5000 at uh 
from the bot from playing the uh, limit uh, li limit hold'em bot. I had accrued five, maybe even closer to six thousand dollars in comps in a number of days, and uh, they actually took them from me. And you know, I had no recourse because if if you know when you sign up for a player's card, even though you're not virtually signing your name anywhere. Uh, when you do sign up, you agree that they can cancel, revoke, modify. You know, every casino, of course, is going to have everything in their protection. So that's another thing to to, to know that, uh, you know, they can take those points. I mean, you know, if you're just everyday John playing, you know, your little Wheel of Fortune slot machines or whatever you may play, it's never going to happen. But, you know, it, it, it could. It, it could. And, and you have no recourse, whether it's by calling gaming or if you didn't want to even sue them or, you know... Uh, you know, they reserve the right. That's a key word, which, you know, gives them the same right to 86 you or tell you they don't want your action, even if you've done nothing wrong. Um, so, but they did give me my points, and I actually still have, you know, a little bit left on there, which is good because I do like some of the restaurants, and it's a nice perk. But anyhow, since that point, uh, there were there were two, I'm sorry, there was three MGM Mirage properties that have this specific game I was playing. The Blasio took theirs out. Um, and again, I'm not saying it's to be conceited or cocky. It was because I gave them so much of a headache because of the rating problem. They they just removed it. They told me. Slot director of the Bellagio told me. It's like, you know what, Brandon? I'm just giving you a heads up. I'm taking out these games. They're just, we can't figure out how to rate people right. Uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, but I, I was there a lot playing them. And I, I there were, they weren't people playing the way I was. I know that I'm the one that did it. Um, so they removed them. They still have four of them at the Aria which I haven't played since that uh, S September 11th weekend. And they have four of them at Mandalay Bay, um, which is owned by MGM Mirage. Now, I could go there and, and, in theory, not even use my card and fast finger it. And then, you know, I, I guess they could say, hey, Mr. Gerson, we warned you not to fast finger it. And then I could say, well, you know what? I'm not using my card. It's not fucking up any ratings. You're, you know, but... You know what? Like I said, I live here. I don't, you know, I'm not going to push it to the limit. I don't want to fuck with anybody. I have nothing against MGM Mirage. I mean, they're a company. They've given me money. They've taken my money. But all in all, they've been good to me. They've been respectful. I mean, I have, I have nothing against them. You know, I, so I don't want to fuck with them. I don't want to get 86 from, you know, 35% of the casinos in the city. Plus, more importantly, their machines there only pay 32 to 1, which uh, I would never play anyways, even if I could fast finger. And when I say 32 to 1, um, the standard payout for roulette, if you're playing it with a live dealer, is 35 to 1. Uh, meaning that if you have a dollar on a lucky number 11, and uh, lucky, lucky number 11 hits, your $1 will return $35 to you. Um, but because a lot of people are idiots and casinos like to take, a, uh, take advantage of the idiots, you'll find roulette machines the digital ones that have payouts as low as 30 to 1 30 to 1 so at 35 to 1 now just to kind of understand this 35 to 1 you have a dollar on a number okay and it hits you're going to get 35 dollars okay but how many different possibility or combinations of numbers are they there are 38 there's 1 through 36 and in 99 percent of mach machines you're going to find and or tables, you're going to find a zero and a double zero. So you're getting paid 35 to 1 on true odds of 38 to 1. So that's pretty awful as it is. But then 
It's an insult to lower that to 32 to 1. I mean, you don't even have a fighting chance. I mean, you it's almost like, uh, I don't know, somebody tell me an adjective. Like, I mean, you know, 35 to 1 with, with, with the real odds of 38 to 1, it's a sucker's bet. But 32 to 1, I've seen as low as 30 to 1. I mean, that's a rape. So anyhow, the machines at MGM are 32 to 1, uh, which, you know, now red and black and playing like, you know, for those that do play roulette red and black and betting outside and columns still pay the same like you know betting outside uh, like or quadrants like the first 12 or the second 12 or the third 12 still pay three to one which is what they pay at the table games I mean, they can't really change that you know three to one is three to one I mean, what are they gonna they can make it two and a half to one then you're getting change you know two to one i mean that's it, it, it so you know three to one and you're indeed their only edge in that is the two zeros because Getting you know paid three to one, you have a one in three chance to hit it uh, if they weren't two zeros involved. So, but anyhow, uh, going back to what I was saying, so it's thirty two to one. So it, 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 it like I said, it I laugh and you know when I see people playing those games, um, you know I, I like the, the Red Rock. I used to be thirty six to or thirty five to one, and now it's thirty two to one. Um, I changed that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't go there as much anymore after. Uh, I got from I, from there. I got what's called DNI'd, and what DNI means is do not invite. Um, <laughs> I know I'm really coming across as like some shady fuck. I'm I'm really not. I mean I'm not. I've never, I never will steal or do anything scrupulous. I mean, I I've never even really been an effective card counter in blackjack. I play, used to play a lot of blackjack. I mean I I was decent, but not anywhere near what you needed to be to have any kind of edge. Um, Anyhow, I got DNI from Red Rock, and what DNI means is uh, it's an acronym: Do Not Invite. And although I was never 86, I was allowed to come there. Uh, I was allowed to, you know, play anything I wanted. I could use the facilities. I could eat, go watch a movie. I was not to ever be. Well, as long as I'm DNI, and that's never going to change. Uh, it's been over a year now. I'm not. I was not allowed to be extended any offers whether it was free play or contests that they have. And this is a local casino, so they have a contest every weekend. Uh, comps, uh, I could go in there right now as we speak and fire $10,000 on a hand of Baccarat. And win or lose, I couldn't get a Pepsi. Well, I guess I could from the waitress. I couldn't get a sandwich at the food court comped for me. Uh, I couldn't get a buffet. I couldn't get a $5 breakfast buffet. Um, when they send out mailers, uh, I don't get any mailers. I don't get any comps if I use my card. I don't earn any points. I don't get any tiers, uh, nothing. I'm just basically playing as if my card isn't in. I'm not in their system, nothing. That's called DNI'd. Um, so anyhow, <laughs> when I see these machines that are 32 to 1, people playing it, I really want to walk up and just say, do you just realize how bad this is? Like, you don't even have a fighting chance. You know, like, you see people playing... Uh, you know, decent stakes, five, ten, twenty-five dollar hand, like the video blackjack, where blackjack is even money, and you just want to say, buddy, like, you know, go to the table and play, or don't play, because it's just you don't realize how big of an edge. I mean, a, a, a game where there's already a huge edge against you, it, it just turns into a tremendous edge where you know, you're just you're not going to win. I mean, it would take a run of all runs just to win, a, you know, or stay ahead of the curve in, in a game like that, but. You know, it's not my job to educate people, and I don't, I don't do that. I'm not walking around as some, you know, casino advocate or anti-casino advocate informing people, you know, 
what to play and what not to play and, and, you know, telling them what it is. I mean, you just kind of have to figure it out. You know, I mean, I know I did. And, and that's what uh, that's what casinos in general prey upon. They love people like that. You know, people that will bet the tie in Baccarat or people that will bet the hard ways and craps. I mean, I know it's fun, you know, and I know it's enjoyable, but those are the things that have bigger edges than anything else or betting that big six wheel. Why do you think that there's always, you know, a big six wheel in a casino? You know, like it's kind of cheesy. You don't see a lot of people playing it, but it has such a huge edge. Um, and every once in a while, you get that person. I'll get up there and start firing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds into it. Um, you know, craps. It has. They have this thing called a fire bet. You know, I'd always say to anyone, and, and I guess there's nothing wrong if you want to play these things for the enjoyment and, and small stakes. But if you're a serious gambler, or if you really just care to know, uh, all these little side bets. Or, or terrible, like the tie in Baccarat, it pays seven to one. But what are the combinations? How many possibilities are they of, of, of there being a tie in Baccarat? Uh, I mean, okay, well, let's see. Both the player and banker can have a zero. They could both have a one, a two, a three, a four, a five, a six, a seven, an eight, or a nine. So what does that equal? That's how many different ways is that? That's ten different ways to tie. Okay, and it gets paid seven to one. So it's a ten and one chance to tie, but you're getting paid seven to one. I mean, it, it's it's on a game that's only like a four percent advantage for the house. Just if you play it straight up, if you're just betting the bank, it's like four three and a half percent. Okay, I mean, and you're, that's thirty percent right there. I mean, it's just disgusting. So you know, a lot of those different things, you know, or or how like you know, and you could say that I'm stupid. Like you know what, when I play Ultimate Texas Hold'em, uh, that's you know the game where. Uh, it's a table game where it's kind of like poker. You're playing against a dealer. And uh, you know what? I've experimented on that game, you know, to see if it could be beatable. Um, you, know, you can see other people's cards. And that's a game like, you know, you get dealt two cards. And then you have to, you can bet uh, three or four times what your original bet is when you get your two cards. So say I get, I have $5 down and I get aces. I can bet 15 or I can bet 20 bucks. Uh, or you can bet nothing. You know, say I have a hand like deuce four. Um, you're not committed other than what your original bet is. And then after the flop comes, you could bet two times. You know, because because then you already know how strong your hand really is. You know, so say you have like seven deuce and you have $5 bet. You're not betting anything pre-flop other than your five bucks. You know, you're not going to match it with three or four times uh, your wager. You're not going to put 15 or 20 down. The flop comes seven deuce deuce. Oh, shit. I got a monster. Then you put down, you know, ten more dollars. It's the most you can do. It's two times what your bet is. But anyhow, in that game, uh, they have a number of side bets. You know, they have a side bet for it's called a trips bet, uh, and and it still doesn't pay anything near what the true odds are. But if you get trips or better, you'll get some sort of payout. Like you know, full house is like eight to one. So if you have five dollars down on this side bet and you get a full house, you get forty dollars. And then they have the progressive bet, which is a dollar each time, and then you have to flop a royal which I've never come close to doing. I don't play any of those bets. I don't. And people always mock me. Oh, and even the dealers, what if it, well, maybe I shouldn't say mock, but they, what if it hits? What if it hits? Or what if this? And, you know, people say that, you know, and I've got that a lot, even when I play with my girlfriend. She's, you know, she insists on it. I tell her over and over, I'm like, it's an awful bet. Like, stop. Especially the trips bet. Like, stop throwing away money. But but I'm getting lucky. I hit three of them. But it's $5, $5. And you go 20 hands, 30 hands, you don't hit trips or better, and you've wasted $150, $200, you know, it, it's, they're terrible bets. 
And I know, uh, you know, it's actually funny. You would think me of all people because I, I do like to gamble. You know, I, I am one that loves to gamble, but I've always stayed away. Uh, you know, even back then, and I don't play these games a lot, um, but, you know, when I do, I don't play these these bonus bets because they're just, they're, they're, they already make games that are, you know, minus EV, just way minus EV. And uh, the Ultimate Texas Hold'em, I actually enjoy that game. You know, it, it, when I do play, uh, <clears throat> when I go out with friends and they do want to play table games, that's what I will play these days. I don't really play blackjack. It kind of bores me. Don't play craps. Uh, it's kind of too slow. And I don't know. I just kind of got bored with all that stuff, you know, just being out here for so long and doing all that. But uh, the poker game I like, you know, and I will play it. And, uh, you know, like most places, unless it's so blatant, you can look at other people's cards. You can get dealt two cards and kind of like keep it open. So that kind of helps. You know, I have ace-king, and I see there's already someone else has a king, someone else has another king, someone else has an ace. You know, it, it you can use that to determine, or, you know, you have two clubs in your hand. You know, you can kind of just kind of gauge what cards are out, and that can help you make a decision. Um, so anyhow, I, I, I do enjoy playing that game. And uh, there are other versions of it, but some versions of it you have to pay to see uh, the river and keep playing. And, and if you see that version of the game, it's not Ultimate Texas Hold'em, but, but there's other versions. Do not play that, uh, if, if at all possible. Or actually, I would just say don't even play it because this version, the Ultimate Texas Hold'em, all you're committed to is your ante and your first bet, um, meaning that you can basically check it down until the river. You're not committed. You, know, you don't have to put anything on the flop. You don't have to put anything on the turn. You know, but this, there are other versions of this where you have to kind of basically keep paying. Um, so I wouldn't do that. Anyhow, it's, geez, been on now for two and a half hours. It's 4.40 in the morning. And uh, I'm going to go take a little break. And then I'll, I promise I will uh, do some phone calls before I wrap this up. I'm sorry again if... Uh, Let's see, I've ignored anybody. And I'm not looking at the chat, and that's not a reflection on anyone. It's just uh, how I stay focused. So let's see. Uh, let's see, let's get a song on here. Sorry for the dead air. Um trying to find something here and you know again for those that are just listening it, it's amazing i'm still using the laptop from back in the day i mean i've gotten some money out of this thing it's a what is this it's an h yeah, it's an hp special edition and this thing is almost half as old as i am it, it's amazing and thank you all for listening hope you've enjoyed it i know i've rambled on at times but uh you know what i'm a little rusty I mean, it's been three years, maybe even longer since I've done one of these. So, all right. One of my favorite songs. I actually saw this, heard this song live with uh, Todd. I kid you not. Like this small little venue with maybe 300 people, 400 people. Don Henley. Everybody's got dirty laundry. Be right back. 4.40 in the morning. 38 degrees, Las Vegas, Nevada.
this into the night with Drex or it's Drex. I don't know, the verdict's still out. But I will tell you, I am stuck $10 for my Skype, so I do have to pay the bills. So we'll be. Well, that's not it. <laughs> well, that's more Donna Henley. Anyhow, uh, I will be right back. I do have to uh, pay the bills. Again. What's up, players? Mike, I'm back. Talk about hero poker. What you know about the Merge Network, bitch? Hero CEO? That motherfucker's a straight-up pizim. Don't fuck with him. Let's talk about his crew. Fucking Daniel Schreiber. I'm a goddamn subscriber. David Ewing. He looks like one of them internet kids that could be all up in raisin and spewing. Julian Powell. Play ball? Heads up, I'm crying foul. Got my man in the corner, that's a singer. James Mackey, the 16-year-old ginger. Got the fight? Call my man Terrence Chan. He's the man by far. Fuck you up, get you in that MMA-style armbar. Now on Hero Poker's website, you got my man Gavin Griffin. In the picture, looks like him and I have been out back spliffing. Yeah. Merge Network, bitch. Hero Poker, what? Won that fucking credit card. Verified by Visa for the skeezers. Shit, bitch. Hit shooting off. Shoot, shoot, shooting off. Find out more about HeroPoker.com. <laughs> Bitches. Snap that shit off clean with Hero Poker. And you know what? Fuck you too, bitch. Fuck your mom also. Hero fucking poker. Fuck. <laughs> not, not What's again. up, player? That's the uh, 15 year old laptop. Anyhow, uh, welcome back. Got a little seven minute break in there. It's uh, 4.47 a.m., 38 degrees, Las Vegas. Uh, <laughs> well, I hope this show is going well. Um, hope you all are enjoying it. Like I said, this was kind of prepared but not really I, I said to myself last night uh i was gonna maybe doing last night but it just took me a while to get the software and and everything set up and, and it was late and then today uh you know i decided you know what let's let's do a show i kind of wrote down on this you know a little white piece of paper some things to talk about right off the cusp um but i i you know it, it was all thrown together literally in about 15 minutes i i didn't really put that much time or thought into it. I didn't call anyone guest-wise. You know, I like to have late-night guests. So, again, in the future, when I do another one, uh, this will be prepared uh, better. I have more of a, a format, and uh, I'll, I'll get some sort of comedy into this. Uh, for those that have tweeted at me regarding whether this will be archived, uh, again, I, I you know, any decisions... You know, Jeff Druff was kind enough to give me this platform. Uh, if he wants to archive it, I don't know if this is even really worthy of being archived. It's, you know, just kind of me talking here. But uh, 
anything uh, in that regard is is up to Druff. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, what's the consensus? I mean, we do have to give this show some sort of name. So it's either going to be, we'll either continue it with Into the Night with Drex, but although it won't always be Into the Night, but we can still stick with that old school. Or I was thinking another name, it could just be It's Drex or This Is Drex, something like that. Maybe It's Drex. For some reason that sticks out in my head. It's Drex. So maybe we'll just, let's just do that for now. I'm going to circle. It's Drex. Uh, Just got word on the wire. Uh, Sixto Pete has uh, officially landed at uh, JFK. Uh, Ronda Rousey is going to be on Saturday Night Live tomorrow. <laughs> so I, uh, I've i recently become, uh, and by the way, no one has called, uh, or I guess no one can call, but I do have a dedicated number here if anyone wants me to call them. Uh, not to be repetitive, I, I do notice there's a little bit more traffic in the chat and maybe people have turned it on since the beginning and that didn't hear me. Uh, I went ahead and I spent $10, uh, the last of my PayPal money, uh, up until earlier, I got a JSEP dividend, um, and I got a uh, Skype subscription for, I think it was six months or whatever it was, whatever $10 could buy me. Uh, but I've yet to set up a phone line because I wanted to find something kind of snazzy. I just, it was giving me like 775-893-647. And, you know, I, and I, I didn't want to sit here and just pick out some number. You know, I wanted to put some time and some thought into it. Uh, you know, because this is the number I'm going to be attached to. It's going to be the show's number. So uh, I cannot call out if I, or I can't receive an incoming call. If I call out, it just says unknown. I tested it with my cell phone. But anyhow, I do have a text number. If anyone wants to be on, now is going to be the time. Because I'm out of topics for the most part. I, mean, I could always think of something, but uh, I do have a dedicated text number. If someone wants to uh, text me and give me their phone number, I can have them on the air. That dedicated text number is 203-299-2436. That's 203-299-2436. Uh, my friend Matos, he's in the chat. I'm going to give him a ring in a second. Um, he's out in L.A. He's going to be boarding a flight in a couple hours to... Florida, I believe. So he'll, he'll uh, you won't have much time, but uh, I don't think, like I said, I'm going to be on much longer. So if anyone again wants to uh, be on the air, whether I know you or not, uh, if you have something to offer, a question, commentary, anything at all, you know, it's fucking 4:51 in the morning. Uh, tell me what you're having for breakfast. I mean, it, it, it's you know, we're kind of getting. Thin here. So again, the last time number is two zero three two nine two four three six. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna give my friend a call. And uh, Matos, he's he doesn't really post all that much, but I know he lurks a lot, and he's been a part of these sites for going back a long, long time. So let's uh, let's uh, let's get Skype going. And I hope you've all have enjoyed this show. Uh, you know, I don't really. Honestly, I, I don't do this for my ego. I mean, Christ, like I said, it's been three years, maybe four. I don't know. Whenever this, whenever, when was the breakup? 2012, I think. I don't know. I look in the chat. Druff, was it 2012? Because it was, it was right around uh, my last final show was right around Valentine's Day. It was sometime in February. I think it was 2012. So if that's the case, it's gonna be, it'll be four years next month. Yeah, 2012. So it'll be four years since, uh, you know what? Uh, 
let's I'm gonna sign into Skype. You know, so what I have here, this is my setup. On my desk, to the left I have the old fifteen year old, sixteen year old computer that has a right uh, stereo mixer on it. But I don't want to overload it by opening up too many windows because this thing is already laggy and I mean it's old. I don't cry what what I don't even know what Windows version was running back in 2000. Well, I guess Windows 2000. Um, so then I have another laptop. See, I'm trying to log into Skype here. This may be a problem. It's not. It's lagging. It's like saying there's an error. So let's see if I can even do this. But then to the right, I have an, a newer laptop, and that's when I'm reading the chat and looking up things on the internet because I don't want to overload you know, the older laptop by opening up too many windows. Like I just opened up one other window. It's a Skype window, and it's just it's frozen now. This program is not responding, uh, so um, this may be a problem. And I'm not going to shut down radio and reboot all this. So let's see if I can just force close it, which it's not letting me do. Okay, we might not be able to take calls. What I, what I will try to do is, because like I said, there's no way this can last. I mean, the technology in this thing. Uh, I'll try in the future. I'll have some time after the show before the next one to uh, see if I can get this running on a better... Uh, better laptop so I don't have these technical fails I mean I'll take a picture of this computer and post it I mean this really looks like it's let's see I can't I'm not gonna be able to open up Skype Ugh. I'm sorry okay well anyhow uh, I, I, I'm let's see I'm thinking the only way uh, I'm gonna be able to do this is if I shut everything down and come back. So maybe I'll do that. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I'm gonna give this a second here. It's literally just frozen. I, of course, Control Alt Delete. It doesn't work. It's like it just it's signing on, but it's with the error message. Windows is fucked, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So ugh. I don't know if it's even worth it to shut everything down and give it a reboot. Well. Uh, so let's see. So far today, we've we've covered uh, for those that may be tuning in late or want to know what was talked about. Uh, I did address briefly the Garrett situation. Talked a little bit about poker. Uh, some weird news. Talked about my being uh, 86 from playing slots at MGM Mirage Properties. Talked about embargo. Um, talked a little bit about Jacep. Uh, oh, you know, I saw this at the bottom. Uh, getting the most, I remember I wrote this, guys. Getting the most from your host. And uh, I guess I could talk about that for a few minutes. Okay, hold on, good news. It closed this program down, so let me try to reopen Skype. And I also, I maybe I should give Druff a call, because, you know, this is his site and all. And I, I'm looking at the chat now for the first time. It looks like... Uh, Circa 2008, 2009, Tide and Marty, or Tide and Marty, Tide and Druff are going at it in the chat. Jesus. Thank you, uh, FPS Russia. He just gave me a nice compliment in the chat. Um, all right. I hate the dead air. I'm sorry. I just, I need to update the technology here. Let's see. No, Skype is not going to open. Dang it. Well... Uh oh. Am I am I on radio? 
It's saying connecting, connecting. I don't even know if I'm on. Can you guys hear me? Someone just write in the chat. Okay. Thank you. Some reason it, it's all just saying connect me, connect me, connect me. Well, alright, you know what? Let's see, maybe we should take a vote if it's worth rebooting all this and going on and making some calls. Because I know that's it's just its computer's been running now for about two hours, so it's just going to be laggy and needs to be rebooted. Motherfucker! I, I don't. I this ruins the show for me. Okay. Um. Well, what do you all think? Do you guys want me to do a quick reboot? Be back in seven minutes or so. That's how long it's going to take. I mean, it takes about three, four minutes just to reboot it. Radio back. Shout out to Cat out of the bag. Oh, okay. And C Manx just Skype me. Um. Okay, well, you know what? Let's just do this then. Let's do a reboot. And we'll come back. We'll do one more hour. And I apologize for the last 10 minutes, guys. It, 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 I know this, this is not good radio. Um, I'm doing the best I can. Like I said, this, this uh, laptop is about done. And this is the only one I have that I can do radio on. And uh, just I'm trying to open Skype and it's just giving me an error message. So, all right, well, let's do this. Everyone, take five. Go grab a cup of coffee. Grab a Bud Light, whatever you fancy, at uh, five, six, seven, eight in the morning. Or if you're out of the country, whatever uh, you like to drink, it's Saturday morning. Go have a spirit. And we're gonna disconnect, and we'll be back in about ten minutes. Thank you. 
turned away from it all like a blind man. Sad offense, but it don't work. Keep coming up with love, but it's so slashed and torn. Welcome back. Sorry for the delay. and Sorry for that version of the song. I don't know if that was on my end or YouTube's end, but it definitely did not sound good. It's 5.18 in the morning in Las Vegas. The temperature now has dropped to 36 degrees out here. But I'm sure in most places, people, especially the East Coast right now, people would uh, yearn for 38-degree temperature. Anyhow, uh, I am back. Sorry for the delay. I had to reboot everything. I do have Skype loaded. And uh, I'm going to make a, a phone call now. As I mentioned before again, I don't know who's tuned in at what point. Uh, as of this initial pilot episode, now of course I'm hoping this program gets renewed. Uh, this is a pilot. And you know, many of you know what a pilot is, is you put a show together and then we have to decide if the, the corporation, company, the network, what have you, ends up picking it up. Now, being that uh, the only other show on the network, I mean, there's a long-running show, kind of like uh, the ER, the Law & Order of the network. That's the, you know, the Truff and Friends show. And then I believe there's another show with uh, Lou and uh, Beer and Poker, but that show's on hiatus. So kind of hoping, since I'm really the only other programming, that the network does indeed pick me up. But uh, let's see. We'll find out right now. Well, you know what? This is what uh, David Letterman used to do. And he just called the network directly. So I think we're just going to give the network a call here and find out if we're going to be renewed. Let's see. I mean, I haven't done this in a while. I mean, does Skype really make you enter the country? That doesn't seem right. Come on, why is it never easy? Choose a country or a region. I don't want to do that. <clears throat> okay. 
I'm trying. I apologize. We're gonna, you know, this is uh, this is shooting right off the cusp here, guys. Remember that. Let's see. Choose country or region. Do you really have to do that before you make a call on Skype? <clears throat> oh, yeah, I guess you do. Jesus. Stupid Skype update. Anyhow, we're going to call the network now and find out where we stand. If this works. Come on. This isn't good radio. Skype is freezing again. Give me a fucking break. Come on. Well, you know what, guys? I, uh... Oh, there we go. All right, let's wake up the network. Network? Network! Yeah, you gotta read the chat, because... Yeah, you gotta read the chat, because I said the network can't take the call right now. Oh. I, well, I mean, I don't read the chat. Okay, it's a network, but it's unavailable? Well, all we're calling for, we want to find out if the pilot's going to get picked up. Uh, right now, it looks good, I would say. <laughs> I, I, I didn't read the chat. There was some fighting going on, so I had to kind of tune that out. But Okay, sorry to uh, wake up the network at... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sleeping. I just can't uh, yeah, okay. talk right now. Okay, well, at least you're the first caller on, on the pilot episode. So, All right, Godspeed, sweet prince. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you. Alright, there's a network. I didn't read the pilot and didn't see that the network couldn't be taking calls at the moment. So, how do I rate this call? It still really adds that. Okay. Oh, shit. Sorry. It's calling the network back. <laughs> okay. Again, guys, just, you know, stick with me. I'll, uh, the show will get better. Let's, uh,. A lot of this, I'm not familiar with Skype. I mean, you know, just... In, okay. Uh, let's call Matos here. And uh, he's, as I mentioned before, about to, I think, go to LAX and fly to Florida. Probably in an hour or two. Maybe on the way to the airport. Let's give him a ring. Have a nice cup of coffee. What is everyone else drinking this morning? Nothing like a nice, fresh cup of joe. Yeah? Matos. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. You're, you're uh, technically the second caller, the first caller of, of the pilot episode, if you were listening, called the network, but they weren't able to take our call at the moment. But how are you? Welcome to uh, the It's Direct show. How, what's going on? I'm just doing the last remaining, like, all my stuff's packed. I'm about to hit up the Uber and start heading over to LAX. You know, I've never used this Uber, but I hear all about it on social media, television, internet. Everyone's talking about this Uber. How did it blow up so fast? Um, honestly, I only recently started using it, and, like, it's, it's just very nice to be able to, like, be like, okay, I want a car to take me from here to there. Like, this dude's like, he's okay, and he's going to drive you there, and you're going to pay not nearly as much as a cab. So that's the big selling point. And, and again, I, I, I guess I am an uh, Uber, Uber novice or an Uber idiot. 
the big selling point is you, you save more money using the service than by using a cap. Well, I mean, I think, yeah, definitely than using a cab. For when I was here, I could have, like, rented a car in L.A. and then I had to do a parking. I, I'm not driving every day. So, like, I'm only really on the casino and back usually, so. Now, is this is this Uber, is it is it regulated by anyone? I mean, could I just have some crazy guy show up at my door? Um, they have their own, like, thing they do. Like... That's what I'm saying. So it's like an actual company. Yeah. It, it's not like, you know, people just I mean, are taking like their mom's station know, wagon to make a twenty. They like do background checks on people okay. who like want to drive, and they have like a rating system. Cat out of the bag. And apparently, he's in Finland. He's been around a while, but he goes on hiatus. Uh, shout out to him, and also to legendary Frank Rizzo. Cat out of the bag is saying that they even have an Uber out here in Finland. Did you know that Uber is is spread to? to such lens? Oh, yeah, it's going international, yeah. Wow. I mean... Wow. Yeah. And they're, hmm. making, they're trying to compete with the whole Lyft thing. And I think hmm. there's another one called uh, Sidecar. Wow. And uh, my friend and fellow co-host Daredevil is telling me that Uber is banned out in uh, Vancouver. I don't know that. Maybe we'll have to expand on that. Anyhow, what's going on? You're, 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 you're in L.A. You're flying uh, to Florida soon. Uh, you've you've been playing some poker. You've I been grinding. I've been in Vegas, but only for an hour layover. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Probably just wants to like get out in Vegas, not yeah. in Florida. But I know I need to go. Now, now, correct me if I'm if I'm mistaken. The last show that I did solo, when I did have uh, many friends and guests, my goodbye show from the previous network. Right? I'm sorry. Was it like in 2011? It was right? two. It was early 2012. It was almost four years ago. Okay. Now, if I'm not mistaken, well, you were a part of that show, weren't you? I did call in the first time I called in to wow. radio. Wow. Like, I called into like, FM radio before I've actually right. won some free tickets and some other shit, but, like, that kind of radio. All right, like, caller number nine, you've won two tickets to Cindy Lauper, like, that kind of thing, where you, yeah, I used to do that as a kid. Now, you know, it's interesting that you you happen to be on the line. I, if you've been listening, I don't know how much of... Uh, the podcast you've oh, heard that I yeah but I was speaking of the fast finger roulette and uh, instance I, I re- it, like yes I right exactly now the instance I referred to was at Aria and I mentioned I later alluded to the fact that Bellagio those machines that you were there and yeah, we sat and played they, I went back to Bellagio when I was there uh, and they're like gone early January I didn't see the machines yeah, and they're all Bellagio gone all. right but uh, I think it was uh, last summer. I think it might have even been during the WSOP. Matos was in yeah, town. Yeah, like near the end of the WSOP. Yeah, and we camped out on uh, Graveyard, and he sat next to me, and, and we just sh- shot the shit and talked, and I played that game for a while, and he actually witnessed, uh, you know, what was going on. And I guess for, for lack of a better word, would you refer to it as I did as fast-fingering it? I don't know what else you could really call it. Yeah, I mean, I've done similar stuff. I'm like, it's like on slot machines. You click it real fast and you get the result instead of waiting. The machine already knows what it's going to give you. Of course. It's like, it's, yeah. you right. Like, it, it already rolls the number, you know? Right. All it does is speed up the process. Um, shout out. And by the way, I'm looking in the chat now. I hadn't been earlier, but now that I have somebody on here with me, I can multitask a little bit better. Uh, good morning to Pooh out in Florida. That's actually where Matos will be arriving later. Uh, Pooh's a good guy. I, I've actually uh, 
warmed up to him. Uh, not that I was ever sour on him, you know, and maybe he thinks I'm a little too sensitive. But anyhow, I, I do like him. He's a good poster. Guy makes me laugh. He's in the chat now. I don't even know he listens to these things. But anyhow, uh, good morning, Pooh. And uh, good morning to everyone else that's listening. Uh, you know, it, it's funny. I, I, I'd oftentimes, I forget that a lot of people that are on here, they probably don't even know that I used to do this. Uh, they don't know the history of, of the shows. And, you know, I just kind of assume everyone kind of knows the history of everything. But, you know, I'm realizing as of late, there, there really are a lot of people, I guess, that are relatively new that don't really know how all of this became to be. You know, just the history of... I don't know what you'd even call this, our community, uh, our user base. I mean, and one of the sad things is like all of the old forums, like you can't even look through the old Donk Down stuff anymore with what Mike on did to the site, you know? Yeah, you know, like, and that's, that, that, it's funny you mentioned that because yesterday when I thought about, or I contemplated doing a show, I went over to Donk Down, to the website, and I hadn't been there in, Jesus, probably two years, three years. And the reason I went there for a particular reason, I wanted to uh, just because of some of the stories that were that we talked about on the radio the other night, um, the history of, of all this. And I went there for a specific reason to look at the Hall of Fame thread that that was on there, and, and I wanted to maybe just jot down some notable stories and relay them on radio. But even though the the the, the thread titles were there, when you'd click on them. There were no posts. It, it, like it, it is, it's totally unreadable, and it's very, very sad because, for better or for worse, there is, as you said, a, a lot of history in all this. There's a lot of gold on that site. There, there is a uh, lot of gold you know, and, from all the different characters. I was there since I started reading it in 2006, and I was like 18 and started to play on wow. the book. Wow! So you're 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 as old school as I am. That's when I registered. It's going to be 10 years in in a month or two. I think it was either February or March. Um, but you know, so I wanted to, I thought, you know what I, I would, I, I actually was going to take the time in some form and try to retell the stories and, you know, just give people an account of who's who and the things that went on. But, you know, cause I, there's so much, even though my memory, you know, I can I think I'm pretty sharp, but I can't remember all of it. There are things that I saw yesterday, you know, things like there are people on here now that don't know who felon is. I'll never know who felon is. And. The, the, the lotto tickets he's he, I, mean, I don't know if you know that lotto ticket story where he got arrested for selling oh, yeah, yeah yeah selling fake lotto tickets to Mexicans or that whatever the most classic threads of all time on that exactly <laughs> or the one guy what was his name uh, I, I know his name Femiac I think or it was like F what was the guy's name who like crashes no he didn't wait hold on now I'm just getting confused Hells was a guy that crashed his car do you remember that and yeah, the, hells, yeah, hells. Like it was like a suicide attempt. Everyone yes, was but they had, had, like, had that was how the forum was like back then. Right, it was intimidating to post on. Like now, dog, like not as right. Um, I don't post nearly. I, I never, I never posted that often anyway, and I maintain like privacy on the site. Right, but, uh, I've met I, people in real life back in uh, right after Black Friday at the World Series of Poker before all that shit went down. Yeah, the, we were at all the mix game. So I, so I, so as I mentioned, I wanted to sort of just, uh, I guess for a better word, write some sort of cliff notes of everything and post it because when Druff or someone else starts recanting these stories of the past, people love them. They love just to hear it. And you're right. There's so much gold, but you know, unless a lot of us that were back, you know, 
from that part of of, of the era got together and, and or maybe even started a thread because I can't remember it all. I, I mean, there's just there's just too much. And you're right; it's really a shame. I wish whether it was Druff or somebody, Sonatine, it was all that gold in there, and the history was turned over to somebody because I forget. You know, even with the stupid forum thing that was going on with Garrett, you know, I, I just sometimes I forget that a lot of these people don't even know. You know, they're so new to this that they don't even know the history and they don't know things that have gone on. And, you know, I, I, you know, I said this in the beginning, I didn't want to talk that much about forums and because there are people that I assume are listening now and will probably, you know, listen if this show's archived that don't even really read the forums. So to them, this is going to be like, like, what are we talking about? And, uh, you know, and I, you know, I wrote in the post on there and again, I'll try to keep this short that the way I view it is, you know, and I, I guess after listening to Druff's explanation, others, you know, I I guess we do need to face the fact that there are a lot of things that occurred that made NWP what it was. You know, I'm not even afraid or or have any spite in me anymore not to, like, say names, say the other site or, you know, it doesn't matter. But, you know, NWP, never won poker is what started all this. And, you know... It was a perfect storm of, you know, Dustin making final tables and blowing it up on on Poker Stars playing 100, 200, and, and Druff with, you know, his promoting and then and, and fighting with Neverwin and just being a, an excellent poster. And then, you know, the poker boom and all of it just came together. And, you know, it's never going to, it's never going to reoccur. It's, I mean, I'm actually surprised, like, the World Poker Tour is actually still going on, and there's still so many tournaments, and there's still just as much as there is because it, it just, it's just nothing like it used to be. I mean, I could list half a dozen poker rooms in Vegas that are closed. And, you know, like Druff said in a post earlier, you know, I remember being able to play. Did you ever have back in that day a net teller card? And, you know, you could play on Poker Stars or full tilt and then cash out to net teller. And literally go to the ATM and, and my limit, I, I think it was the same for everyone, but mine was $1,000 a day. But you could have the money within like 20, 30 minutes. Like you could play, win a, a huge pot or a session, be done for the day, and literally go to an ATM and get money, you know, for that you just won. I mean, I don't, there are people now yeah. that are playing that don't even, they'll never knew that era. And it's just, I'm getting old. You know, I just forget that a lot of these people just, they, they weren't around for that. I mean, I, I never got to plan parties like in the real early days. Yeah, yeah. That. So it, it's it's you know I I still am of the belief that I think that you know people that come on the forums and it's just because this is how I I don't know if the word raised is correct but this is just how I went through it you know by paying my dues by basically keeping my mouth shut and. You know, I just remember the way that era was, and, and that's just kind of how I am. But I, I guess it's probably true that 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 era is never coming back, and things can't really, you know, in terms of forums, transition that way anymore, or be that way. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is, and uh, I still would like at some point, you know, for maybe a bunch of us to get together and somehow, you know, whether even if it's just a thread just to write a story about all this. Because you're right, I mean, when you said the word gold, that's the perfect word. I mean, it's almost like a treasure. There's so much history and, and things that people would love to read about that never is going to be recreated, at least, I mean, in a poker form and maybe not any other form. I mean, there was just this magic and 
it, it, it was, I mean, no one was larger than the, the whole, you know, it just, it, it was a, it was a beautiful thing. So, and, uh, you know, at least you can appreciate it cause you were there then and you understand what, what I'm talking about when I talk about respect and, you know, a lot of people these days, they just come on here and they post and they, they don't, uh, have the respect for for people that have been here a long time and but anyhow that that's for a later day we'll we'll talk more about that and i don't want to hash too much on the forums but um so you've been in, in the la area you have you you've been playing poker yeah a lot of poker and, uh, mainly commerce or other places in la uh i played once at hustler for like a long a stupidly long session of like about 24 hours and uh and i mostly play at commerce I haven't played any other casinos. But what 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 have you been playing? What games? So here's the funny thing. Like, I decided like first when I was at Commerce, like okay, I'll just warm up, sit down, and play 100 No Limit, right? Like that's kind of a joke game. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> so I'm sitting in it, and like the first day, like within like eight hours, I'm just stacking donks like left and right, and I like leave up like a thousand bucks. A hundred dollars I come back the next day. I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna play this game again and see if I can win another thousand dollars. I win fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> wow! The second day, and uh, the third time was like six hundred, and then I started playing some twenty forty stud to actually play some higher stakes. But I playing two tournaments that I did not cash in. But I'm uh, pretty good for uh, for LA for what I've been playing and now I'm off to Florida to play with some I guess less terrible rake at least <laughs> yeah hmm. how is the action there is it I haven't I, the last time I was at Commerce it was uh, a little over a year ago it was there last January I was in uh, Pasadena for the Rose Bowl my college uh, team where Florida State where I graduated was playing Oregon uh, led by Marcus Mariota and they got destroyed was also Jamal Winston's last game. It's actually funny. I got to see the number one and number two overall draft picks in the NFL uh, play. But anyhow, uh, so I stayed at Commerce for like four or five days. I kind of made it a poker football thing. And uh, I think the only games I played, I played 2040 and 4080 limit and uh, 2550 uh, PLO. And I, that was those are the three games I played. While, and I was actually staying there in the hotel. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't very busy. It wasn't the commerce that I remembered. Um, I mean, I used to go there back in 2006, 2007 when, you know, poker was at its peak and that place was just a beast. I mean, it, it, uh, Christ, I mean, I, I guess it was like the Disneyland of, of poker. I mean, it's just, you know, two, three, four full rooms, all of poker. You could hear the echo of chips everywhere. I mean, it, it just, it was unbelievable at its peak. I mean, commerce was just an animal and, um, you know, I, I now it's amazing. I, I remember being there and seeing people play as high as like 800, 1600, and just I mean, it was amazing. Like, there were constantly just new automobiles that were being won and lost in pots. And the last time I was there, the four days I was there, other than like the PLO game, which you know, that's obviously pretty big, uh, there wasn't any, any anything big. I mean, I think the biggest limit home yeah, game, six going. that's oh. the biggest thing they had. It was uh, my uh, friend uh, Mark Newhouse in that game, by any chance. Was it Limit? I didn't walk by and look at the table, but they were out in the back while I was playing. Yeah. 
so I don't want to really rail bird it. Yeah. And, and Bootsy Collins in the chat is saying commerce is such a mutt joint. I mean, it is. Uh, but back in the day, I mean, it if you wanted action and you didn't have to wait. There's that was still action there for sure. Like, yeah. there's a lot of good action there. You just got to find the right spots to put yourself in. Yeah. You got to play better these days. Um, the, the thing I always really, really liked about commerce back in the day is I remember at the Bellagio on Friday and Saturday nights and during the World Series, I'd wait sometimes an hour and a half if, if it just happened to be to get in a game. I mean, there, there were times I waited quite a bit of time, but at Commerce, once they had four or five, and I don't know if it's still like this, but once they had four or five people or six people waiting, they'd constantly open up new games. And it seemed like that was that was the number one thing to me there, that you could get there and you can get in a game relatively fast. Um, and you, know, you didn't have a lot of idle time uh, and that always appealed to me, um, and of course, you know they had like the various stakes, like at Com or at Blasio, You really have two different kinds of limit hold'em. You have uh, what well, used to be back then fifteen thirty and thirty sixty, and then on the weekends and sometimes when it, you know, this is back when I was primarily just a limit hold'em player. But then on the weekends and such, they'd have either like an eighty one sixty, sixty one twenty, sometimes one two. But you know, Commerce, you could jump in an eight sixteen or twenty forty, forty eighty, eighty one sixty. Uh, or sixty-one twenty. I mean, it just the choices were unlimited. It was just it was like a poker mecca, and you sit there and you play. You don't even know if it's day or nighttime, and you eat all your meals there. And I guess you know all that's changed now. I guess they they charge now for food. That's what I've been told. Yeah, like, you know, that's unbelievable. Get two dollars an hour, but every time you order yeah. food, even in the high level, huh. that's unbelievable. That was uh, one of the perks. I, I I think back in the day, at least you know well, there was one period where I stayed there for over a month. In, in living in commerce, I think I ate everything on that menu. I mean, I remember all the Asian food and the little specials of the day and their fruit platters and you know. But you know, like everything else, like you said, it's it, it's an end of an era. It's not coming back. I don't think commerce is ever gonna, you know, be the way uh, it was. So, but anyhow, um, getting back to what I was talking about. So you witnessed me playing roulette. Did you did you hear the story about what happened to me? At yeah, and I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. So for some reason, you know, with with the fast fingering of of the roulette machine, uh, it threw off the ratings, and that that's mainly what the problem was. Somebody got alerted. Hey, there's this kid that's up eight hundred thousand dollars, and like I said, it was nowhere near that. It was maybe twelve or thirteen at the most, and uh, that's what started. But anyhow, that's all done now, and uh, you know, I'm allowed back in there, but because. You know, I don't know. You you witnessed it. I mean, how do I go from being able to fast finger like that to just playing this slow, boring game where I have to wait 30, 45 seconds a minute yeah. between spins? So I basically gave that up. Um, but anyhow, uh, what, what what time? Your flight, it's 5.40 a.m. What time are you going to the airport? What time is Uber coming to get you at? I'm about to hit, a, hit up the app and request the okay. Uber in like a five minutes, I guess I can. I can always, you can always call me back. Okay. Where, where are you staying at Commerce? I, no, you're probably not because their rates are pretty fucking nuts. No, I wasn't staying there. I have like friends and family around LA, and then I stayed at another hotel for a few days. It was closer. I was playing the tournament. But and when when are you coming like back? One forty a night there. Not worth it. Yeah. No, absolutely time. not. When, when are you coming to Vegas again? I'm trying to come there for the Super Bowl. I want to maybe a little earlier than that. Maybe like come that week before. Aren't there like pretty big games that go off? Yeah, it's all the big sports betters that come in. The, you know, it's funny. Uh, people always 
think that uh, New Year's Eve is, you know, in terms of, of money generated in Vegas, the biggest night of the year. And I guess maybe from a non-gaming revenue standpoint, it probably is because the rooms are ridiculous and prices are jacked up for everything and everyone's eating. People want to play all the cool games, love different, like, games and lose a bunch of money. Yeah. Whereas but they're the, doing the, sports betting. Right. But, but the busiest, do you know what, in terms of gambling in general, well, specifically sports betting, it's not even close, but do you know what the busiest weekend in Vegas is? Or the busiest week, I should say. It's actually the first week of March Madness. It's, okay. it's, it's, yeah, I mean, you know, because that the tournament is actually four days. Yeah. It starts, you know, on a Thursday, and and um, and then the Super Bowl weekend as well. Uh, but you know that that's another weekend where they jack up everything, prices, rooms, and uh, so on and so forth. But yeah, if you're if you're but so the Super Bowl is going to be two weeks from uh, tomorrow, technically. So if you happen to be out here by next weekend, I, I mentioned earlier embargo. And uh, you know, you you play tournaments, and you're you're you know obviously a good poker player. I remember we were playing uh, a mixed game at the Palms, and and you just kept demol- you demolished me that night. Every time I thought I had the better of you, and it was a smother. I, I don't know what we were playing. It wasn't big stakes, maybe four eight or eight sixteen. Six, yeah, okay, good, great memory. Like that. But anyhow, uh, there's uh, the poker series that I mentioned. That's going to be next weekend, uh, starting on Friday at Binion's, a week from yesterday, uh, called Embargo, which is a smaller form of barge. And there's like four tournaments. And, you know, if you can make it either by then, I know you'd love it, uh, you know, because most of the people there are fish. And, you know, it, it's, but more so than that, it's a fun environment. And still, you know, you have a chance to take down four, five, six thousand dollars for a tournament score. That's, you know, good money. So if you happen to be in uh, Vegas next weekend, uh, you know, let me know, and uh, yeah. you don't have to play in you know all the tournaments. If you just want to play in the no limit, hold them. I think it's like a hundred twenty dollar buy in, and there'll be like hundred fifty people in it. Oh, it's just a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, just uh, let me know. I know I missed you the last time you were here. I had a lot going on, but uh, and my sleep schedule today's not going to help with my sleep schedule. Now I'm drinking coffee. It's five forty five. I'm gonna be on like the same sleep schedule as you. Yeah, I'm not trying to stay awake, so I like sleep all flight, and I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm on the same stay up long fucking hours and sleep for a long time. Yeah, try to adjust. But yeah. Well, listen. I'm why don't you Why don't you go take care of Uber and uh, yeah, yeah. I'll text you. If you text me, yeah, I'm gonna. Like, I'll probably be on. Uh, for I guess I this is what I do every time. I said I was only going to do a show for an hour, but I'll probably be on for at least another hour or so. Maybe 7 a.m. will be a good time to wind it down. But listen, thank you for coming on. I look forward to seeing you. It, it's been six months or so since we hung out. You're one of the normal people. I can vouch for you. Um, Jesus Christ. I, I You know, I hate having to say this because it, it, it does sound arrogant because I'm, I'm not anybody special. I mean, only... Real attribute I have is I've, I mean, in terms of ever people meeting me, is I've been on these forums a long time, and I do consider myself a good person. But I think at this point, I, I I'm not. I just can't meet people anymore from here because it's just you, you just. And you know, I guess using my judgment, I knew you know the person I was meeting wasn't. I don't know. You know, whatever. Put in your own adjective there, but I just thought the simple process of handing somebody a thousand dollars and walking them to a valet. 
you know that how that, how can that be harmful you know how that sounds you know what i mean that it, it's not even having a meal it's not even having some shrimp lo mein at a bad buffet at the gold coast it's not getting I somebody a box fan and engineer deserve to get faked into it he should be like, yeah that he had that opportunity you know yeah you know and and people and this really pisses me off and and maybe it's because i'm a little biased because see money is my friend in real life i've i've broken bread with him many many times and we we text and you know but a thousand dollars it's a lot of money and somebody random you've never met gives that to you you know and you should never act so entitled or or i mean jesus christ i remember when when you know, I didn't have a lot of money. If so, and no one ever staked me like that. If someone would have came to me, you know, back in the day and said, "Here, you know, here's," they didn't have thousand dollar WSOP events. And I think minimum up until you know a couple of years, five years ago, six years ago, is fifteen hundred. But someone would have come up to me and said, "Here's fifteen hundred. Go play in your first WSOP event." I would have been ecstatic, and and I would have maybe even kissed her feet. I mean, you know, I didn't have that kind of money just to throw in one tournament. The the first WSOP tournament I ever played, it was a $500 buy-in tournament. And I think it's still 500 now, but it was a casino employees event. And that was back in 2003. And I made it to the end of the first day, but it's a slightly different structure. I mean, it was it's speedier than a normal tournament. I think the blinds go up every hour, and you start off with, LOL, 1,500 in chips. I mean, <laughs> start off with 1,500 in chips, and... I mean that that's you know the blinds are, I think were twenty five fifty to start but still fifteen hundred is fifteen hundred and chips so remember even thinking and, and you know I I played with uh, Steve the bodyguard and two other friends that that worked at the casino that I worked at and I remember us talking you know our little pregame we had breakfast saying that basically if you you play a pot you know you're almost committed to your chips I mean you know what I mean at, at, at fifteen hundred and chips. You know, it's not like you really had a lot of wiggle room to, to try to pull off bluffs if you weren't confident or just even, you know, play hands where you just had draws. I mean, but anyhow, so that was the first tournament I ever played in. Um, and none of us cashed. Four of us played and, and none of us cashed. But, uh, you know, again, the point being like $1,000 is a lot of money. It doesn't matter if, you know, see money is, is well-to-do or not and someone gives that to you. You're right. You know, that 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 that's... I never had that, you know. I'm sure you never had that, um, but that's been like I had good stakes early on, like on part-time poker way back when. But now, like I haven't gotten stakes in years. So yeah, I don't know. I play cash games. If you play cash games, you don't have to deal with the whole tournament variance bullshit. Yeah, and I'm the same way. Other, other than the World Series, and then. These little small, you know, barge at large, embargo, you know, tournaments. I don't really play tournaments. I, I don't, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. A lot of people, I guess, have this whole thing about Sheldon Adelson and they stay away from the Venetian because they're protesting him. And, you know, I get comps there. And so I, I will go there and I'll stay. You know, I, I wouldn't spend money if I, I on a room there if I wasn't. But I don't play the deep stack tournaments there. I don't play the Aria Nightly. I played there or, when I was last there. It's a good. They have a yep, good, like, they do. The rooms run pretty well, and uh, I agree. They have a good game there. Like I made some money when I was playing No Limit there. Yeah, I, I I agree, and they have other games. I mean, I don't think they have Stud, which I know you're good at, but they do have uh, Omaha Eight or better, and uh, Pot Limit Omaha, and the room is run well. It's comfortable. You can order food. Yeah. No, I've had to adjust. I've had to like focus on No Limit now. Like that's pretty much. 
they want to play these days. Yeah, I got you. Okay, well, listen, you go get going, buddy. It's uh, 5.52. I'm going to be on, like I said, maybe another hour at the most because uh, I am starting to get a little tired. I can stay on the line. My, uh, I can, like, I'm on Wi-Fi so I can watch my Uber coming here. Oh, okay. I can, uh, yeah. So, so how far are you from LAX now? I'm staying in Hollywood so I'm about, like, a 23-minute drive or so. Well, so what, what roughly... What roughly, for those that have never used Uber, and myself included, what roughly would you expect to pay? That's going to be probably twenty-five or thirty dollars. And what like would a, about a ten, twelve-mile drive? And that, and how much? What would a cab cost? I mean, a lot more than that, probably fifty bucks. Oh year. wow! Okay, yeah, makes sense then. And are these are these just normal cars that are picking you up, or is there like, you know what I mean? Is it just yeah, like? So there's different uh, classes. You can request. I request like the Uber X. And uh, that's just like a regular car, 2000 or newer. Usually, like, the drivers try to keep it nice because they want their rating to be high. And, uh, yeah, it's not, usually not bad. I've been in some cars. Like, the first one I took was in Baltimore, <laughs> where I'm from. And, uh, like, I was going to the airport, too, that day. And mm-hmm. my driver definitely, like, the cars definitely smelled like weed. <laughs> right? That's the first thing I noticed, you know. <laughs> so you never know. But that's funny. It was fine. Yeah. First well, free, so. Yeah. Well, kind of funny. I guess if I'm in, you know, on vacation somewhere, and normally I have a rental car, somebody I'm with does, but next time I'm somewhere, I'll check it out. I mean, I'd, I'd never really, I guess the only time I, I mean, I have a car, I live here in Vegas. I, I You know, when I travel, I'm usually either in like a fixed location or rent a car. But uh, it's funny, I just hear everyone talking about it. It's like I came out of nowhere. I hear it on social media, on TV. I just keep reading about it, so it sounds like it's blowing up huge, but uh, I don't know. Uh, that's, that's funny, picking you up and it smells like weed. Uh, you're, are you flying uh, direct? No, I haven't stopped. Oh, yeah, you said Vegas. Uh, Vegas. Yeah, you said that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll be in Vegas in about at like all in there at, I think, 9 o'clock. Okay. Well, I'm writing another flight at 10 in the morning, so it's like an hour Well, folks, it's 5.55 in Las Vegas. It's about 38 degrees. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, this is a pilot episode, and I do not, as of yet, have a method or have a phone number through Skype. Um, but if anyone at this point wants to call in, join me and uh, Matos on the line. If you have any questions, comments, stories to tell, anything that you would like to offer... Um, you can text me. I have a dedicated text line, and I will call you, give you my word. Your number will never uh, be disclosed. And that text line is 203-299-2436. That's 203-299-2436. And if you'd like to come on the air and join us, uh, criticize us, tell a story, a joke, tell us what you had for breakfast, anything, uh, welcome everybody to come on. Uh, just Send me a text with your number or a number you'd like me to call you at. Skype number, Google number, or if you have Skype, I can just connect on Skype. Um, I am uh, Brandon Gerson on Skype. So if you want to add me, I am on there now. Um, should be the only Brandon Gerson on Skype, but if not, I think there's a picture of me. So, But anyhow, we covered uh, a large amount of topics uh, earlier, and uh, I don't really have much at this point. Uh, is there anything, Matos, uh, Las Vegas, gambling, uh, 
strippers. I don't know. Is there something you would like to discuss? Something I maybe I talked about earlier that you want to offer some commentary on? I mean, you uh, wouldn't say that you're a degenerate, but you've spent a lot of time in the gambling world, the poker world. I'm, I'm a degenerate, I'd say for sure. Yeah. <laughs> is, is do you have anything? Is there something that you want to address or? good topic you can think of or something I said earlier that you want to comment on? Um, you said I didn't like getting outside. Well, I'm sorry? Take this ride. So give me like five minutes and I'll be back. Okay. Just shoot me a text and I will call you back. Okay. That was Matos and uh, thank you for having him being on. Um, good guy. No, no, I think the first time I met him was five, six, seven years ago. And, you know, he's one of the reasons when I do meet people, I think they're going to be normal and cool and I could befriend them and hang out because there are some. But then there are others that fucking go crazy on me. So, yeah, I guess the last thing that was on my list, I mean, I've talked about, you know, the Aria situation, the roulette, uh, you know, everything that's on here. Um, getting the most from your host. Uh, funny, I didn't mean it to sound catchy like that. Um, and somehow this was just coming about when I was talking on another subject and I just brought up, a, it was about Aria, about uh, recommending people to stay in the Sky Suites because they're very, very nice. And, uh, you know, if you do have a host or a way to get comp rooms, specifically ask to stay there. But what I meant by getting the most from your host is, uh, you know, it, it's it's like I said before and, and I've said other times, uh your host is not your friend. I mean, your host is, can be friendly to you. You should be friendly to him. But the way that the relationship may be perceived is that, oh, you know, a really good host will make you feel like he's your friend. He cares about you. And happy birthday, Merry Christmas. But in general, you know, the hosts don't care. Um, so a couple things I'll talk about. I know people like casino information or stories or, you know, things like that. So, uh, you know, I try to without being repetitive and repeating the same things over the years, give them a little bit of that. So the first thing I'll say is, uh, I'll answer, is how do I, and these are for people that don't have a host, how do I know if I need a host? Well, I really can't say, other than the Vegas gaming landscape, meaning like if you live in another city, now there's so many casinos everywhere that, uh, you know, I don't know how it is in, say Indiana or I don't know how it is in Canada but I you know I can speak to how it is in Vegas um now there's two real demographics if you really want to think about it in Vegas and it's the strip uh or tourist properties and there's your local market those are two separate entities uh two really separate beasts and normally for the most part the locals don't cross over into the strip or tourist venues for the most part I mean, it's very common. I know people that are gamblers, and they'll tell me they haven't been to the Strip in years. And unless it's convention or business-related, most tourists don't cross into the local market. Now, sometimes they'll cross over a little bit, like, for instance, the Orleans or the Gold Coast. Those are two casinos in Las Vegas that cater to locals, but they're near the Strip. So so they'll get that overflow, and the reason why they will is because the, the rates are very, very cheap. And, you know, Vegas is, is an expensive city for the most part. I mean, if, if you don't have 
any discounts or comps. If you want to stay on the Strip, you want to room up the Venetian on a weekend, you're looking to pay over $1,000 with taxes, resort taxes. So the Orleans and the Gold Coast, for instance, those are two places that are close to the Strip but off the Strip and, and that normally the majority of people, if you pulled them, that are inside gambling, you know, they are locals and, and not tourists. So anyhow, uh, if you don't have a host, if you are a local in Las Vegas, uh, the criteria for getting a host is less than, you know, if you're, for instance, gambling at the Venetian. You know, if you're playing maybe $10, $25 a hand uh, at a playing a table game at a local casino, you can get a host and he, your host can help you with things. But playing that amount of money, you know, a quarter a hand, isn't really going to get you anything, uh, maybe even not even a host to speak with you. So it's, you know, understand that distinction. I mean, it just really depends on the property. I mean, if you're playing $25 a hand at the Venetian, it, you're not going to get anything. You know, it just, that's usually for the most part what the minimum is, especially on the weekends. Maybe you'll find like a $15 table. Um, slots is a lot different. Slots is based on your coin in, uh, not as much as what you're betting. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize. And, and slot players in general will get more offers and, and comps than table games players will. And that's because the Theo or the theoretical loss, as it's called, in slots is much higher than in table games. So even if you're a penny slot player, and that's kind of misleading because they call them penny slots, but normally you have to bet at least. 40 cents or 50 cents just to play all the reels or to activate a, a bonus but you know you're constantly betting 50 50 50 50 50 and the way they look at your play again is based on your coin in and what coin in is it's basically what a term says is it's how much money you've put through the machine even including any payouts you've got through the machine so and a lot of people get surprised when they look you know uh, a friend of mine just got their year-end statement from uh, a local casino and there was over a million dollars in coin in and they were confused like a million dollars i don't know what does this mean there's no way i'm like all that means is that's what you cycled through you know for the entire year you've cycled through like 1.2 million dollars and even those listening may think that's outrageous i mean but it really isn't if you think about it you could cycle through 10 15 thirty thousand dollars just in a couple hours of playing um, because, you know, like I said, it's just even the money you're winning that you're just bet after bet after bet, that's that's what they're looking at. So anyhow, it never hurts either way um, to, to see if if you don't have a host to see if you could get one and what, if anything, they can do for you. Um, like I said, if you're, you know, a slot player, no matter what, you know, you should be able to get a host. If you play, you know, decent volume. Um, so... If you're to, if you're a table games player and you play 25 or higher, you know it, 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 definitely I would go ahead and ask. And even you know if a host can't get you something for free, uh, you know such as a room or a meal, they maybe discount it or give you something. And so anyway, that that's what brings to me to the point that that uh, get the most out of your host. And you know what I mean by that is, for the most part, hosts are only going to give you the bare minimum of whatever they think. It's almost like you're buying a car and you need to negotiate. Um, you know, so an example would be, you know, the other night I, I went out and I had dinner at the Venetian and I had called my actual, my real host or my permanent host or the one assigned to me uh, was out of town. So I spoke with someone I didn't know and uh, I wanted to get 
a comp for two to a restaurant the Venetian and they said okay I'll I'll send you two hundred dollars and you know that's kind of I don't know it sounds a little arrogant but you know it's kind of pushing it like I need a little bit more just you know have a drink and a couple appetizers and uh so anyhow I said you know what no I need 250 or you know and uh, okay so 250 it is and so that's my point you know you, you you have to kind of look at it like you're negotiating just because someone offers you something that doesn't mean you have to accept it if you know host says well i'll send you know tells you i'll send 75 dollars over to a coffee shop and you think you want more you want more you tell them you want 100 or 150 and you know the worst thing they're going to say is no i you know or, or i can't do it um and the reason you always want to get the most and that's upgrades you know for rooms if they say okay we're going to get your room don't let them just get your room say you know what can i get a suite or can i get an upgraded room and this is what you have to ask because the the, the simple reason is Almost like in sports or anything else in today's day and age, gambling in in relation to comps and such, it's what have you done for me lately? And, uh, you know, C-Money is someone that, that this has happened to many, many times. You know, go to, go, go, to Ve- uh, go to Vegas and two, three, four trips in a row lose a lot of money. And then you come for your fifth trip and you don't really gamble that much. Then you come back on your sixth trip and, and they won't give you anything. And that's really what the landscape is. So don't be afraid to use your comps. Don't be afraid to ask for the world because, you know, or even say to yourself, this is a really big fallacy. Say you lose a lot of money gambling and you're like, you know what? I'm not going to ask for anything. You know what? Next time I come, I'll get something. But you know what? Next time you come, it, it, it's not like you have some equity that's built up, you know, that uh, you can just redeem. Um, a lot of times, you know, they'll tell you, a host will tell you at a property, well, you know what, go ahead and gamble. And this is what I hate the most. Go ahead and gamble, and when you're done with your trip, come talk to me, and we'll see what we can do. And I hate that. Now, usually unless I have any other, uh, if, I, if I have another alternative other than to that, you know, other than that, I won't accept that because I, you know, that's almost saying, basically it is saying that hopefully you'll lose, and then I'll see what I can comp for you. Because that, that's really what they're saying. Then you end up winning. They're going to say, well, you know what, sir? You, you won you know, $5,000 here. I really can't do anything. So always try to get things up front. Say, you know, I want to make sure my room's comped. And don't be afraid to even say to them, well, you know, if you can't offer me this, well, another property is, and I'll just stay there. You know, even if you're just bluffing. Um, you know, so things of that nature are very, very important. And if you do lose a lot of money or you do play a decent amount of money, Use your comps. You know, don't hold them like you know. There's some savings account because a lot of times, like I said, you'll come back and it's going to mean nothing because it's going to be a new trip and everything will be based on that. Um, but those few little tricks that I mentioned, you know, like when you book a room, uh, asking for an upgrade, asking for the newest tower. Maybe you know you do some research and, like I said, the Aria, for instance, they have the Sky Suites, which are really nice, and the Bellagio has the Casino Tower and the uh, the spot tower. The spot tower is newer. The spot tower is much nicer. Things like that, and it's a little bit more expensive. So when you, you are booking a, a trip to Vegas, you know, research, find out what the better rooms are. Look online. Look at the prices. Look at the pictures. I am getting a call. Oh, that looks like it's Todd. Right. Good morning. Hello. I texted you to call me, so I just decided oh. to, okay. in case you were reading the text i decided just to skype in yeah my, my phone oh, i see it now i, I did not uh okay 
Good morning. How are you? I'm sorry. I, I, you know, like I mentioned on radio, I don't look at the chat for the most part when I'm talking. It just tends to, to disturb my focus. So I didn't see you typing in uh, not to call the network at the moment. So can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm actually outside right now with, with the uh, with the bracelet dog, the dog that uh, was born at the time I won my bracelet. Mm. And so calling in, and I uh, was listening. Hello? Todd? It says internet connection problem. There's a problem between the two of you. You're saying I was actually oh. using the the call to listen line because uh, where I am, there's not the best internet connection right now. Yeah, I just lost you for about thirty seconds, and I'm, I've lost you. I, I'm sorry. I need someone in the chat to tell me. Can you hear me okay? Because I'm not hearing Todd now. Let me know is how is radio still connected and is my audio fine? Somebody in the chat kindly inform me. Okay, thank you, Benford. Oh, shout out Benford. It's in the chat. Very old school. Okay, Todd. Yeah, it, okay. I didn't listen to the radio. Callers, you're on the air. Hello? Yes. We're a tandem team. I see that. This For those that don't know, I have this is Beer and Poker and uh, Lou Father. We had Druff on, and he had a poor internet connection, and Skype hung up on him. So Holy shit, if, yeah, what happened? He's having internet problems. It was Cox or what? I, I know he has some something weird. It's not even I think like Verizon nowadays. I think. Oh, that's why right. FiOS or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That I don't never heard of that before. Yeah. yeah. Who's on? What's Pooh, going on, Brandon? Who is saying that Lou Father is God? Uh, you're God. Thank I'm you. I'm Lou Father, but you're God. Thank you. Well, I, I started off at around uh, I think two fifteen this morning. Now it's about four hours in. And uh, I've covered, I'm glad you guys are on here, because I've covered a lot of my agenda. I don't really have I, much more to talk about. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen to a lot of the archive. I missed a lot of it, I'm be honest with you. Oh, that's Pooh. Poo. Shout out to Pooh. Pooh's God. So when, when are you guys coming back with your own show? Uh, actually, we have a... I'm thinking about doing a Super Bowl show, yep. actually. Like There's like a week in between a Super Bowl and just going on about some Super Bowls. We do a lot of sports talk. So yeah. I figured that'd be a good time. Brandon, what do you think about this? Uh, I don't know if you talked about it in your show tonight, but what do you? Th- how do you feel about the, ser- the you know the series of games that are going to be happening on Sunday? Where are you at as far as laying three? Because the games are all on three, right? Yeah, I I talked about it earlier, and uh, I I think the Patriots are going to win. Yeah. Uh, by, I, by three or what? We're talking about spread here. I, I, yeah, I said earlier that I would take the Patriots. My my two picks were taking the Patriots and taking Arizona. Um, oh, you like Arizona I do versus like, uh, I Panthers? Do. I do. I do. Really? I do. Uh, I but but I, I'm not I'm not saying I'm betting it. But if I was to bet it, I, I am taking New England. And mm-hmm. uh, well, no know, one ever bets against Tom Brady. Let's yeah, get yeah, of course. I like New England as the best one, honestly. Uh, I I, I kind of like Carolina though. I mean, you know, the only the, the, okay. What worries me, uh, you know, about Carolina, and you guys can and tell me how you see it. The second half last week, they played scared. I mean, they played so conservative and so scared. 
They and did listen, this every- <laughs> Hall of Games. They they did it against the Giants. They did yep. they yeah. one on uh, yeah. Sunday night or Monday night yeah. football or Thursday night, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, they did us all year. Yeah. Now, yeah, I mean, they usually cover, but it's pain. I agree with you there. And, and no, Eric- I totally agree with Brandon here because the uh, Panthers, for whatever reason, they never want to close a team down. Like they'll they'll beat the shit out of a team, but they always let them back in for some reason. Thirty-one to nothing they led that game. Uh, yeah, you know, and they made a game out it's of it. Scary. It's definitely scary. I agree with you there. I bet them that when they played the Giants, they were four touchdowns. I had them plus seven, I think, and they only went up winning by three. And it was they blew those. They let them tie it up, and they, I think they had a four touchdown lead with about four or five minutes left in the third quarter. Uh, it was one of the worst beats I took all year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, the worst, but by, by far the worst beat I took was don't say it. <laughs> no, was was I took Alabama in the in the national championship game. Oh, I got. Oh, and did you get the back, back door? Flood? The yeah. back door? Yeah. Yeah, I yes. got back door too bad. I got back doored. We thought you were gonna say Aldo. I think. I, I don't well, know. I mean I that. Aldo, I'm not. That's I Alabama. I already knew the back door. Yeah, the back I door. Got back door cool. too. Yeah. I got back door twice. It was vicious. Yeah. That was bad. Do you know uh either one of you uh, I'm I'm not that familiar these days with Skype in terms of making calls. Is it it's possible to add Todd to this call? He wants me to call him back. Yes. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think how you can do this. Uh and add him to where you guys are. You go to call you go to like add group. There's like, you got to add the group call. Yeah, There's you an option. Add him to the group. If you like I think if you like right or left kick is click the name Come, some options come up. I can't remember which one it is. Yeah, add the group calls, the one. Oh, add because if you just add them to if you just add them to call, you might be, it might put us on hold. But Brandon, okay. What if I were to tell you that you could get both the Patriots and the Panthers plus three? Would that be something you'd be interested in? I, I'm I'm probably gonna stay away from uh, the Panthers game. You're just to stay away altogether. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be betting it, no. Okay. I think okay. it's, yeah, it's just going to be... Uh, tough affair, tough yeah. affair. Yeah. I kind of see and, the totals in these games in the weather, but yeah. You know, the, the one game where I, I really, really just shit the bed was, I, I mean, I knew it would be that way. I just couldn't pull the trigger in that mm. Seattle-Minnesota game. If you bet the under in that game, you're just Yo, sitting there drinking your coffee and enjoying the day, and you have no fucking care in the world. You're just waiting to right. count your money. Like it, it just you. I mean, that's it was like the third coldest game ever at kickoff. I mean, mm. you just knew it was going to be one of those games where scoring, you know, was hard. And uh, I, I remember saying to myself, "Why didn't I fucking bet the under?" And it, you, you never had a sweat. I mean, there was a little bit of late scoring, but it never came close. Um, yeah, I regretted. I, I bet a little on that, but I didn't bet enough. I was pissed off myself because I was just game. You know, yeah. it was under all. Hello? Calls on hold. What the fuck is going on here? Okay, uh, if you guys are listening, a beer and poker. Uh, fuck, it just said calls on hold. Well, you know what? What the fuck, Skype? This is why it's... Okay. Guys, if... Uh... You can hear me. Go ahead and call back because I lost you. Or let me see if I can call you back. You guys there? Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, for, I didn't touch anything. Adam, I'm not even. Do you know who Adamadium is, right? Yes. He's trying to call in, but he called me. Do you okay. have him on your Skype? I he don't. Wants to call in. I don't. But uh, go ahead, or if he's listening. How do I add him to it? I don't really know. Let me let me see if I can add him. I got it in mind. Let me see. Can okay. I add him. I don't know. Well, if when you guys, him, whatever you guys just did, it it removed you from yeah, yeah, yeah from here that's i what talked to him for like two seconds but then like i could tell well if you okay listen adam i could add you uh go ahead and just add me on skype it's brandon gerson one word or it should be if not it's two words it's and, uh hold on. i'll just yeah i'll just send him your name send him the yeah okay i'll just tell him to add you and i just want to add the group call yeah, okay yeah, I got it. It, but yes i had the group call so anyhow Oops. uh getting back to football i, I am going to be honest ideally i don't think this is going to happen but if I did have a wish, I would like to say, or I should say, I wouldn't mind seeing Manning win one more and just be done. Because I do have a feeling uh, if he doesn't, he's going to come back next year again, and it's just going to be embarrassing. I mean, this year was kind of embarrassing for him. It's um, embarrassing. I don't want him to win, honestly. But okay. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I don't know. It, okay, well, let me ask you this: If it had to be Manning, hypothetically, or Brady winning another one. Which which one would would you rather Brady get another ring or Brady? Yeah. Okay, I like I just like Brady kind of. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think he's a great quarterback too. I, I just you know what? I other than he plays in a great system. Like if, uh, my question is, or my my thought is, like if Brady ever played for anybody else besides Bill Belichick, how good would he be? In yeah, a different system. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't think he wins as many championships. That's for sure. He probably wins one or two. He's a yeah. really good quarterback, but I don't think yeah. he wins. Well, I mean, look at it like this. In all honesty, Eli's going to finish his career with more championships than his brother. I mean, they're both they're both going to be Hall of Famers. I mean, I think Eli they, will, will. They just have better teams, though, New York, than a lot of teams that – I think they put a lot better defense. I think he had a lot better surrounding core players than Peyton had to deal with. I mean, or had with I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, that's, that's pretty debatable. I mean, I – I mean, those great teams, you know, those great cult teams with, you know, Reggie Wayne and uh, who's, the, who's the running back? Uh, what's his name? Edgar and James. Yeah, Edgar and James. Edgerin I mean, those James, are yeah. great teams, and they they went fourteen and two, thirteen and three, and right. but they never they never could get a get it done in the postseason. So look at the Giants teams that went eight and eight or nine and seven, the two teams that won the Super Bowl, but they you know they were able to win. I mean. That year they won three games on the road. They won in Green Bay, you know, and, and everyone says it's because Coughlin had them prepared, you know, for, you know, the, the, the postseason. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean they I don't beat know. the Patriots when they were 16 and 0 or 18 0 going into that game. Yeah. I think, it, yeah. I think he's a better quarterback, uh, at least in cold weather for sure, is Eli Manning. Gotta be real about yeah. this. Like, Peyton Manning's not a good cold, cold weather quarterback. Yeah. No. Well, look, this is this is the thing, and this was the comparison I made earlier. Uh, that, uh, Manning, at this point in his career, and the team that he's with now, he doesn't need to be great. He doesn't even need to win the game. He just needs to be a good man, game manager, and not lose the game. I mean, their defense is good enough that if they can rattle Brady and maybe get you know a turnover or two, you know, I I, I wouldn't be shocked if they win that game. I mean, their defense that, is, that, that is why they could win for sure. Yeah, their defense. Their defense is that good. And the comparison that I made is, you know, you go back to 2000 and remember the Baltimore Ravens and the quarterback that won it with them was Trent Lockett. Dilfer. 
Uh, and you know Trent oh, Dilfer. Oh, no. uh, back there, two thousand. Okay, yeah. And Trent Dilfer, by no Dilfer means, one of the worst quarterbacks. Exactly, yeah. And he, you know, he was a first round pick, and he was supposed to be a franchise yeah. quarterback, but never close. But what did he do that entire season? And he wasn't actually even the start starter. He started like game four or five. Do you guys even remember who the starter was for that team? Hey, uh, uh, Adam, I'm saying he can't find you for some reason. Is there any other way? Can I give you a his screen name and you add him, Brandon. Yeah, I'll. I'll... He's got. He's got. He's got things he wants to talk about as far as send him his. Yeah, send him a screen name on Skype. I guess. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll send it. Is this Skype name a secret? No. Yeah, yeah, it's a little secret. Okay, then yeah, just yeah. just Skype it to me. I just sent it to you. Okay. So, but anyhow, that team, that two thousand uh, Ravens team. What, defense. Yeah, it was just the defense, and they asked Trent Dilfer not to make mistakes. And, and, right, right. You know, if if Manning can do that, which is kind of what he did last week, uh, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I don't you think they're going to You know what the difference win. is, though, Brandon? What is you're the difference? You're not talking about – you're talking about Tom Brady in this new era of offense where they just throw flags everywhere altogether and, you know, just Tom Brady in general. It's not the same as the 2000 uh, year – with the Ravens okay. defense with Trent Dilfer. Uh, to me, I feel like uh, this is a easy pick as far as betting Tom Brady yeah. uh, and, the, and the Pats. I just, I just, I didn't get three. the Skype message. I just Skyped you. Okay, there he goes. Okay, there go. I think I typed it in too. Okay, I got it now. That's a weird. Oh, name. do you get? I thought I sent it to you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Now. I, it's, yeah, we both got it in there, so. So anyhow, uh, I that's how I see it. I think New England's going to win, but you know what? If they can get a turnover or two and, and win that differential, I wouldn't be shocked to see Denver win. I mean, their defense is that good. I mean, they have an outstanding defense, and you know what? They already—I don't know how much you guys believe in you know, the con- the whole confidence part of it, but I mean, they beat New England once already, and it was obviously a come from behind victory. And Manning didn't play in that game. That was, uh, yeah. So. That was a strange game. I think the weather was bad. Wasn't the weather bad in that game? Or I can't remember. Yeah, Something it was, was, it was weird snowing. That game. I think it was snowing in that game, or it was really cool. And they went to overtime, or it was late. It was a late yeah. comeback. Uh, it was something. I feel like uh, Denver is the worst. That was the game when they were 12-0, and 0, or 11-0, and 0, or 10-0, 11-0, something like that, and it was the first loss that uh, New England took. Yeah. I feel like Denver is probably one of the worst number one teams of all time going into this game. They have no offense. I, I mean, the offense is atrocious. Like they, it doesn't matter who they sign at quarterback. It's, it's terrible. It's well, the running backs are terrible too. He's, I, I mean, fuck. I don't want to get into the running backs. Like, like C.J. Anderson and Ronnie Hillman. Like both them guys are just they're off the wall every week. You don't know what what the hell's going to happen with them. But uh, what they, I'm but saying they have is, some greatest receivers though. Like as far as as a team though, what I think is they are one of the worst number one teams going into that game. One of the worst of all time. Yeah, New England's healthier offensively than they were. I don't know. I can't remember who they had that in that game. I, I can tell you just... one thing: don't bet against Tom Brady. I mean, no. why would you ever? Okay, Brandon, are you going to bet against Tom Brady? Or are you just going to avoid the game? No, I'm betting. Like to... I like. I'm he taking likes... New England. You he like New England? Yeah, yeah, I like New I like England me. too. Yeah. I don't like it the other way around. You know what? He's going to have to add you guys because I. Oh, there it is. Okay, it finally came up. Yeah, okay, so the thing add the group call. I, I, 
Well, and so, his I, name, I had the group call like I, I just sent him right a, uh, his name. I sent him like, a right contact kick, request. I and I think Panthers win too. By the way, Panthers, Panthers cover the spread. I think they win. I, I like, mean, look, like I said to you earlier. Although he tonight, didn't look that great last week, Carson Palmer is playing the best football yeah. of his career. He's having his best year for sure. He's okay. like 36 years old. If if it um, wasn't if it, yeah, he's playing great. If it was well, 36 for a quarterback. They, they got means, a bombed against I, I thought I mean, I think the uh, Packers are terrible. And <laughs> I think they let them in that Packers game. are terrible. Yeah, they were so, terrible this uh, year. They were they were got awful. But <laughs> I I like I I like Cam Newton to do something special this year. I don't know why, I just like it. It's a total gamble. I'm not saying pick it. I'm just saying I like it. Okay, I sent him a request. Guys, go ahead and talk. I'm going to go get another cup of coffee real fast. And go ahead. You guys uh, go I think ahead. you have chai tea. Just hit. Yeah, get the chai tea. Um, huh? Yeah, I'm just fucking around, dude. Okay. <laughs> I, I've never had chai tea in my life. I'm not a tea drinker. I'm Seriously? Like, no. You go ahead and get your uh, coffee. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the chat real quick, see what's going okay. on. Okay. So now, Denver and Arizona will cover the spread. Says I am Deloitte. That's why I was talking about. Um, uh, I don't think Denver covers. Denver. I mean, Denver. Arizona has a better chance to me than to win than uh, Denver oh, has. Absolutely. Be. I like. I'm not betting against New England. I'm sorry. I'm just not doing it. Absolutely. Uh, there isn't shit in chat. You're right, Chester. So we were just reading here, but like. I, I mean, I hate to go with the chalk and the favorites, but I just seriously think that um, I kind of lean towards Panthers and uh, New England. I kind of want to see that Super Bowl, too. I think it'd be kind of cool. It is good to see Brady against Manning one last time. This might be the last. It's probably the last. Uh, probably. I would say. I would say it's about 90% chance of the last. Like 100% chance. At least in this spot. At least in this spot. Like, even if Peyton does come back. I don't back, think Peyton's coming back. I don't think Peyton's coming back after this. Uh, right this is going to be it. And right now, I don't think, no matter what happens, I don't think he comes I back. I think either. that uh, Brady probably covers the spread by a couple more than a touchdown. I mean, honestly. Like, yeah, they have sick defense over there on def- or on uh, Steen's call. Is he on the line, or do I need to add him or something? You can't add him. I think Brandon has to. I don't think you can add him. Hello? Yo. Can you hear him? Works great. I guess you can add him. All right. Apparently he's on the line. Anyways, um, so I apparently can I add, you can him. add him. <laughs> I know you can add him. All right. Anyways. We'll see when Brandon comes back. I added you and Stian and myself to the radio show. But anyways, uh, I think that... They're, they're just not going to cover the spread. I just that offense is just not there. It's not clicking whatsoever. Denver, the, you're the, about the, yeah, their the, their defense plays well, but against a whole like playoff game, I just feel like they're going to cover three. You know what I mean? What's the spread? Three. I, I can't bet against Brady. I'm sorry. I, I know they're playing. Yeah, at, I have a at, I have a life motto: don't bet can't. against Brad, Brady. <laughs> like so. It's been working out. <laughs> he also just owns uh, Manning Lifetime. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, usually they were playing for so many years, like where Brady was 
home field advantage, like no, especially in Edelman or whatever. If, if you were to tell me that Edelman wasn't playing, and, and especially if they didn't have Edelman and uh, like uh, Amendola, I mean, I know they lost like Deion Lewis, but, and they lost, they did lose like they lose the Garrett Blind Blue too. But uh, if you were telling me they didn't have any of those receivers, I think there's a good chance Denver wins. Uh-huh. But uh, like. Edelman really opens up that offense a lot. Just to the scramble, you know, the slant passes and everything. He just opens up that offense so much. I'll take any action you can have. Denver plus six. You like them? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I'll say you could. Oh, you he just likes six. it plus six. Oh, oh, gotcha. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Love it. Classic. I'll take New England minus seven. What? But he wants New England minus seven. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Brandon. He's to <laughs> Brandon. I he's sent got... you the 50, Mike. Yeah, I, I already got it. Don't worry about it. I already got it. I, it's already in my checking account. It's all... What about the money line? That's cool. What is the money line on the game? Um, I got Somebody's asking about Good Poop's asking. What's the money line? I don't know what the money line in the game is like. If it's like minus, it's like one forty or something. I'm sorry, I just don't go there. Usually in those games, I like dogs with like plus th- one thirty or something. I do like those. What's I, the line on the other game? They're both minus three. Oh, some places are minus three and a half. Like this guy on my freaking Twitch channel came in and said he parlayed both of them at minus three and a half tonight. I was just laughed my ass yeah, off. It's Carolina that's fucking the favorite. Right? Like, how you parlay both these fucking games at minus three and a half, picking both the favorites? I just can't even deal with it. But all right, I like uh, I like. What do you guys think about betting? Like I was telling Beer and Broker earlier tonight, betting uh, the T's put the T's on the game, so you get both Carolina at plus three and New England at plus three, and you save a nickel on the juice. What do you, What do you guys think about that? Where you get plus three on both sides. You just, the problem is you just need to get both of them to win. You have to, yeah, but you're getting plus three. If you look at them both at negative three, you love them at plus three, right? That's a difference yeah. of six. And you save a nickel on the juice. It's pretty obvious. I can tell you right now that that New England game is going to play tight. It's going to play. It's going to be a close game. I almost think you'd be better just taking one game and not even betting both and just taking. You're probably you're probably right there. You're probably right. You're probably right there. But which game is it though? <laughs> probably New England. Probably, but what if you're wrong? Because I feel like New England plays part of betting sports. To me, to me, come on. Yeah, but you have to make a pick, sir. And I said if I have to pick between the two, it's going to be New England. Yeah, but I would rather do it the other way and save the nickel on the juice. You see what I'm saying? Brandon, you back up? Okay, Muck Vicom wants me to say, tell Adamam he is God. Quit being a fuck wagon. <laughs> also, I have to say that uh, that making a murderer idiot is guilty as all hell. <laughs> what? Okay, thanks for the announcement. <laughs> Is Animadium drunk? I don't even know if Animadium is drunk. The Can't fucking think. world is laughing. Actually, yeah, Animadium is they sober the as yeah, fuck. Yeah, you didn't do shit. I'm probably the drunkest of everybody. 
No, I, I might be drunker than you are. I Possibly. <laughs> I did win those fucking two MTTs on my Twitch stream tonight, and I was pretty wasted. At a medium, how uh-huh. drunk are you at this point? <laughs> but, uh, I, I had some beers, and I'm still go. go. I had go. some beers. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> so, you want to hear something funny? Yeah, let's hear it. Like a friend of a friend of a friend. Uh, oh, on, shit. Uh, Here we go. <laughs> on uh, Vanya's uh, Facebook, right? You know you're on air with everybody. In the yeah, whole I know. Room. I don't give shit. No, no, no. Shut the fuck up. You you do understand that you're on air with, like, all PFA when you're yes, talking yes. right now. I actually yes. don't. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Do I'm you a... tell the story or not? Say... No, go ahead. I was just I'm just say... saying that you're on air with all PFA. Can I just throw out something before you talk? Let me just say something Good morning, you gentlemen. A lot of you guys taking the plus one forty five or five and plus one forty on. You know, <laughs> and Arizona, I kinda, actually, if you hit one of those. It's actually pretty good though. So don't get me wrong. You have a good chance of hitting one of those. Anyways, go on. Yeah, you would actually win money. So go on. So Carry. this uh, friend of a friend of a friend on uh, Adam. Facebook. What's up, buddy? Drexel here. Good, good. Jesus, how are been, you? It's been four years. Welcome back. Good to hear your voice. Thank you, sweet it's prince. It's that cord to you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I I was just gonna tell a little story. So yeah, my my wife or girlfriend, call her what you want. The the BMW, the engine broke down. <laughs> so uh, we needed to fix it. So like a friend of a friend of a friend of hers on Facebook. Yeah, I can fix it for like half off. <laughs> and whatever. And um, and he starts typing her like crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna fix it and. Then she starts calling. I'm gonna meet up, and uh, what well, he, he, so he's taking our uh, interest to her. So uh, what what ends up happening is he shows up at my fucking door with a fucking Glock in his waistband, <laughs> and he's trying to get into the house. I'm like, are you fucking serious? What'd you do? Did you beat his ass? Yeah, the fucking Glock. Yeah, but you got fucking what? what no, got? I fucking got... locked the door and fucking called the police. So, <laughs> so uh, one day I had to get one of those uh, alarms from the police where you can like push like a panic button, and he got hauled off to jail. Oh my god! So it it was an interesting week last week. I guess so. That sounds crazy as fuck. So that's why I'm drinking. Yeah, that's not the only reason, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, though. Yeah. Very, very crazy. All in peaceful Oslo. Uh, yeah, yeah. What, hey, what nationality were they? Oh, yes, Norwegian is just a little disturbed. <laughs> so he was white. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. So, anyway. yeah. Anyways, get back to your sports button. No. So, Brandon, you back? I am back. All right. How's it going? I'm getting a little tired. It it is. I mean, have you gentlemen been to sleep already this morning? I need to go to bed. I don't even know why. I just joined. Uh, Lou's like, let's just add the call. I'm like, okay. And I didn't even know where he was adding me to. But <laughs> like, I just saw Brandon online. I was like, it's just. He's adding me to call. I was like, all right, we were talking on Skype because I was about to go to bed. But I, I got a few minutes left, so. So Adam, yeah. what what else is new, my friend? It, like I said, it's been four years. What uh, what do you uh, think of uh, the forums as of late? What what's your view on 
you know, Druff and Marty are fighting again. Uh, what, what, what's your view on everything? Well, the, my view on Marty changes from time to time, <laughs> but in general, I feel sorry for him, but not anymore. He's <laughs> an idiot. <laughs> oh, that's a that that he's making a drink. You hear that? Yeah, that that made me fucking open another beer. He's he's got a drink going. What what uh, what time is it? What time is it in Oslo right now? Uh, three thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and it's it's Saturday, so you guys are it's Saturday. Yeah. Okay. I started a little late. <laughs> a little late. <laughs> I like it. Aggressive. I like it. How long have you, uh, when did you turn this thing on, Drexel? A little after 2 a.m., so it's been a little over Holy four hours shit. now. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I don't remember the time I found out about it. 6.30, so it's probably like an hour and a half, two hours into it, I think. So, anyway, you guys are both predicting, then, a New England-Carolina Super Bowl. Is that correct? I like it. I would not be surprised like if Arizona get there. No, I, no, I would not be surprised to see Arizona win. If I had to pet, if I had to pick a an actual like, I would go with New England over Carolina. I'm not taking Denver ever. 100. percent Denver's never making it to the. I'm Super not make. They're not making. A Denver pick. is not, not. Well, you can't it. say never. I'm not they're say not never. making it. I can tell you right now, not making it. I'll never say never, but I'm never betting them. I'll tell you. That. No, of course, no but I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't say never. I mean, it, it, you know what I mean, though, yeah. right? Like, are you? Would you ever bet them? Like, what odds would you need for them? To be able to, you know, for you to bet it, proper odds. You, got, you, you you talking points or money line? Money line or points, whatever you want. Pick them both, either. I mean, money line. I probably need a little over plus two hundred. That's it. It's at least a touchdown, then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you at least a touchdown, probably. Yeah. Like seven and a half, maybe even. Like plus seven and a half, plus seven and a half is good enough for you to get the goes I mean, yeah. in the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, uh, he might yeah. want he might want more than that, but I just said seven and a half because he's going to need that if it's plus one two hundred. What do you need point wise for them to get in the Super Bowl? I'm sorry. What would I need point wise for them to get in the Super Bowl? As if you would have bet on like, the points, yeah, yeah, points, point, point spread. You're saying what would I, what would the spread need to be in this game for me to bet them? How many points would you need? Yeah. How many points how many, do you need, buddy? Just <laughs> uh, how many points do you need? He's asking. I, I I mean, listen. Maybe it's because I'm tired. You're saying how many points would Denver have to be at for me to take them in this game? Would you take them at plus one eight? Plus eight? Would you take them at plus eight? How yeah, many yeah, points? Yes, I would do take them. I would take them at plus eight. Plus okay. eight. Or plus seven and a half. I guess would be the same. Yes. So you better take them at plus seven and a half. Yes. I would. Plus seven years, kind of. Uh, I don't know. It could push. Okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's, so he needs that's more fair. than a touch. He, yeah, I mean, I guess. Touch more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but it's all hypothetical. I mean, if I they play, they play, really good, they play good defense. So I could see like them totally covering eight all day long. Uh, I get they're they're playing at home, but right, yeah. they're at home and they're getting eight. I'm I, I'm still I can not. see that. I'm looking at. I don't. I'm trying to find the real time line right here now in Vegas. So give me one second. Yep. 
Okay. But yeah, you're right though. It, it doesn't matter. And the way the spread is now, I'm never betting against Brady. It doesn't matter. It, it's yeah, you know. of course not. Yeah, it's never gonna change. It's not gonna. Move I mean, well. if you were like Garrett, you might get, you might do it, but bring that guy up. You'd be crazy. But the other way around, you would never do that ever. Yeah, it's at the money line right now. You can get the Broncos plus one forty-five, and it still remains at three minus mm-hmm. one ten. And then, interesting enough, on one side I'm looking at here, this is stations. Uh, you can actually get the Cardinals plus three at even money, and the Panthers are minus three, minus one twenty. And the money line for that game is one, minus one sixty-five, and the Cardinals are plus one forty-five. It's actually you said you like the Cardinals at pl- at plus three, though. Regardless, you said yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, if you had the bet, I mean, you're not sure you can bet them either way, but okay. exactly, I got you. And funny enough, I don't even know how they determine this. For the Pro Bowl, which is the week off between uh, the AFC and NFC Championship games in the Super Bowl, the NFC is minus one and a half. The money line is minus one twenty-five, and the AFC is plus one hundred five. What 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 do they see on these rosters and a game like that where no one's really tackling hard or just they want to all avoid injuries? Why? What is the edge that you can get the AFC on the money line plus points? I. Yeah, I I'm not even gonna even make a comment on it. I don't have a clue. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, what even could be the edge? I mean, you don't know. I mean, you know what I mean? It it, it it's kind of strange to me. I mean, I haven't studied the rosters or anything. I don't know what they're looking at. I but mean, it's still gonna be it's still a coin flip. And you know what I mean? It does it. There's I, I, I don't even handicap that. I, I don't. I wouldn't even know. Especially this early, because you haven't decided the the Super Bowl teams yet. Because you know the people are gonna sit. Right. This well, this, uh, exactly. Right. I mean, I don't. I'm trying to think who. Uh, well, I mean, a lot of. The, I guess a lot of the defensive players for the Broncos, if they don't, I don't. I don't know the exact number, but I have to imagine their defense is so good they probably had at least four or five members of their defense. Let's see. That were. I was never a fan of them changing it to the week between the Super Bowl. You know, between the end of deciding the Super Bowl, who who's plays in it, and then yeah, you know, who they play the Super Bowl. I was never a fan of them deciding this game. Uh, I'd rather them play it after the Super Bowl, even though the game to me, like a lot of All Star games, are pretty much a joke, anyways. Uh, I'd still would rather it be after the Super Bowl. So Denver's defense, this is pretty funny. They had four starters elected to the Pro Bowl: cornerback uh, Chris Harris Jr., outside linebacker. It's not a surprise, Von Miller. Cornerback Akib Talib and uh, Demarcus Ware were all voted in as starters. So wow. I guess that uh, maybe they're thinking they're going to lose and that's going to be their defense. But like I said, no one really plays hard. The whole point of the Pro Bowl is just you know to get the money well, and the, game showcase stars. Exactly, and, and, and the main Some goal. Of the defense is really kind of a joke, but you need them there still. The, yeah, the main goal though is just to not get hurt. Nobody wants to miss. Yeah. 2016 because they got hurt in the Pro Bowl. So, hmm. Hmm. Jay Searless is saying it's not AFC versus NFC. I don't know what that means. Do they change oh, the format? Pick? It's a random, like, pick them. I, I, I haven't followed. I, that's one thing I don't know. Like, I know the hockey all-star teams. Just, you're, you're, okay. Well, I, I, again, like, I, 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 yeah, I've never – I don't watch – any of the uh, Pro Bowls or, you know. I don't really watch this stuff too much, these All-Star games. But I'm just baseball, sometimes the NBA. But that's weird, though, because like I said, I'm, I'm looking at the line from Station Casinos. Schoolyard, is, okay, it's all schoolyards. I, yeah, I guess that makes, well. 
Well, either way, a lot of majority of better players coming out of one, you know, NFC or AFC, then okay, that makes sense. Favorite, uh, the way though that it's still labeled, it's labeled as NFC versus AFC. Well, that's weird that you'd bet that that way. Yeah, um, that's how I'm, I'm looking at it's it right now. It's going to be like team so-and-so, whoever the captains are, then. It would be like hockey is yeah. the was. Huh. They changed it. Well, thanks for the info. I, how long ago, I wonder how long ago they changed it. I I, I mean, I, I've i never been a fan of that. Me, it seems like it's just this year because I, I don't remember it being that way. Okay. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I don't watch it. I, that's a game I don't even watch. I don't waste my time with. Yeah. Let's see. I'm looking at Cantor Gaming. Let's see if there's a line. Now they don't even have a line yet out for it. Huh. It's interesting. And then on Cantor, so it just it has, seems like a game you couldn't set a line until you knew who's on what team and what they were called. Because how could you, if, if it wasn't division versus division, how could you even? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Strange. Hmm. Well, we'll see. Uh, I, I, like I said, I. I I mean, you both agreed. Neither one of you'd be surprised if it's Carolina or Arizona. It's not going to be a shocker. I think more people will be surprised if Denver gets in there. And uh, well, regardless, assuming well, let's do this. Let's assume that uh, Denver doesn't win. Is Manning done? Is this the last we hear? Does he walk out gracefully think, and say it's yeah, been a career? I think Manning's done. I mean. I think he's done. I think he's done. Because from what from what I'm from what I'm reading, even if he wants to come back, it's most likely not going to be with the Broncos for two reasons. Reason number one, uh, and the most important reason, is that his cap number is insane. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. I can't remember, but it, it's a lot of money if he's on their roster next year, um, and it would obviously impact them from signing their own free agents and adding other help to the team. And secondly, it, at some point, you know, and he's going to be 40 years old soon, they have to think towards the future. And if Brock is their future, you know, he needs to get in there next year, kind of like, you know, when they pass the torch from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and they don't want to stunt his growth by him wasting another year. And, you know, and I think he's going to be a free, and that's, I'm sorry, that's the other thing. He's a free agent too next year. So they're going to have, you know, they have to, there's yeah. no guarantee he's going to even remain there. If some other team, and what are the teams that need quarterbacks? Let's just think of the teams that could use a quarterback. I mean, I don't think there's, there's a, a lot. lot. Well, yeah. right, but I'm, well, I don't know. I mean, you say there's a lot. Name a few. It seems to me as if this year, more than any in the past, seems like the majority the Cleveland of. Browns need yeah, I was going to say Cleveland's one well, of the top yeah, for sure. The, the, the Browns need a quarterback. Um, but. Looking at teams that normally do, I mean, the San Francisco the, needs a quarterback. Well, but. apparently, from what I've read, Chip Kelly wants Kaepernick to try to run that offense, and and I, you know, we That's all know terrible. he had surgery, and you know, they have him, and they also have what's Blaine Gabbert. But I'm saying the traditional teams that normally haven't had a franchise quarterback in quite some time, like the Jets. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick had a career year. And uh, they've already announced that you know he's going to be back. The uh, the Bills, I, I don't even know the kid's name, but he had a pretty good season. What's the young guy, young black guy for Tyrod Taylor? Yeah, so he's yeah. he's going to be their quarterback. I mean, the Dolphins are committed for at least another year to Tannehill. Brady's going nowhere, and Pittsburgh, Seattle. I mean, Cincinnati. 
I don't think it's there's Atlanta, even though he struggled the last couple of years, Atlanta's not bailing on Matt Ryan. Tampa, Green Bay, the Giants. Tampa's coming to win. He had a pretty yeah. good year, actually. Yeah, he okay, had a great year for a rookie. Yeah, the Redskins. Uh, so, I mean, other than Cleveland. Blake Rose is pretty good in Jacksonville. Yeah, other, okay, he had a great year. He, he, he just set the record for touchdown passes and yards in a season. I think a really good year. It's just the team he's yeah. dealing with. So, hold on. So, other than Cleveland, though, is there really another team that has a need for a starting quarterback? That's what I'm saying. Seems this year more than most. There's a there's a few. Well, I can't think really of another one. Minnesota? No. no. Bridgewater wasn't awful. All right, let me look at some names of the teams because I... Okay, well, here... I, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm neglecting to look at the chat. Houston needs a QB. That's one. Houston definitely. Oh, what's his name? Brandon Wheaton isn't the... Or Brian Hoyer isn't yeah. the answer. Yeah, Fitzpatrick uh, was great by the Jets, by the way. I'm not going to get in there. That He was really good. Um... Baltimore, yeah, they were bad this year. Like, they were committed though. But they have so much money, and, and Joe Flacco's not yeah. going anywhere. Tennessee, who, who, no, Mariota. They have the number two overall pick Mario from last Oko. year. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. He, they, they had a bad record though. Still a learning process. Oakland, they have guy of Carr. He's good. Uh, That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, Rivers going to nope. stay with. Sam he had Hill, a great year though. too. He's the only thing about San Diego that was good. On offense yeah, this year, sure. but you kind of agree this year more than others. It seems like there's not a big market for starting QBs. I'm, yeah, I'm really going on a list. I think you're right, actually. I mean, I'm looking. You know, Tony Romo got hurt. He's he's not going anywhere. Back. No, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> New Orleans has Breeze still. He's still a great quarterback. I'm looking. I, mean, I can't really see too many. Sam, Saint, Saint Louis. Who do they have? Saint Louis. They they can use a quarterback. They had yeah, they uh, Nick Foles, and then uh, the other guy that. They already announced is going to be the starter going to training camp. I can't think of his name. A Casey Keenum. Yeah, well, yeah, Keenum. They had somebody else. And well, and they had Nick Foles. Was it? I don't remember. But they, they could maybe use a quarterback. But other than that, like, yeah, I, I guess you're kind of right. I mean, quarterback is really not a huge issue. I mean, some of these guys are not the greatest quarterbacks, but they're they're competent quarterbacks. You don't need a that. quarterback when you have Todd Gurley. Yeah, that's true. God, he knows Todd Gurley. How many people in Oslo know the name Todd Gurley? It's amazing. Gurley's a great Not player. many, I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and, and there's a lot of talk about because of his cap figure and how bad they are and probably are going to continue to be uh, of either trading or releasing Drew Brees so he can make one last run at the Super Bowl, but where would he even go? I mean, you're right. Most teams or any team that is is close to being ready to compete for a Super Bowl would probably, you know, Bench their quarterback. Sure, St. Louis doesn't have enough. Whole team has Jason Olsen. That's true. They well, now they move, but it's going with the Rams. But yeah, anyways. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm saying normally in most years, most teams are you know there's close to a third at least of the NFL that would take uh, you know a very good starting quarterback. So, anyhow, in theory, the point is, where Manning even go? You know, if Denver doesn't want him back, and they're definitely not going to want him back at. Let's see. Let me see what his salary is next year. Uh, you know, but I just I wonder if he's gonna just hang on too long, and you know I don't I don't want to remember him. And I, I was never a huge Manning fan, but I never rooted against him. I mean, obviously we all can agree. You know, he's you know first ballot Hall of Famer. He's. Oh, well, I'm not gonna disagree. I mean, I mean, I, I would like probably say I, I respect his talent. Like, I, it's, it's a different. I don't really don't. 
care for him as a person, but I respect him yeah. as a player. Exactly. So exactly. I feel the same way. And I I don't know. I, I'd go as far as saying he's probably one of the top, uh, not even top ten. I'd say he's probably one of the top five QBs of all time. I mean, you know, it, I, you can debate if the fact that he hasn't had as much playoff success as as he should, you know, impedes how we remember him. But, you know, like look at someone like Dan Marino. He made it to one Super Bowl. Yeah. And lost it, and then never even came close. Played like two other AFC Championship games, and uh, I mean, he, you know, and he's still considered one of the greatest. Um, like I mean, uh, Peyton should just—I mean, this is a different sports, but Peyton should just wait till like May and talk to Kobe Bryant. And be like, and Kobe should just tell him, "Don't embarrass yourself by coming back in the year," because Kobe should not be playing basketball right now. That's yeah. But okay, so anyhow, he's making fifteen million this year. Uh, his. 2016 number is supposed to make 19 million next year, and there's no way they're going to bring him back for that. Not that much money. Yeah, you know how much? Uh, what would you guys guess he's made over his career, and just from football? Peyton. Yeah. Since I don't have it in front of me, does it say how many years? Because I'm trying to think how many years he's played. 18 seasons. 18. And I'm not sure if it's counting. I guess it would count the year he was injured and didn't play at all because he still got paid for it. He but. still got paid. Um, what would you just guess? And you got what paid? How much this year you got paid? Fifteen million, and next year is nineteen. Right, well, Hundred million. Fifteen. Um, I'm gonna go with a little. Uh, eighteen. I'm gonna go with. I'll go with one hundred and twenty million. One hundred and thirty-six million. Okay. And that's just in salary. That's not. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, we know he made more shit. Probably doubled that in commercials and Papa John's and all that shit he does. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, do you think that uh, Mansell is fucking up on purpose because he wants to leave uh, Cleveland? You know, I actually think that he has a maybe I don't know if you want to call it histrionic personality or something. I, I, no, I mean I don't think he's fucking up so they'll release him. I mean, it, it, it the fact. I mean, I, and I think it's pretty nuts that. He came out to Vegas wearing a wig and a fake mustache that he wanted to gamble and drink and party that bad. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just imagine. He's got a problem. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I think that that's exactly my point. I don't think it's an act. I think part of it's maybe he's is. He's an alcoholic? E- yeah, oh, no. Well, he's definitely an alcoholic. I mean, but. Uh, he comes from money, too, I think, and he just doesn't really care. I mean, he should he should care, but I think he don't. How can you not care? He's a Heisman Trophy winner. He should winner. care. He should, but it seems like he don't. I want to say he should care. Yeah. And you could say, how could he not care? And I, I agree with that, but like, he doesn't seem like he does the way he. So just, his what do you guys? Terrible. You know, it's it's interesting. It's interesting that you bring him up for discussion, uh, because you know he's not. I mean, the, the coach of Cleveland, the new coach. Uh, you Jackson basically said that there, it got they're leaked. Yeah. yeah, it got leaked in his interview that he said if he was the coach, he would want to cut ties with him. And you know, can't really blame him. And the organization said, okay, you know, we would be, you know, we'd be fine with that. Um, but look at a lot of other first rounders that struggled with either whether it was drugs or just problems off the field, like Ryan Leaf. For example, I mean, do you think he ends up along those lines? I mean, not to that degree. Ryan Leaf has been in and out of prison the last decade. But do you think in two years, three years, this guy's still in the league? Or do you think he's going to be another story we read about 
you know, five, ten years from now about first-round busts and just, I mean, does this guy get his act together? Do you think he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL, or do you think it just gets worse and worse from here until they just people are done giving him shots? Well, I kind of lean towards it's going to get worse, but, I mean, you never know. I think he's going to look box his way into the Cowboys, and Jerry Jones is crazy enough to keep him. <laughs> he is. God, it's amazing how much you fucking know about American culture because that's that's probably what's going to happen because they want to draft him on, on on draft day two years ago, but from what I read, his son, uh, Stephen Jones, convinced his dad, Jerry, not to draft him. And they do need a viable backup because, you know, for two reasons. Tony Romo's getting old, and now he's An become more injury-prone than... Injury prone. Exactly. And if they prove this year that, I mean... Christ, how many quarterbacks played for the Cowboys? They had. Uh, I mean, they were signing guys who haven't played <laughs> yeah. in a year or the late yeah. months or whatever. They wouldn't sign right. this year. Uh, Romo said they had four years left. Yeah, I, I don't think he's in the. Yeah. that would be great. I mean, he, but, Christ, he broke oh. his collarbone twice in the same season. Uh, you know, another team, I guess, that I just got a message: the Eagles. I don't know if need a quarterback. So, uh, I yeah, am they, Lloyd. They I don't think Sam Bradford is is the answer. Even if he winds up being good, they need another quarterback, I think. He looks fragile. <laughs> yeah, he does look fragile. I mean, three or four ACL and MCL, you know, tears. In, yeah, but just in... by looking at him, he looks <laughs> like it doesn't even work out. <laughs> Lou, are you still there? Uh, yeah, I'm still here. I know if you passed Adam out. Or not. Funny, no, no, yeah. no, I'm here. Right. He looks like he's just fragile. Listening. All right. He does look like it was he's a while. So he's trying to do it for, okay. Yeah. So um, it, it's going to be interesting. Like I said, I mean, it 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 it's weird. All the guys that you know, that's how I, I know. I just feel like I'm getting old. I don't know how old you guys are, but you know, I do remember when Kobe was like this high schooler, and you know, I'm seeing all these careers end, and uh, it, it just it's amazing that time's gone by that fast. I mean, I really. I, I remember Kobe, you know, just seemed, I mean, Christ, he's been, what is that, is that 20 years? Is that how long he's been in the long league now? Long time. I remember the day he got, I remember watching the draft, NBA draft. I think he got drafted like seventh or something. And I remember watching the draft. And, and back then, you know, we were talking about square TVs. I mean, in just regular cable, no high right. def. Watching this on TNT. and or, I think it was the seventh pick. And, yeah, and he. He was amazing. Um, he was a very, very good basketball player. Remember who drafted him? Hate him or not? Um, yeah, he got drafted by oh, fuck the Hornets. Was yep, and got and got yeah, traded for. This is a great trade. Who who is he traded for? Vladi uh, that Vladi Vladi Divac. <laughs> yeah, jeez. I am Vladi was, said it. It was names uh, like slip my mind. Vladi said it was a good trade too. Yeah, I'm sure Vladi he did. said. Vladi said he he would have done the trade. Well, you know what? I, I and, and this is something that was probably fifteen, sixteen years. A lot old of people yeah. may disagree, but I think that he did enough for the Lakers, and you know that if he wanted to come back this year, I totally understand why he didn't want people's last memory of him, and he didn't want his career to end. And of course, we all know he's struggling, and he's not the same player. I mean, age and injuries. <laughs> caught up with him but you know 
just finishing the year injured, not even be able to play last season. He don't want to go out like that. He wanted to rehab. Oh, he wanted to quit last year. He, and then after the season, he said, I'm coming back. And then he wanted to play in the Olympic team. Then he realized halfway through the season, I'm not going to do that. Actually, right. he, you know, he said recently, I'm not going to try to be on the Olympic team in 2000. Are you, are you guys reading the chat? I think they want to be involved. Um, Not really. I'm sorry, guys. Let's see what's up here. Menzel thought he would just walk in the NFL and be a star. He won't have to do the work. Uh, Jay Searless, I just did a Google. He's saying that he found two different sites that put Manning at $230 million. I just did a Google and something on USA Today came up, and that was a figure they gave me. But Jay Searless is saying... Like that worth you're talking about? Or? Manning's what he made in his career. Jay, Jay Searless is saying $230 million. So that's, right. I think that sounds fair. Yeah, maybe. Uh, we're talking about uh, sports, and we're talking about endorsements as well. I... I can't imagine that they they would know that figure. Uh, and I am Lloyd and, and Jay said are both about Ryan Leaf was a disaster. Yeah, he he was a disaster, and he was drafted uh, the same draft as Peyton Manning. And that's how uh, that's amazing. I mean, he's not probably Peyton Manning's age. This guy's not even forty. He's been in and out of prison. Um, but anyhow, with Kobe Bryant, I, I don't listen. He did a lot for the Lakers. He kept them relevant. And you know he paid his dues when when Shaq was the star. You have to think even during part of Kobe's prime, he played he paid or played second fiddle to Shaq, and he wanted to come back. He wanted one more year, and you know what? I let the fans see him, let him get that farewell. You know, like like other sports have given stars, you know, baseball like Cal Ripken and other superstars, and let him go out in his terms. Uh, you know, it's not like this team was going to be a playoff caliber team if he wasn't on it. And the only thing, you know, and this is a big only, but the only thing you can say that's it's hurting is, you know, it, it's probably stunted the growth of the young rookies and, and second and third-year players that are on that team because they're not getting the minutes and the shots because he's taking them. But uh, either way, unless the Lakers... Yeah, I do think he's getting too many minutes to play. Um, be honest, I keep probably shouldn't. Play I just have minutes. to do a toast with McFaikon. He's uh, having a drink, and I'm gonna chug a beer in his honor. Hold chug, on. I'm nice. still drinking. I don't know why the fuck I'm still drinking. But, but right. uh, anyhow, unless the Lakers sign a big name max free agent, they're not going to be relevant for for. Oh, uh, I agree. It could be half a decade, if not longer. I mean, they're not going to be any better next year. Eventually, they're going to have a money. The, the key about like in the NBA is you need to get you need to have enough money to sign two of these free agents at once that are really good. Like all of a sudden, the Miami Heat got great. I was just you know, for say a couple that. years there because they could sign James and Bosch, and Wade was already there. And those guys agreed to take right. a slight pay cut because they didn't have to pay a they don't have to pay a sales tax or no um, income tax over in Florida, right? Or, you know, state ta- state tax. Right, tax. but and, and ca- in California, you do so. You know what? They used to be able to sell the Lakers. On you know the sunshine, the city of L.A. and all of that, but now you know what? What's the selling point? You know the the mystique of the franchise. How do you really get? I mean, okay, the biggest free agent you know is that's coming up. It's going to be Kevin Durant. He's yeah. not going to the Lakers. He's either going to resign, and this is everything I read. He's either going to resign with Oklahoma, which is the logical thing. And from what I've read, if he goes anywhere, it'd be to the Wizards because that's that's his home town he's from D- the dc area um and then other than that i mean who are really players out there that are going to be free agents anytime soon that you know someone like kevin durant yeah he can he can turn the lakers around he could take him from a 20 or 15 win team and 
put a couple of pieces around him and he can get you know get them back you know where they're relevant but does he want does anyone that's that kind of star want to step in right after a legend like Kobe retired and then right. have that kind of screw it's, it's a yeah it's a task and you know you have a lot you're taking on but th- at the same time too you have a great team in Golden State already in California it's going to be hard for another California state to even want to be able to compete with Golden State Warriors for a few years yeah, I was reading an article today. I think it was on ESPN, and they had like they were talking about Dave Blatt being fired uh, by the Cavaliers, and it was like you know five guys. I don't know ESPN basketball experts or whatever, and basically all of them had a consensus that Co- or that uh, LeBron James isn't going to win a championship in Cleveland. It's not going to happen, especially now with, with that Warrior team and the fact that they're all so young. The fact that they're going to be together for a while, none of them have contracts expiring anytime soon. LeBron's LeBron's 31 years old. I mean, I I would even go as far as to say that he's on the downside of his career. Now, even the downside is better than, you know, 99% of the players in the NBA, but I think we've seen the best of LeBron, and he's not getting any better. I mean, Christy's been playing, I guess, what, since he was 18, so... This is either his twelfth or thirteenth year in the NBA. I mean, that body's taking a lot of it's a lot of miles on it. I mean, he's only six years. Is he six years younger than Kobe Bryant? You know, how many more years does he have? Um, it's true. Yeah, I agree. I like even if okay, even if the Cavs probably got to be, they, they should definitely be the favorite to make the finals from the, you know, um, they should be the favorite to make the finals. But quick, quick let's question. assume that. Sorry. Okay, I'm just saying. Let's assume that even uh, the Warriors go; they win 75 games. They might just lose to the Spurs. I mean, I don't think the the Cavs are a favorite against the Spurs. The Spurs, they've the greatest coach in the history of the NBA. Like Popovich is the best coach ever to me. I don't think they beat the Spurs. I don't. I don't think the Cavs can beat the Spurs if that happens. No, I don't don't think they beat the Warriors either. So, yeah, I, I mean, look, look, the game. Last week with Golden State won by 42. I mean, that's just – I know it wasn't a playoff game, but it should have been a playoff game type mentality and atmosphere. We're uh, three-point favorites going into that game, too. Yeah. I saw that. It was, like, it was plus 130. Uh, Golden State plus 130. I was like, got to bet this one. <laughs> you know, on the road. But I was like, you got to come on. I got to fire something on this. I didn't bet a lot on it, but I was just like, I got to bet this game. There's just no you know, way. Many, many people the in the sports media are saying that it's basically an embarrassment that a coach that – just took a team to the finals, and now, as of yesterday, before he was fired, had them with the best record in the Eastern Conference, and he gets fired. And, again, I, I talked about this earlier, maybe 10 minutes of starting. I don't like LeBron James. I mean, he's, I don't like the guy. I he, think he's an asshole. But yeah, I, think I respect he, him as a player. Okay, I have respect for the guy as a player. But, okay. I mean, if I had to go back even, say, the last quarter century – and pick a guy or two guys that are going to be the centerpiece of my franchise in their prime, I, I could name easily a half a dozen that I would pick before him. And I'm not just... I don't even know if I go that far. I, I do well, okay. as a player. I don't like the guy. Okay, who do you okay. pick? If, if I mean, in their prime, Kobe or LeBron on your team? In their prime, I mean, at their absolute best, Kobe or LeBron? I mean, I like Kobe better. I pick Kobe um, too. Michael Jordan or LeBron? I mean, that's not even. 
Yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, I'm going with Michael Jordan here. I'm going like LeBron does some things better than some of those guys do, but there's but I'm saying you just have to pick one cornerstone for your franchise. You know, yeah. one yeah. superstar. I, I, when you put it that way, I agree with you. I mean, I even went as far as to say I would t- I would take at his peak. You know, when he was 20, 21, 22, 23, Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, that dude. I mean, people don't even realize he got drafted by a awful, awful Orlando Magic team, and he got them to fifty something wins. Yeah, I mean, Penny Hardaway and a couple other. No, guys. not no, and not the not. And they got raped. Yeah, by the, he didn't have uh, Penny Hardaway the first two or three seasons. He didn't. I didn't get to watch any of those games. I'm browsing in Paris at the time, and I didn't get to watch one of those games. <laughs> and they got. I just remember seeing him on the newspaper. They got just destroyed. But yeah. He was, he's, I mean, so dominant for his position. Jay Searless in the chat is offering a proposition. He's asking for what kind of odds he could get if he bet the field, essentially, claiming in the NBA in the finals, saying that the Warriors will not win the championship again this year. So if anyone's interested. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, I mean, I don't know what kind of field bet you would get. That's, that's a cool, I mean, that's kind of a good thought process of what you'd, what the field would get. Warriors have definitely got to be pretty good favorites. I, well, they are. They are the favorites, but I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, very. Good. I mean, but I'm just saying, what kind of pushes the entire field? Though we're talking here. I, I'm listen, if 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 the get. Warriors don't win, it's going to be San Antonio or, or it's going to be Oklahoma. There's no one in the AFC or the AFC. No one in the Eastern Conference that can. Cleveland's not a contender. I mean, they're not. They weren't. Yeah, I they, think it's. I don't. I don't even think Oklahoma. I think it's Warriors or. San Antonio. I don't think any. Well, I'm saying that I, hypothetically, if the injury bug happened and, and Curry or that's true, someone did get hurt. You know, it's I'm just saying I could. Yeah, but I, I other than those three, and of course I'll, I'd rate them that way: Golden State number one, San Antonio two, and Oklahoma three. But who in the Eastern Conference? You know, is there even a contend? I mean, Cleveland, but we know they're not going to win. All right, there's a couple of decent teams. Like, like the Eastern Conference is weird because they have a couple teams that are. I mean, they have a better conference if you go by down. You know, down um, by, by by records like the the third, fourth, fifth is through like ninth or better, probably than the uh, Western Conference. Because if you look at the records, it's true. Like there's some teams at the bottom end of the Western Conference of shit records, but none of those teams can win a championship. Yeah. You know, I, um, I think uh, basketball. I mean, they this stupid fucking hack of shack rule. I'm sorry that. You know if you heard about Andre Drummond got fouled twenty one times intentionally the other night. Fucking just wanted to foul and put him on the line because he can't shoot free throw shot with a shit. You know and they gotta get rid of that rule. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't like it either. Well, it's what's his name? I saw I saw a game. It was the Clippers and uh jeez, I can't remember who they played. Uh, maybe Phoenix and DeAndre Jordan shot forty eight times from the free throw line. They just kept fouling him and fouling him and fouling him, and it was some. It was like the highest amount of attempts in Clippers history. I mean, it was absolutely yeah. ridiculous. You know, but the thing is, basketball more than I think any other sport. If you don't have the players, in well, you know, I guess that's in every sport. But in basketball, more than anything else, I think it's very, very hard to turn a team into a contender just through traditional methods like the draft and maybe signing a free agent here or there. Because like you said, if you don't get at least two superstars and as well as have a couple of, you know, specialists like, you know, really good three-point three shooter, really good rebounder, I mean, you're, you're just not going to contend. 
I mean, there's just no other way right. around it. And I mean, look at two or three guys in a team full of great at role least, players. I mean, a, a look majority at, like going about at least two or three bent off the bench deep, and then you know the starting lineup. Right, it like can look win at your championship. Look at you. That's, like, that's like uh, the way a lot of times the uh, the Jordan era, the way those teams those teams won championships. They played like seven players. Um, I mean, probably the same with L.A. when they won a championship. A lot of times when they had Kobe and Jack. Um, when the Pistons actually beat them in the finals, they were a little bit deeper than that, but they didn't have like those superstars. So that's actually one of those examples that are a little different. Yeah, well, they, had, also they that, had really that, good players like Rasheed Wallace, Chauncey Phillips, uh, Rip Hamilton. A lot of those guys are really good. That Lakers players. team was supposed to be like the best team ever. I don't know if you guys remember because Shaq was still good, Kobe was at his peak, and then they added yeah Carl Malone and Gary Payton. You, you and know, I just yeah. the chemistry. Those guys were just so out of their prime though at that yeah. point. The chemistry just was never right, and uh, Gary Payton then the next year signed with the Miami Heat, and he ended up winning a championship with them. That was the one uh, that Dwayne Wade won with Shaquille O'Neal. But, I mean, look at a team like Houston, you know, where you have two bona fide superstars. You have James Harden, and you have Dwight Howard, and they're just a 500 team. You know, they're they're not even competing. Their name doesn't even come up. You know, in in talks oh, after of, that, like they they had a couple of Houston teams back in the day that won championships with like Olajuwon, Robert Ory. That guy was like the greatest. Yeah. I mean, he won a couple of championships with uh, every team. Like he won with the Lakers, he won with the Spurs. Guy ever just went around, he just well, won championships, making big shots. Back back then, that just you need tell- to talk about the NCAA. The you, chat is demanding. We want to talk about some college basketball. Yeah, and I actually agree. I I, I like college basketball, to be honest, if I'm going to watch it, more than the NBA. I mean, the NBA, just like I said, this year, what are they, 32 teams or whatever there is, there's basically 29 teams playing for no reason now. All of it's really meaningless. It's not like you're going to see, you know, a team like Atlanta or Toronto or, you know, a middle-of-the-road team even have a chance. I mean, it just doesn't. There's some decent teams, but, yeah, like they're just not playing for much. No, exactly. But, yeah, the NCAA, there's – it seems like more it's than ever. Year. I don't yeah. know if you've, you've been following it. Basketball, yeah, yeah, or are you yeah. like looking I, at anything? I, I, I like I root for UNLV. I mean, there's that's... no team this year that's a super favorite to win it all. There's like a like ten, twelve teams that can win this. This is why it's a really weird year in yeah. college basketball. I think even more than ten or twelve teams. I mean, it it might yeah, probably more than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look. I think I <clears throat> excuse me. I think I read the other day. It was like six or seven number ones already that, that had lost. I mean, just as Oklahoma, Monday morning, you know, they were announced as a new number one. They lost later that day. Uh, you know, Kansas, North Carolina, Duke. Um, Xavier got killed by an awful Georgetown team the other day. Uh, you know, my team here, I, I, this is something, I don't know, you probably follow UNLV basketball, but – since he's been here, our coach or our former coach, his name was Dave Rice, and he was a reserve on those teams back in the early 90s that were really, really good. And uh, he's been the coach now. This was his fifth season. He just was fired last week. And he's had top five, top ten recruiting classes for, for years, and they, you know, they st- for some reason he can't get them to perform well. So they fired him. And they promoted an interim coach, and they've won all three games they've played since then. Um, I don't even know the guy. Todd Simon is his name. Um, and that's really the only sport we have out here in Vegas. I mean, we don't have any other professional teams or even you know teams close by. So, you know, that's what the big talk in Vegas is, is UNLV. But, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, and they're not even in the picture, I mean, in terms of 
competing for a national championship. I mean, they probably won't even make the NCAA tournament. The best player in the nation, I don't even get this. I mean, have you guys watched uh, Ben Simmons at all, the kid from LSU? A little bit. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely really good. Uh, I haven't really watched too much. I've, I'm not really – I haven't really watched too much basketball outside of a couple teams that I watch locally. Yeah, college and Muck fight kind of saying it's thirteen teams. I, I thought it was less. That of thirteen number one teams have lost already this yep. year. Well, um, like Michigan State got number one. They had it for a couple of weeks, and then the best player went down, Valentine, and he is like a triple double guy. This guy could average a triple double every week. He hasn't come back. He's not the same. Michigan State wound up losing like three games in a row ever since he's been back. So, and they want they beat a bunch of teams like Kansas and all this before that. And they had this great record. So there's a lot of teams like Oklahoma lost, Kansas lost when they were number one. Um, shoot, I can't even get to name them all there's been so many teams there's no like one clear-cut team that's better than everybody like last year kentucky was a clear-cut team for a while you know till they to the end but I'm trying to think who won last year wasn't it was connecticut wasn't it no that was two years ago who won last year okay don't i'm not even gonna look was at it the duke? Chat. was it duke no oh yeah maybe it was yeah it was duke i'm pretty sure it was yeah it was, duke. It was duke, yep. duke 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 yeah yeah, yeah. They had the guy but, that what's his name, Okafer. He was their star. Yeah, they played Wisconsin, wasn't it? They played because Wisconsin knocked off team. Was it last year? Man, I'm getting I get confused sometimes. Yeah, it Dude, was Wisconsin. Wisconsin. They right, had that, right. they they had that great yeah, well, team. Yeah, my friend's gonna remember this because they had that great Wisconsin. team with uh, Frank. Yeah, Wisconsin knocked off Kentucky, if I remember right. Yep, in no, Connecticut was two years ago when they got to the championship or something. Did they? I don't know if they won. I think they lost actually. Too. No, they won. Did it win? Right after what's-his-name was fired, they, the, they, they Jim Calhoun, uh, I, Kevin I'm Ole, gonna... the first-year coach out of Connecticut, uh, and they had that guy, Shabazz Napier. Wisconsin beat Kentucky name. last year, I knew. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I see you saying it now, but yeah. So, yeah, I I mean, I, I watch, and I, I, I could much. When the tournament comes, I watch a ton of basketball. I'd much rather watch NCAA basketball than uh the NBA, but at this point, and I guess you even said it best yourself. I, I think it's up in the air. I I couldn't even tell you a team I think is is legitimate. I mean, they're all they're you know all the big names, you know, Michigan State, Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, all the traditional powerhouses could all win this year. Kansas, you know, n- none of them would surprise me. I mean, even a team like Oklahoma. I mean, it just it's you're right. It's really really wide open. Nobody uh, knows. Yeah, but you know, normally about who gets hot in that last two months round, you know, just, or March, beginning of March, probably. Let's do a actually. quick Google search and just see who the favorite. Who do you get? Who would you say the favorite? North Carolina would be? is the favorite right now, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. It was they were the favorite last I looked, and they were. I think they were even like plus six hundred or something. So that's pretty wild. Usually, like the favorite when, like, when Kentucky was the favorite, like I think it was last year. They were at one point they were like. Like even money or plus one fifty or something. Let's see. Yeah, I was, you know, yeah, Mike Pike on saying it, UNC for sure is the favorite. I'm I'm about positive on that. I haven't. I mean, I can go look on Bavada. I yeah. guess no North Carolina. This is the current odds thirteen to two, so basically six and a half to one. Uh, and then they're closely followed, and these are all seven to one. By Duke, Kansas, Michigan State, then Oklahoma at eight to one, 
Oh, we didn't even mention them, but they're actually a decent team or a good team this year. Maryland, a ten to one, and uh, I am not. I don't think Maryland's that good of a basketball team. And they you can get a few times in games. I thought you they can get Penn lucky. State at nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine to one with <laughs> Minnesota, St. John's, and UTEP. God, I guess they got to be that bad, huh? There's probably a couple of these teams. I mean, I don't want to ever say to like bet these massive like dog favorites, but if you, I think if you took like a handful of teams, well, got, is there any value five thousand or greater and bet them, you might have a chance of making some money. I mean, look at I don't even know. This says this is current, which doesn't really make a lot of sense. South Carolina is they're ranked and they only lost one team. Now I I agree. I don't think they're for real. You know, they're in the SEC and I think they're going to have a ton of losses by the time the conference schedule is up. But South Carolina is 120 to 1 to win the national championship. Butler's at 65 to 1. LSU and Indiana are at 40 and 45 to 1 respectively. I mean, maybe there's I don't know. I I I'm not I was 20 to 1. So maybe you're right. If you know, you just put a. I always play pretty good basketball. They played some great basketball. Play. They they look good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna win, but I mean, they 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 look good in a couple games. I watch them play. They beat some pretty good teams. Like they pounded Michigan mm-hmm. State. They pounded Michigan. Michigan's not really that great, but Michigan is out without their best player right now. I'm curious, Laverde's like a triple double guy almost, but not that they're going to win anything, but. They're definitely a tournament team, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's tough. Like Kentucky. I wouldn't be I don't know. I couldn't like it's hard to put any bets in right now on who you think would win it all. I'm not sure how accurate these numbers are. I'm actually curious. The side I'm looking on is Vegas Insider. But I mean, how can a team like Butler and Indiana and LSG be fifty, sixty to one? I mean, you're right, most likely they're not gonna win, but these are still ranked teams or Iowa State even. You know, Miami, I mean, way down. I mean, Bavada's way worse than that. I'm looking at the odds on Bavada right now. Yeah. Way worse. Hmm. 56. Like, Iowa is plus 2,800. That was 28 Bavada, to 1, then. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, 28. Or 28 to 1. Yeah, UConn is like 33 to 1. Arizona, 33 to 1. Purdue's been kind of good at times this year. Adam, do you, uh, do you follow college basketball out there in uh, Oslo? Oh. Not, not at all. So I'm just uh, to me, it's all gibberish. <laughs> but you follow. You guys talk with me. I gotta run to the bathroom. I'll be back in a minute. But Adam, you you follow the NFL. You are an NFL fan. Yes, uh, re- re- yes, very much. Who is your team? I watch, uh, I watch almost all the games. And yeah, what's your favorite team? Well, it's sort of like I have uh, several teams that I like. I like uh, Seattle, of course, since there are a lot of Norwegian people living in Seattle. And uh, I don't know. I like a lot of. I like uh, the Steelers a lot. I think they play very entertaining football. They do. I agree. Uh, it's sort of. I like the teams that are enjoy that I enjoy that like are entertaining. But if when the season starts, is there one specific team? I mean, is Seattle the team that you root for in every week yes. you want to win? Okay. Yes. And, and you educated me. I didn't know that there was a huge uh, 
Norwegian base in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a fisherman, sort of like migrating fishermen. Like there's a lot of Norwegians in Minnesota. They there's a lot of them in Seattle. And we Mainly have a, fishermen. We have a lot of Filipinos in Las Vegas. Have you ever met a Filipino? <clears throat> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, like the odd one. We have uh, we have them over here too, but. We mainly have uh, fucking Pakistani immigrants. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. so, are you, so you're a big Marshall Lynch fan, I imagine, right? Yes. Like Marshall Lynch. I just read that they might uh, retire. Yeah, I, I, he's either going to retire or he may be playing for somewhere else or have to take a pay cut because uh, they're not going to bring him back at the amount of money that he's due next year. So. It'll be interesting, yeah. and you know he has a lot of miles on him. But at you know, this is actually, do you know? And this is factual that two times in his career, while running the ball, he's caused earthquakes in Seattle. Did you know this? <laughs> yeah, like from the cheering. Yes, from the cheering. Yeah. From, yeah. The, from the decibel sound of the cheering in the stadium, it's actually caused an earthquake. It's amazing, isn't it? That they can detect it on the Richter scale that he had his like seismic. Yeah, but that that run he did against the Cardinals, I think. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was earthquake worthy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Let's come back. What are you guys talking about? Oh, we're talking. I was asking Adam what his favorite NFL teams were, and uh, his number one team is the Seahawks uh, because they have a heavy. Uh, Seattle has a heavy Norwegian base, which I did not know. And then his second favorite team of the St- is the Steelers because they're entertaining. And then we were talking about how uh, Marshawn Lynch, what his future may be, and we were specifically talking about the two incidents in which he caused earthquakes while running the ball. You know those uh, crab fishermen, Sig Hansen? He's Norwegian. Hmm, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's been on Norwegian TV, speaking Norwegian. Hmm. Interesting. What, I just do. You, what other American sports do you follow? You said you're not big on NCAA basketball. No, I actually only follow the football. Co- what college football too, or no? Just no, no, no NFL. Okay, and, and no baseball or basketball. No, I mean like in the '80s, like when you had the Bulls, everybody was like a Michael Jordan fan. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's not very big over here. Football is. The only thing that people really care I about. That's got to be followed. Like, I think hockey, you guys would follow too, just because of just. Well, we have like one player. We have like Zuccarello in. Okay. Uh, I mean, it just doesn't seem like you'd follow York. baseball too much. If, for if, sure. if I went around and started polling people and asked them in your country, in Norway, yeah, who they thought the most famous athlete was in any sport. What what do you think the consensus would be? In any and I like well, I'm saying if you count basketball, world? if you count basketball, American sports like if you count basketball, oh, football, oh. baseball, golf, golf, you know, I would guess Tiger Woods. Yeah, I was gonna think you were gonna say Tiger Woods. That's I, I thought he, I thought it'd either be Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan, or Muhammad Ali. I thought it'd be one of the three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're uh, like. I guess we're going like, active people. It'd be Tiger Woods, though. So still if you're talking about recent times, like now, I 
Yeah. I would probably say Tiger Woods. There there was at one point in time some sort of survey and you know I don't know how much I believe surveys they tell you anything you know you, you want them to find for you but it stated that Tiger Woods was literally the most famous person on the planet he was more recognizable than the president of our country or other countries that he was even in small little villages in Africa that didn't have internet or cable that they knew who he was um you know and I guess it's interesting that that he's brought up because I think maybe it was a while ago, maybe a year, maybe even longer. We talked about him on one of these shows and, uh, you know, it was in regards to his career and, and where it stood. And if he was ever going to break Jack's record for the most majors or if his career was just done. And at this point, nothing's changed. I mean, he hasn't improved. He hasn't competed. Uh, I, I don't remember who I was talking to, but somebody that, I was debating this with insisted that Tiger Woods was going to return to the dominant force that he was, that he would still end up winning at least one major, if not more in his career. Um, he's over, he's 40 years old now, or maybe he's even. I would probably say that uh, Mike Tyson is up with Tiger Woods. Oh, okay. That's interesting. He's got to be a well-known guy too. Uh, but yeah, Tiger Woods. I think he's done. Scandal, just fell done. Off. Uh, he's done. Yeah. I think he's yeah, done. He's done. I mean, he made a shitload of money. I mean, he was a billionaire until he got divorced. Did, he mean, ever, did he ever come back from like that whole uh, nope. divorce thing? Nope, never. Well, he's played golf. He still plays golf, but I mean, hasn't won. Hasn't won what he was. After that? He hasn't won a major since then. No, sometimes he's even barely qualified. There's like Tiger Woods didn't even qualify, which because you play the first two days, well, you have to qualify for the tournament. He, he's so got two things. He's got two very big things going against him. Besides his age and his the fact that he's issues. been health, the guys now, the Jordan Spieths and Jason Day, there wasn't that kind of competition when he was young. Even if he got healthy and got his game together. These other guys, listen, Jordan Spieth or Spieth, Spieth, however you pronounce it, that kid's no joke. I mean, that kid can play some golf. You know, I, I would even say the way he's playing now, it, it it's very comparable to Tiger Woods when Tiger Woods was at his peak. So I I think he's done. Uh, I don't I don't think he's. I mean maybe he'll win another you know tournament or two, not a major, but uh, you know he's not going to be. Like, little, I mean the very late nineties when I mean, you remember when Payne Stewart died and he was like the top guy to compete with Tiger Woods at the time, like just about like one of the who? top five. Who's that? Payne Stewart. Yes. Yeah. He died in a plane crash. Yeah, that was that was sad. I mean, cool. Yeah, anyone dying uh, in a plane because he was like one of the guys sad. that could actually compete with him all the time, and yeah, and that happened. I was like, man, I don't know how. Like, but, Tiger Woods is just dominating. I'm like, I don't know who's gonna step up. You know? But I mean, how many forty year olds, forty plus year olds, do you ever know that resurrect their career in golf and become dominating? I mean, it just it, it doesn't happen. I mean, it's been five, six, seven years since he's won a major. I mean, it, it's you know he. It's, it's it's true. He's such a big name. He still gets paid a bunch of money to show up, even just show up at these events. So yeah. Do I mean, well, I mean, listen. Regardless of you know what happened, the divorce scandal and the cheating and all that, five, ten, twenty years from now, people aren't gonna aren't gonna remember that. That's not gonna be the first thing they think of. They're, you know, he's he cemented his status. I mean, yeah. he's he's probably when all said and done is gonna be recognized 
you know, as this maybe to some the greatest golfer, if not, you know, to the, the second three. the second greatest after Jack. I mean, yeah, Jack probably thought probably Jack. I'm, yeah, and maybe some of this generation might say Tiger was the greatest just because they, they weren't old enough to remember. I mean, I wasn't old enough when I first started reading about him, and you know, Jack won his last major. It was the Masters in '86, so you know, I, I was 10, 11 years old. Um, yeah, Jason, that said he won it at 45, Jack won one. Tiger could still win one. I mean, he can, but he doesn't look like he's on that path of winning one. But, you know, he could. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, you know what? He could. You can win the lottery tomorrow. I can get struck by lightning today. I mean, Second. yeah, you're right. He could. It could happen, but, I mean, it's been years and years now. It's not like this has just been a, a health issue the last six months, a year. I mean, his back. You know, once you're, you know, and I, I think all of you have kind of learned that, you know, from sports in general. Once your back starts to go, you're, you're basically about done because it's not like a knee or, you know, ACL or something where you just get some surgery, rehab it, and you can. When you start having back issues, there's usually no coming back from that. I mean, think about someone like uh, Steve Nash. You know, he was great. Okay. He won MVPs, and then just within a year or two, the decline was so heaven, you know, so heavy. And what was the major theme in his injuries? It was just he was having back problems, back spasms, and uh, you know, for, for, he couldn't even tie his shoes after games, or take or uh, untie his shoes. So eventually, he got that bad that you know it led to his retirement. Um, and you know, you're right. I, I, would I be shocked if Tiger Woods comes back and 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 wins a, a major? So I don't think it's going to happen this year. I mean, he hasn't played uh, competitive golf now in months. Um, but you know, a year next year, year after. He comes and it's a perfect storm. He gets hot at the right time. Yeah, but you guys have to remember for a very, 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 very long time, uh, it was almost a no-brainer at the rate he was winning majors that people thought he was going to not just break Jack Nicholas's record. They thought he was going to shatter it. Um, and uh, now, What he did in such a short period of time. I mean, well, it was, actually it was a long period of time over. But for such a long period well, of time. Well, that's the thing. You know, it was amazing. Right. right. People, like a, like a, a decade era, he was just like. People were just assuming year in and year out they were giving him one or two majors a year because that's what he was averaging yeah. for so long. And, you know, even if he was healthy now and, and his, he didn't have back problems and, you know, he found, refound his putting stroke, he's got to compete against kids that, that, that at the level that are playing at a level that he never had to compete against before. You know, I mean, you can say, well, you know, who are who are his biggest rivals? You know, when he was young and really good. I mean, he had Ernie Els, he had <laughs> Phil Mickelson, maybe VJ Singh. But you know what? I'll tell you this: these young group of guys are just as good, if not even better, than those guys yeah. that Tiger was going against. I mean, I, got, not- I don't follow a ton of golf, but I would say, like, if you take Tiger's best ten years, if you take when he started it from when he finished it, and you take Jack's ten years. Tiger's resume is probably way better than Jack Nicholas. I don't really know that. I mean, I, maybe I'm wrong because I'm I don't follow golf enough. But I would say just what Tiger did in probably like a ten year ten year era is just remarkable. Well, Jack would like span it out a little bit longer. Yeah. Can I can I ask a question? Yeah, like, of course. Like sports in general, do you think like players that were the best? Thirty years ago, would they if if would they still be the best today? Do you think, or do you think the level is so much higher that the that the differences are getting a lot smaller? That's such a it's such a good question, yet such a hard question to answer too. 
Um, like, do you think that Jerry Rice is would be as good today as in the eighties? Would he be better than uh, Antonio Brown? I mean, it's such a hard question. Would he be better than? Well, you know what? I'll say. I'll say this, Jerry, and I'm going to say yes. Okay, and the reason why my answer is yes is Jerry Rice was a productive, record-breaking. Uh, I mean, still elite receiver well into like the mid to late 30s, which is almost unheard of for a wide receiver. I mean, they're, they're, they've been good wide receivers in their early and maybe even their mid 30s, but at 36, 37, 38, I mean, he was still a number one receiving option. Uh, I mean, you show me, you know, even someone look at who they can, they say basically was the second greatest wide receiver of our era, Randy Moss. And once he got into that age, you know, 32, 33, 34, he wasn't the same player. You know, father time had caught up with him. So someone like Jerry Rice, yeah, he's, he would still be a star. Uh, someone like Michael Jordan, you, you put him out there in, in today's element, and he's, he's going to still be a star. Um, and then, of course, anyone that is just big and dominating, like any of those centers, like, you know, you take Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and put him in a uniform today, you know, because most centers can't even shoot. I mean, not only could Kareem, you know, shoot and, and, and had, a, you know, high field goal percentage and had great inside moves, he could make three throws, which, like, no centers. How many centers do you guys know that can even shoot three throws? I mean, remember Shaq? He would shoot, like, in the 30 40%, Dwight Howard. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I only, the only thing I do think about, you know, some sports like, say, tennis, for example, how would, like, those guys match up today because, of the equipment difference, and now that like the yeah. rackets they have now, or you know these graphite heist, you know, you know what I mean, things like that, and even golf, the the difference of of putters and and you know they literally when you used to use woods, they were made of wood versus you know I don't even know what 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 is there what are the golf clubs made out of drivers today? Is it graphite Probably or titanium? Or titanium, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. But that that is a good question. You know, yeah, uh, Jerry Rice being so productive at his age when he, you know, when he like thirty five, thirty six. I can't think of too many receivers being so productive. And in today's world, I can't even. I'm just trying to think, and I can't really well, think of anybody. Wide receivers. I mean, there really isn't a list of wide receiver wide receivers that had, you know. 18. They don't really last that long. Like one of the yeah. guys in the game today who was kind of productive last year, he wasn't so much this year. Was like Steve Smith Senior. Um, he didn't win anything, or anything. he wasn't like nearly as close now, as Jerry Rice. No, also you have to, of course. But do you think Joe Montana would be a great quarterback playing today? Yes, because it, with him, I mean, you have to remember uh, he wasn't his prime. Yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. I mean, he wasn't even. He was drafted what in the fourth round, or he was a late round draft pick, wasn't he? I, don't, I mean, he wasn't. You know, when was Joe Montana? I thought he was the fourth round, but it wasn't as much his physical ability. You know, uh, let's see what year was he drafted? Joe Montana was. was he's taking eighty two. Let's see. Hold on. It was in the 1979 draft. Was it the supplemental draft? Three-yard three round, Montana, 1980. Jay Stat is saying. Okay. I, I think. Well, well, I guess we're going to third round. Yeah, I mean, 
Third, okay, well, yeah. for quarterbacks, that's kind of common uh, to get drafted in the third round. Unless you're like the top one or two guys in the draft, a lot of times you just, I mean, at least in today's draft yeah. world, I don't 82nd know. 82nd overall in the third round. But the thing is, it wasn't as much the physical attributes for Joe Montana as it was also the intelligence level and being able to read defenses and not lose a game and take what the defense gave you. I mean, he was a very, very smart quarterback. And for that reason, uh, yeah, he would definitely succeed. Now, the other thing I wanted to say but about... having good receivers would probably help. Well, that's what right. I was going to say. When you think about someone like Jerry Rice, you have to think about the fact also that he was blessed with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. After Montana uh, got traded to Kansas City and then retired, he was replaced by Steve Young. Who was you know again unquestionably you know first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback? How many receivers can you guys name that played for back to back Hall of Fame quarterbacks? So of course he was blessed with that. But even after that helps, uh, yeah. even after he left San Francisco and basically went to where all you know all NFL players go to die, Oakland, he still put up really good numbers. <laughs> You know, yeah, he still put up. Tom Brady was a six-round quarterback. Just saying, but yeah, and yeah, I mean, he didn't. He didn't even start his senior year. He split time with, or he didn't start his entire senior year. He split time at Michigan. He won a national championship his last year in college. He split time with Brian Greasy of all players. So, you know, it's strange. You're right. You know, I'm so fucking old. I have a L.A. Raiders cap. That's funny. That just tells you a lot about quarterbacks, though. Uh, they just grow as they get into the NFL system, you know, into the kind of system that they get coached within, too. How they com- how they become players. Yeah. Like some of the greatest guys you would think out of college just don't do shit in the NFL. And some of the guys who just get drafted in the later rounds become elite stars for years to come, you know. Yeah. I can't remember where Peyton was drafted, but I don't think it was that deep. Peyton Manning? Yeah, he was number one. Was he number one? He pick? was number one overall, followed by Ryan Leaf. Was he actually number one pick? Of course he was. Yeah, absolutely. He I was. Remember this. He was I, one, I, actually, I know he was like in the first. He I was one of those. Pick. He was the first round pick out of Tennessee. He was one of those okay. players that, and rightfully so, was a can't miss player like LeBron James. Like even if you didn't know if they were going to be insanely good, you knew like Shaquille O'Neal when he was in college at LSU. You know, teams were trying to tank as best as they could to have uh-huh. a chance to get number one pick. They knew that he was he was a franchise changer, and the same can be said. You know, Randy Moss, not as much because he had the problems in college. He got kicked out of a couple different schools, and he dropped to the late first round. Minnesota picked him up, but uh, yeah, I mean, he Peyton Manning. I mean, he was a franchise quarterback. I knew he was like a top. I just couldn't remember if he was like a top. Uh... It, it was wasn't like nine, late 90s, but I can't remember. Yeah, it wasn't even it was a like debate. A, what? No, I said it wasn't even a debate. Like, he was the consent. Yeah, yeah. From when he, even when he went back to school for his senior year, before his first game, uh, you know, his senior year, probably even his junior year, it was basically a consensus that when he declared for the NFL draft, he was going to be the first overall pick. I mean, he was that good, and he just was a typical – he had that NFL prototype. I mean – arm strength his body intelligence you know just all of it and uh like i said but at the same time to show you just how hard it still is you know to to gauge talent ryan leaf went number two and even with san diego and dallas i mean everywhere he played he never 
I mean, he never came close to amounting to anything. You know, uh, I mean, he just was one of those players. I mean, look at look at Michael Jordan. What do you guys know? What round Michael or what? what do you know where Michael Jordan was picked? Michael, he was picked. Uh, I'm trying to remember which exact pick. He wasn't picked first. I um I can't remember who the guy was that picked first. Uh, it just slipped my mind. In a draft, uh, who was picked first that year? I think it was a gentleman by the name of Sam Bowie. Sam, yeah, Sam Bowie. You got it. You got it. Well, I'm sorry. No, he was uh, he was number two. He was picked before Jordan. the The first yeah. pick was, and, and you know, you can't really go against this. The first pick was Akeem Olajuwon. I mean, he was a great center, Hall of Fame center. But then Sam Bowie uh, gets drafted by Portland ahead of Michael Jordan, which yeah, you know, I mean, that boy was drafted before him. Yeah. Just, and then two picks after him was in fifth was uh, Charles Barkley. It was a pretty good draft. They had they had yeah. let's see. Three, two Hall of three Hall of Famers in that draft. They have Michael jo- four in that draft. They had Elijah one in the first round. Jordan, Charles Barkley, and John Stockton. He went all the way to sixteen. So it was probably the best drafts. And I mean, until two thousand three. I mean, you know, it was the next great draft when you had um, the Pistons who fucked up and took Darko Milicic in second. But they had LeBron James, then they Carmelo Anthony third, Chris Bosh fourth, Dwayne Wade fifth. Um, there was a great draft too. Yeah, uh, and then what's? Let's see what was. Hold on, this is an interesting draft too in football. The I think this was actually the worst. Yeah, I think it was nineteen ninety nine, in the NFL. Look at this, and I always look at this. Look at this draft. I mean, this is just really, really, really. Yeah, really, really interesting. The number one pick in the 1999 draft was a quarterback from, drafted by the Browns of all teams named Tim Couch. Never panned out to anything. And then I know and you, you have either like these great players or these absolute busts. The number two player was Donovan McNabb. You can't say, I mean, maybe not the term stellar. He had an okay career. He had a, yeah, I mean, he, he, exactly. Amazing, he made but it, he. He made it to a Super Bowl. He had a bunch of NFC championships. Then the number three overall pick is Achilles Smith. Absolute bust. Yeah, exactly. Absolute bust. The number four is Edgar and James, Hall of Famer. James. Number five is... James, who pretty much shot himself in his career in the foot by some of the shit he did off the field. Yeah. But then you have in that first round, you have Ricky Williams, who, I mean, definitely didn't live up to his potential. Yeah. Uh, really, Champ Hall, Bailey was all right. Champ Bailey was was he'll he'll probably be in the Hall of Fame. Dante Culpepper, yeah. uh, it, it, but they had a lot of quarterbacks. What's the Cade McNown? Like all those quarterbacks were just awful. Never even they were supposed to be corner pieces of franchises. This is um, a weird. It's true. Uh, you don't see this many quarterbacks being drafted this early. Exactly. Often. Yeah. There's a lot. Top three picks being quarterbacks. I mean, wow. Is Skype five. the only way to get on the radio? Yeah, well, right now I don't have a call-in number. I'll have one the next show I do. Yeah, I heard you. I heard yeah. you. I just I wanted just, to make I, sure. Yeah, I, didn't, I just w- want to pick something that I like and didn't want to just get a number real fast just because I was doing this show. But, yeah, so right now it's if just If you're going to do this regularly, I'll, I'm going to donate money for a poker free-roll for you. Thank you. That's, that's very kind. I mean... Yeah, I will uh, regularly. When I say regularly, maybe I'll do this. Okay, I'm gonna modify myself semi regularly. Yes, 
Like I, I, I don't think I can do this once a week, but you know, maybe Super like once a month, maybe. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe more I was than thinking once every four years. Yes. <laughs> I was like, awesome. to open it like once a month. I was thinking <laughs> at least once a month. At maybe least, it goes a little longer. Yeah, you know, whatever. At least once a month, maybe twice a month. That that, that, that would cool, be the goal. That that would be the goal. Um, but anyhow, so numbers are trending. What's trending? I think I think Luke fell asleep, but yeah, yeah. My girlfriend's gonna be up for work soon. I she's gonna say. I don't know why I'm still awake, but okay, (laughs) I'm going for a little bit longer. Well, if if there any other subs, do not stop because I'm not hanging up. (laughs) I I, I'm not gonna fall asleep yet, so. It's up to you guys, but I mean, I, last time I was on radio, I was on till I fell asleep. You fell asleep that one time. Good morning, uh, Dark Star, and yes, that <laughs> is that is Adam. That's on the air. Um, Jstat saying we can talk casinos and plus EV gambling on our show. I did that a little earlier, Jstat. I'm not sure. Uh, I would assume Druff is going to archive this at some point. Um, but yeah, we could talk about. Uh, any of that stuff, uh, gambling, sports, it, 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 any topic you guys want to talk about, uh, go ahead. And you throw want it out. advice on the betting on the on the just fire topics on the Connor fight, to the last one. I heard that went well. Yeah, that went real well. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know, and I, I'm not I'm not blaming him at all. I. You know, I I like that pick too, kind the, of, but yeah, that's I don't know if I would have bet as much as my like confidence. Rumor I heard, but like, yeah, I like that pick. I'm not it's just I, fluke thing. Yeah, Adam and and beer and poker. I don't know, I don't know shit about UFC. Up until about maybe a year, year and a half ago, I never really. But it's such a pick and fight. I just have to say, I mean, it could go either way. I mean, to put so much money on something like some, I I think it's too close to like have an edge. Well, this is the thing, my you know, C Money. He's he's my friend, and I've bet for him because where he lives, there's not any legalized gambling. I bet for him a lot of UFC fights before, and I so I can tell you just based on experience. Please don't be pissed off for me bringing this up. No, no, not at all. Now, if it would have been the day after or two days after, yes, but now, now, I just, it, it's that's a joke. No, so it's, you know. but C Money, he's very sharp. And I, he's won a lot of money. I mean, I've made the picks for him, and he knows his shit. And he was very, very, very confident. And it turned, it didn't turn out right, you know. And it happens. And I became very, very confident that that you know Aldo was going to win. And if you look at it just from the perspective that the guy hadn't lost in I don't know seven, eight years, Aldo hadn't well, lost in seven. It was like ten or twelve. Or, years yeah, or he hadn't lost yeah. in ten or twelve years, and you're getting you know. One and a half to one on your money on someone that hadn't lost a good price. Yeah, I mean, how it can you? So much for the fight, it really changed a lot before the fight, and it was such a fluky thing. He goes in there and it's over and so quick. I mean, it's probably the fastest in your life you might have burned whatever amount of money you burned, but that was such a fluky thing. Yeah, I mean, but you're right, Adam. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have bet that much, and it wasn't. It wasn't just one bet. I just started betting it and betting it and betting it. In it just before you knew it, the number got that high. It wasn't it wasn't one large wager that I just made. I'm like, okay, it was just a bunch of constant bets before the fight, close to the fight, especially. And um, you know, we were both. I don't think C Money and I talked like we talked immediately after, and then we didn't talk for like a week. You know, because we both just needed some time. I mean, it was you know, it was, and he felt bad just from a standpoint that he was so confident. 
that you know he made a threat about it and and just kind of gave advice to people and again you know what for a number of years now I've been making bets for him and uh, you know so I've seen his results and so many times I've been like fuck you know even just recently he uh, he had me bet a fight for him and the guy was a dog it was it was last Sunday it was the the do you guys, I don't know do you guys follow UFC I follow it. okay it was yeah. a, it was it was the the main fight last Sunday. I mean, I could look at my records. Uh, was it Dominic Cruz? TJ yes. yes. No, it was it was the uh, the guy Dominic that Cruz. yeah the guy that had been injured for a while that yeah. lost it. Yeah, you wind up winning the fight. Yeah, yeah. So he's like this. I think he was like plus one thirty or or one forty. Uh, yeah, at one point he was. Yeah. Well, that's what I be- I betted at for him, and okay. he's like this guy. You know, he's gonna win. He's gonna win. He's telling me why, and and he was right. He, you know, of course, it can go either way, and that was a close fight. I watched it, but the point is, you know, I, I, he's proven damn close fight. Yeah, that was very. I had no idea. I had no idea. You know, and it was it was a unanimous, or I'm sorry, it was an unanimous decision. It was a split decision. You know, the, the first when they read it, it was it was pretty much a six sweat. The first guy gave it to the guy that won. I don't remember the names. The second guy gave it to the guy that lost. And then the third guy, like he did the slow roll, and the winner and. New heavyweight, or you know, or whatever, new champion. Yeah, I was fucking. I thought he was gonna say the other guy. Me too. I didn't know which way it was going. I was sat there and I didn't know. Um, but I know he said he likes uh, Dos Anjos in the next fight versus McGregor, who was the one yeah, who. I wouldn't off. bet that fight. I actually think Dos Anjos is a better bet than uh, um, Aldo was. You just see the latest press conference. Connor is saying he's gonna go to one seventy and uh, do uh, yeah. Robbie Lawler. I saw that. Whatever. Whatever, yeah. like, come on. Now I'm at oh, the point where I really... That's a big jump. He actually walks around at a pretty good weight, though. But 170 is a big jump from 145. But he's going to 155, I think, is where um, Los Angeles is. I got three months. He's fighting really, really good the last few fights. Aldo has been on the... He was on the shelf for a while. He wasn't putting people away as fast as he once was. He was a, He's a great fighter. He's a great defensive fighter. That was a fluke. Don't get me wrong. That was a flukish type of ending. It could have very well. He could have just pounded uh, Aldo and won the fight anyway. But the way that ended, that's what kind of left me with a... You know, I didn't like the way that ended. I wanted to see a fight, you know? Yeah. And it, the way that ended, ugh, it's pain. But So, but anyhow, like I said, you know, it, 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 it seemed at the time, and I don't know, we can analyze it and talk about it more. But I don't know what the point really is. But it seemed at the time, oh, no, no, no. It, no, it's, and it doesn't upset me. And thank you for, thank you for being so respectful, uh, you know. I, but, you know, it's fine. Normally, any kind of real big loss I have, you know, three, five days a week at the most. And I'm, you know, I'm talking a substantial loss. After that, I'm over it, and I don't even think about it, even in my daily routine. And now Have you just... had any wins that are as big as that loss? Have I Have I had in, in sports? Yeah. Have no, you that like was that. I've never. You have won I've never. Grand or something like I've that. never won. I've never won that much. I think the biggest I've bet is maybe. 50, 60. Uh, I remember uh, maybe a couple a little... of, last year you bet something crazy amount on a college game. Or... Yeah, the Florida State game. Florida State against No, was my... it like the, no, the Colts game you bet the, a lot? It was, I bet, I bet 55,000 on the Colts. And, I, of course, I posted a picture in a screenshot before. You know, I'm not one of the people that just – We can talk just, about that. Uh, yeah. That would make you that, feel better. The, the, <laughs> it was, a, it was a, a Monday night game, and it was the Colts against – uh, at home against the New York Giants, and it was a perfect game to have that kind of money on, uh, because after I guess I'd say midway through the f- 
the second quarter, it was never in doubt. Uh, they they were covering after the first quarter, and then they had they were covering by like two possessions, you know, but right before halftime, and they they I mean I never was worried, it never even came close to a sweat at any point. But to honestly answer your question, no, that was the biggest sporting loss uh, I ever I've ever had by far. Um, well, yeah, I, well, Aldo? yeah, yeah, I've, I, okay. I, yeah, um, and I've never won, you know, six figures or anything close to that betting sports. Like, yeah, I won fifty five or fifty, won sixty. I think that's the biggest bet I made. Sixty. I think on the Florida State game, I bet like sixty six thousand. That's like a year's wages for uh, regular people, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, if if you think about taxes, it's probably less. I mean, I think the average American somewhere in the high 30 it used to be in the high 30s a couple of years ago maybe it's the low 40s now but if you account for you know 30 percent of there. taxes you know you're saying the average american after taxes probably makes around 30,000 a year so it's more like i mean even even i felt bad for you losing that bet and yeah. it's not even my money so i can only imagine uh, how you felt yeah, yeah, I knew well, you guys lost a lot of money on that. And I was also thinking, though, too, just because I know Druff just blindly fired on Bavada for whatever the max was. I was thinking, is Druff ever just like going to be so pissed that he lost his money in like ten seconds? I mean, because he's like asking for the sh- how to watch this fight and stuff, and he watched this fight. In he 10 lost five hundred dollars. Yeah, I know, I know, I mean, but it, I'm just saying, just just how Druff, you know, just the cheapness and Druff. I like Druff. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying this as. I mean, it's the same just amount of money. It, it's the like, same amount of money that he lost betting like a halftime in NBA. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not. I know. It's just, yeah. I just wonder if it's like the fastest amount of money he ever lost in such a short period of time. You know, the most in like ten seconds. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a that was brutal for me to watch that fight because because everybody pumped that fight up. I just wanted to see the fight too as a UFC fan, and it's over in a few seconds. Yeah. So yeah, the average American after taxes makes like around thirty thousand a year. You know, after everything's taken out. So yeah, it, it's that's two years plus of. <laughs> oh. what, what do you pay like on like working people? What's the average tax? Like twenty five percent, twenty percent. It's it's between twenty and thirty percent. Now, I mean, in the United I States, thirty five. That's but, sort of the average around here. Yeah, but you also have to consider, Adam, that in our country they also take out. Uh, taxes for, or they also take out your social security. They also take out taxes that basically pay for other people's unemployment. And then a lot of people have to have money taken out of their checks for insurance, for 401ks. I mean, I know people that have five or six or seven things taken out. I mean, if you have child support that comes out of a paycheck, you know, sometimes, I mean, so yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, that's another thing. We have that, like a flat to 25% value added tax, 25%. You're, I'm sorry, you're asking if... if I'm saying I'm saying we have oh, a wow. 25% uh, value added tax. Wow. Wow, yeah. So that's, that's not uh, a little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell a friend. Uh, good morning. He's asking about roulette. I talked about it a little bit earlier. Um... He's also asking who who do we all like uh, in the Super Always Bowl? Bet on black. And I think yeah, I think the consensus definitely was New England representing the AFC, and we were a little bit mixed on the NFC. I think Beer and Poker and Lou liked Carolina. I like Arizona, 
And Adam, what what are your feelings going into this weekend for the? I just first I have to say that two NFC teams should be in the in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but it doesn't work that way. You're probably right. I know, I'm just saying that I, it looks a lot stronger. I liked. By the way, I want to say this. I liked Arizona like three or four weeks ago, and the way they've looked the last few weeks is just terrible to me. But anyways, go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna say this. This is like a stone cold luck. New England is going to make the Super Bowl and lose. They're going to lose to whoever represents the NFC? Yes. I mean, it wouldn't shock me. They've done it, what, two times before, right? They've, yeah. It's just the two giant teams. And you know what? I mean, I hate New England getting there helps. If you want to, if you love the NFC team, and New England getting there helps because I'm telling you, that's gonna people going to yeah. pound New England. They're just going to – And to be honest – really like the NFC team. To be honest, not to hurt your feelings, Adam – but New England shouldn't have won last year. I still think that was the most despicable or terrible call in the history of play, the playoffs that they have. You know, and of course, you know he's been injured this year, but last year he had a great year, and they had a running back that they pay over ten million dollars. And they, I mean, who throws a ball in that situation? I mean, it was basically a given. That that he's going to get a yard, two yards on that play. I mean that 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 was an awful call, and uh, New England got got. I mean maybe I guess the karma. You know if you believe in that stuff for like David Tyree catch with the Giants and you know them just kind of taking a little bit of a bad beat in those games. But uh, <coughs> Seattle should have won last year. I mean plain and simple, New England got lucky. You know I mean for sure. Who th- throws an interception on the goal line in a Super Bowl? You know. It's ridiculous, but yeah. yeah. Well, you know that. So that's your prediction. You think New England makes the Super Bowl, but they either lose to Carolina or Arizona, huh? I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, and what, what do you? Is vo- it possible to bet that anywhere? Something well, like you, that? I mean, you'd have to wait. You'd have to wait. Yeah. You'd have to wait till they up. win tomorrow, and then you could bet against them. No, I mean, I have to bet it now. Like, no, I've I'm never heard of us. That. Uh... Well, you could maybe take the uh, team from the. Uh, NFC or the AFC. I'm sorry. Yeah, the NFC. No, you want the NFC team. So you could take whatever team you think is going to get there, but you can't bet NFC both of them, you know what I mean? And uh natural take like Carolina like yeah. I don't know what the odds are now for the I would like there. to see the Cardinals. I think they play more uh, like um, you probably get some odds in the more Cardinals. More exciting football than uh, Carolina. Adam uh so. in the Adam in the chat natural born hustler and uh, good morning natural born hustler. Natural Born Hustler says that he is really impressed by your American sports knowledge. Uh, I watch almost every game and I read NFL.com every day, so I have to be fucking stupid to not yeah. know a little. And, and Muck Ficon is in the chat, you know, said, come on, Drex, like Seattle hasn't got lucky. Of course, I mean, every luck always plays to a certain degree, you know, a role in every season for every team. I mean, there's going to be games where... You know, look at the game between Denver and New England last time when Denver came back, like, and, and you know. But I'm just saying, over on general, that call is a terrible call. You have a great running back that can just put it in. Why would you even throw the ball there? Uh, you know, and I'm not just being an armchair, you know, coach or quarterback the next day. I mean, I'm just even right after that. Why, why do you throw that ball? I mean, you shout know. out to Baja Post Media. Uh, just yeah. to say, to Adam Adium, uh, like on Bavada right now, Arizona Cardinals are plus three seventy five to win this 
the Super Bowl if you wanted to bet them outright to win it. <laughs> um, the plus four hundred is Denver. Plus uh, two hundred is Carolina, and minus one or no, plus one ninety is New England. I kind of like that. Actually, I just lost fifty mm-hmm. to Lou Father betting. I know about Seattle you guys. Would win the Super Bowl. I know you guys, but uh. and he and he bet the Super Bowl to free roll me. That sort of adds insult to injury. Yeah, but I mean, he bet it afterwards. Uh, he was trying to break even, so he basically like thought you might have a chance. You got to look at it that way. He said, maybe he thought up. you had a chance to win, and he like realized, oh shit, Seattle might win this, so he's trying to get his money back. He said, "Shout out to Baja Media." That's so funny. Is that what it, the company's called? Is it Baja Media? Have you seen the Kickass logo? I I briefly saw it in a thread. I <laughs> Jesus Christ! State of the art. Yeah. That Minnesota this field goal is cringing. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> that was, <laughs> I, if I can still go on, I know he's from Minnesota, or no, he's from Wisconsin, but that, that field goal still cringes to me. Uh, just can't. What, Minnesota? Missing that field goal? Yeah, Blair Walsh. fucking paid to make that field goal. I don't care if it's he yards, whatever. He's paid to make that field goal. And I don't care yeah. what the weather is. That He should make a field goal. It should be automatic. I mean, from that distance, and that, yeah, that's why he's getting a million plus to make that. Yeah. I would have to say the better team won that game. Like, in general, well, Seattle is a lot better team. They're a better team, but they didn't play better in that game. Well, you know what? They got lucky. Yeah, I'm just saying that the best team won. I mean, I know it's no solace <laughs> to them, but if Minnesota, and this is my honest feeling, if Minnesota would have traveled to Carolina the next week, they wouldn't have had a shot. I no, think Seattle had a much better shot, and you know they got they they obviously came up short. I think Carolina. I, I, I think that was a better game, uh, even though it was like thirty-one to nothing at halftime. And then Car- I don't know what I don't know what Carolina does in the second half. I swear the defense gets so tired. Well, after the first half, er- they're just playing ridiculously. Everything good, I everything so I read and I watched the game as well is that the they played scared, and that's why when I made my pick and I, I stated that I think Arizona wins this weekend, you know you don't come this far you have to have that you know teams have that championship swag to them and I don't think Carolina has that I mean they don't um and the coaches and even the players said in the second half they played not to lose and I mean you know they got shut out for an entire half at home you know they did and and I mean they they just were trying to run that clock and play so conservative and they got away from everything that has that that's made them a good team this year and that's what I think. You know what? If Arizona comes in there and they put up a score real fast and, you know, get a 7-0, 10-0 lead, does Carolina just get into panic mode and does the game get out of hand? Uh, you know, or in the converse side, if they start off really well, do they get a little bit, a little tight, you know, after that and just throw the game away? You know, I'm not sure they're poised as a team. Um, and I think Arizona, you know, they're a good team. I mean, I actually, I'd even go as far as saying they're a great team. I mean, it's the best team they've ever had in the history of their franchise. They have players like Larry Fitzgerald, Carson Palmer, you know, that, that are veterans that may never get to this point again in their career. Uh, I mean, I think their I, coach is the best. I, and I team. agree. I think, I think Bruce, Bruce Arenas, and he's got a chip on his shoulder too, because everyone thought he was too old to be a head coach that, you know, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, you know, he was basically, he was with Pittsburgh and he was basically told, you know, that he should retire. And then he latched on with Indianapolis and wasn't a head coach, but became the interim coach because Chuck Logano 
had leukemia, and then he coached Andrew Luck and the Colts, and, and they took him to the playoffs. I think he's a great coach, and you know what? I actually am rooting because I like him as I, I like him as a person. I think he's a great coach. Yeah, you know, I want to see him succeed. But anyhow, taking away that factor, that's just what I think. I think that uh, Carolina is going to come out tight. I think Arizona is going to be aggressive. I think they're not going to play scared, which is important in any sport. And like I said, there's they have a number of veterans, specifically Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald on that team that they don't know, you know, at this advanced age that they're at, if they're ever going to get this chance again, I think they're going to capitalize on it. Um, I think the, the Cardinals were like a favorite until the last game uh, against Seattle when they lost huge. Like, they then got, I was like, oh, them. shit. It's a good assessment, though, when you say, like, Carolina, I mean, Arizona is, has a lot of veterans there and stuff. And I actually would have thought a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. Carolina, or Arizona has a, was going to win. I thought Arizona was the best team in the FC. And they still might be. But Carolina just finds this way to win. It's really weird. They just find this way to win games, even though they get pound, they get up these huge leads. And sometimes they even have to they tie it up, and then they have mm-hmm. to wind up winning the game again after they got up these huge leads. They just do. It's going to be a good game. I don't know. It's going to be a tough one to bet on. You know, really. it seems, Tommy, guys, does it seem this way to you? It seems this year, more than years past, all these NFL games seem to be great games for the most part. It just seems like they've been, you know what I mean? It seems like these playoffs have just been so entertaining. I mean, can you even think of a really, really bad game? I mean, I guess the Houston or the Chiefs, the first Chiefs game was bad, and yeah. then Houston was bad. But I mean, we've had a number like the like well, like the outcome or not. The Seattle game, you know, against Minnesota was a very close. You know, it was good well, football. It was, it was wild. The first games with the you know with the wildcat games, all the road teams were favorites. Yeah, yeah. When, all four. It was, it was really the wild. first time it's like, ever first happened. Time in, well, I don't know how many yeah. years. It was quite a few. It years never ago. happened before. I thought it was one other time, but no. Well, okay, I, maybe yeah, right. maybe we might be right now. Well, maybe I'm wrong. I, I thought I recalled reading it never happened. All f- and think about the perfect storm it would need for all four home teams to be dogs. Like that's just uh, unheard of. Because you normally there'd be one team that was so good that you know, but I mean I guess you know you had the game <clears throat> Green Bay and in, in Washington and that was good for about a half and then maybe a little over a half and then that kind of yeah. got away. But uh, Washington fell apart. I thought I I, I like that Kansas City team. Uh, I thought they got great after Jamal Charles went down. I love that guy by the way. He's one of, one of my. But favorite they went players, eleven but... ten in a row. After a one yeah. and five start, after it was Charles went down. They oh. won like eleven, ten in a row, eleven in a row, ten. I think it was ten in a row. They lost the first game, and then they lost. They them play pretty boring football. I agree. The they, thing about they it do. though is they have to go. They have to open the offense to a bunch of other players. They can't just I, run eighty percent of the offense through Jamal Charles. You know. I think. And yeah. Maybe had a great defense as it was, and it just helped them. I think. I know Jay Searless is going to get mad because you know he's all things Kansas City, and of course, there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I think plain and simple, uh, Andy Reid got out coached in that game. He was way too conservative, and he had to come up with a better plan than that to try to beat the Patriots. I mean, yeah, I'm not. Do you think they really have the players? I think that that team with those players is as good as it's going to get. I don't well, think they have you know the what? talent on that team. The thing is, no matter who you are, I mean, from the best to the worst, I mean, it doesn't matter in the NFL. To win ten games in a row is quite the feat. I mean, it, yeah, it, it, you that, know, that team 
Is your best player goes down, you win all your offense through the best yeah, player. And you win yeah, I mean, you know, are you saying like in the in the future? I don't understand your question no, about Kansas no, City. My point, I'm saying with the current roster, that team is playing at 100%. I mean, they, they're not a Super Bowl team with the roster they have. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I would agree. Like, they're not a star-studded team. I mean, in fact, probably your Joe Everyday fan can only name maybe two or three players at most. But again, like I said, any team that wins 10 games in a row, I mean, that that's that's still a talented team. I mean, it just, there's not that much, or I mean, there's so much parity in general, and the NFL is still the NFL that, I mean, 10 weeks, I mean, that's, I think, I mean, I could be wrong. I would assume that's probably their longest winning streak. Uh, you know, I know they had some really good teams under Marty Schottenheimer. Uh, but, you know, I just think Andy Reid needed to do something differently, whether it was to just counter. I mean, I just watched the game, and and I just felt he got, unco- he got outcoached. His game plan, I mean, he wasn't going to win that kind of game with that style of football. Um but I guess what you're saying that Kansas City kind of overachieved. Yeah, overachieved. They, yeah, yes, overachieved. I, I, I think, think I think fun. they did. I mean, that's kind of amazing to be one in five. I mean, I don't even know if that's ever happened Who's your before. Best player and go yeah. down, Jamal Charles. I don't know if that's ever even happened in the NFL. A team to start one and five and then reel off ten straight wins. Um, but uh, it probably is. But yeah, that team really over. I mean, they played really great though. Uh, that. Down the end, but they they had like seven of the games were not against that great of opponents, but they beat some really good <coughs> opponents. I think they beat Denver and a couple other ones on the way. Um, Try to remember everybody they beat. They beat like two or three really good teams. In that I mean, stretch. Kansas City routed Denver. They made Denver's defense look like shredded them. Um, you know, and I, I've actually, I I don't think. I mean, he can't. I don't know, Alex Smith, if he doesn't have the arm strength to throw downfield or he's just not accurate because, you know, he was last in the league in, like, throws or attempts of throws that were, like, 20 or 15 yards. You know, he, he throws a lot of short completions, but also, you know, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. He's a good he's a good game manager. He doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. He's not very turnover He doesn't throw it down. They count on the offensive line. They throw a lot to the running backs. That's why, I mean, I, I – like anybody, I don't know. People play fantasy football. Like if you have Jamal Charles, take one of the take their first backup behind him. Keep him on your bench the entire year. Like when Jamal Charles goes down, I took like all their backups. I uh, I don't even have Charles on my team, but I took like they have Spencer Ware. They had the other guy, uh, oh, Organic West. You know what? Those guys are great. Yeah. I mean, any running back they throw out, or the fucking guy runs a hundred yards and gets like six passes every week. Guys, you know what we're forgetting? It's amazing. We've we've talked all this talk about football. We didn't even bring up the Cincinnati. Steelers game, the spectacle that that was at the end. I mean, yeah. can you imagine? He they're just one first down. I mean, if even that from winning the game. game. Best game over here. Yeah, and that guy can't protect yeah. that football, and he fumbles yeah. it, and then there's back to back personal fouls called, and they it's give ridiculous. him thirty yards, and and uh, just. It was going to be Cincinnati's first playoff win in what, 25 years or since uh, yeah. Sam White, whenever that was, in the early 90s, I guess, 1991. Um, and they needed one first down. And even if they didn't get that first down, they still have to punt with less than a minute left, and Denver has no timeouts. 
I mean, so I still liked your chances there, and, and they blow it. I mean, that's just – that's an embarrassment what those guys did. I mean, how do you well, not have – Well, you, yeah. like, have a mental patient on the roster because that's <laughs> perfect. He is a fucking lunatic. Yeah. That's right. what – he's a good player, but uh, I think you see what happens when you, like, keep uh, insane people on the roster. It really, you think about this? Would imagine all the crap that happened to the AFC teams though this year. Like we were talking about Cincinnati, like you know they lost Andy Dalton. Uh, you talk about Pittsburgh. Look at all the shit that they. Lo- I mean, they lost a ton of players. Le'Veon Bell. Uh, they lost Williams. They lost uh, Ant- uh, Antonio Brown for the last game. That offense was sick. Um, Pittsburgh. There was a really good offense team. Um, you know, Adam. Just look at all these team, these players that went out this year. Yeah, Adam. I, I will give you credit. I, I'm very, very impressed with your thorough knowledge of football. It's, it's. I, I didn't. I mean, I knew you were a very smart guy, obviously, and I know that you're up to date with American pop culture and you know sports to some degree. <laughs> but no, but seriously, you can analyze football as good as half, if not more, of American football fans. I mean, it, it's, it's quite impressive. Uh, I love football. So, okay, so you're eight hours or seven hours or eight hours ahead of us now. So you're watching games that are starting. Let's see, late at night, I yeah. guess. I I don't I don't watch the late game for uh, before the day after. I watch the game that starts one o'clock wow. and four o'clock. You got like a football pass or something, don't you? Yeah, I got the NFL Network. They charge me three hundred. Yeah, that's what they charge us. That's yeah. what they charge us out here too. So the late game, you, do you record it and then make sure you don't know the result until after you've seen it? No, I just I just log into the NFL Network the day after and like watch the game. No, I'm saying, do you make sure that you don't know the results before you watch it? Yeah, yeah, but the, like, do you like stay away the, from the internet? They, they don't report the results on our news or anything, right? But I'm saying you don't go to like ESPN or anywhere where you could possibly no. see it. You make sure. No. Okay, that's very cool. What I hate is how they like keep up with the scores when there are a lot of games going because I like to watch games not knowing the result because I try to watch every game. Right. And that's a lot that's very difficult when I'm watching a game because they like keeping tabs on all the other games at the same time. Well, I hate know, that. Here's something that's kind of interesting. Uh I guess we can talk about since you watch so many games uh you can both of you can answer this. Who, uh, who are your favorite announcing tandems? Uh, I like, and I know it's only you know the Sunday night game. I really this like. It's easy for me. I have to just say it. I like Gruden team. That's my number okay. one. Easy. I, I like that team too. I also like Al Michaels. Probably my favorite team. Al Michaels and I like Chris Collinsworth. Uh, and I you, like that too. We we could ha- we could rather talk about the worst. I kind of like both of those. I I'm a really tough the, though. I, I, the, the worst. worst. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Go ahead. Who, who, tell, tell us your, your least favorites. Sims, Phil Sims, and who else? I don't like Sims here. Adam. Uh, I only th- I only think that Sims is the only bad one. I, I I didn't like Troy Aikman, but he's coming. I I like him a little bit better than I used to. What about uh, Sims's partner, Jim Nance? What do you think of him? Uh, to be honest, uh, Sims takes all my attention, so I haven't really made up my mind about uh, his partner. Yeah. 
These are some. I really like uh, Gruden. I have to say, and the partner. They're like the the whole. Everything is good with the. Is it Monday night? Is that it? Is that Monday Mondays? Yes. Yeah. This is some quotes from the great Phil oh, Sims. Chat is fucked up pretty badly. Okay, the go chat ahead. is doing Sorry. what? Oh, I was just yeah. looking at chat and like uh, this, this is bugging chat. Go go on, guys. I just saw that. Um, these are some great Phil Sims quotes. Okay, the team has to believe they can win. It's really important that they get off to a good start. I mean, really? No, you should get off to a bad start. These are just some of the cliches that he uses. <laughs> team X has to keep Team B out of the end zone if they want to win. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, and I, I agree. Like, I hate, sometimes I want to throw my fucking remote at the TV. You know, when they just say, you know, the most ridiculous cliches. Like, you know, whoever, this is going to be a you know high-scoring game. Whoever scores the most points is going to win. Like, I mean, really? No shit. You know, like if if the defense doesn't hold them, you know, you know what do you know what I'm saying though? Like it's just it's almost insulting. Like you know, I I, I don't know. I don't. Uh, not only that, I don't like his voice. I, I there's something <laughs> I don't voice. like his voice. It's not it's not a it's not a voice I like to listen to. Not only what he's saying, but the voice in general. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking now. The chat is all fucked up. Well, there's this bug when you leave a chat or come in. I don't know this whole deal. Like, who's like even coming? He's not doing that on purpose. It's just some bug this chat room has. No, they're all like pissed off years, and but... logging on and logging off. No, this is a bug this chat room. It's always no, been like no, this. No, 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 they're all pissed off. I mean, there's one. Now I think it's corrected. It looks like it, but anyways, I'm gonna go to the bathroom, guys. I'll be back in a minute. Actually, you, you know what? Yeah, I was gonna. Adam, have you ever co-hosted yes. or ran a radio show by yourself? Could you say that again? Have you ever done radio by yourself? No. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go use the restroom and get a drink. Oh. My throat's dry. So we don't want any dead air. So I'm turning it over to you. You are in control. I have utter faith. Talk about the NFL. Talk about anything you like. It's on you. Okay? I'll be back in about five minutes, all right? Gee, thanks. Uh, well, is that is it too much pressure? Do you want me to wait for beer and poker to get back? Where's Lou Father? He fell asleep hours ago. He's the one that connected me, so I hope he doesn't disconnect. No. Was that Norway? Is that Norwegian I hear? Yeah, that was my, uh, that was my uh, girlfriend. I like wife. the accent. I like. Well, listen, I have utter faith in you. I, the radio is yours, my friend. Let's, oh, thank you. Go ahead and... Uh, oh, beer and poker, are you back? Okay, I thought he'd come I th- back. I think it's better that you wait for him okay, to get if back. Okay, if you prefer, uh, absolutely, I'll wait then. Um, because it could easily get dead air. I have no idea yeah. what to say. And so looking at the chat, the natural born hustler, he thinks Mike Tirico is God best in the business. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think he's very good. Um, and I do, like I said, I think my favorite, I don't know, I like Al Michaels. I like Chris Collinsworth. Um they called that game that uh, Green Bay game, which was unbelievable, the Hail Mary game. Well, what did you think about those? I mean, that, that was just ridiculous. I mean, it will be an afterthought because they didn't win the game, but that uh, those two throws by Aaron Rodgers, uh, pretty impressive, huh? 
Adam? Sorry, I, oh. I was just typing in chat. I saw Bubbles uh, joined, and uh, I think I saw him oh, on okay. a motorcycle Hi, forum. <laughs> Dark Could you repeat the question, please? No, I was saying it was pretty impressive and amazing, the two Hail Marys that Aaron Rodgers threw in that game uh, against Arizona. I was about Arizona. to bring it up, too, yeah. yeah. Like, the first one, I think, was more amazing. The second one, I think, was blind luck. Well, I mean, I there's always going to be luck involved, you know, just who catches it. But the fact that Arizona was, A, crazy enough to bring pressure. Because in most cases, you know, when someone throws a Hail Mary, they're not bringing four or five guys to the line to rush or dropping everyone back. But for him to scramble to his left by enough time to – be able to throw the ball up, you know, and with the kind of arc that it had, it, it was a pretty amazing uh, play. But even more, more more amazing to me, watching that game and then watching the Hail Mary against Detroit, why aren't they bringing in the right personnel to defend Hail Marys? And why aren't they teaching guys the basic fundamentals to, like, swap balls down? Uh, you know, for instance, what I mean is in the Denver or the Detroit game, they should, have, they, fucked up on that they should have had Cal, Calvin Johnson in the back of that end zone to swat that ball down. And in the game against uh, Arizona, I don't know why Patrick Peterson or any of their really good defenders weren't just trying to get there and just knock them. You, you know, in any Hail Mary, you're not, you're not coached to catch the ball, to intercept it. You're supposed to just bat it the fuck down. Just get up there, use your fist, use your arm and do whatever you can you just bat it down you don't try to pick it you don't try to you know i mean it's amazing that uh it, i mean i and i i guess yeah to use adam's quote it probably is blind luck i mean how many times are you know i'm not trying to be racist i'm not racist but how many times are you going to throw a hail mary to you know an arguably unathletic white guy when there's two black studs that are, you know, guarding him and he out leaps him and makes that catch. I mean, it, it just, you know, Oh, it's true. It, yeah. Uh, anyhow, beer, it, it, beer and poker. Just, I, I'm going to go get know that. Like the late, uh, the way Detroit, I, I mean, I, cause I'm from Michigan, you know, they, they wait, they lose this game to Seattle because of the fucking refs don't know the fucking rule about, you know, the out, when the ball goes outside, you remember that game? Yeah. The Monday night football game. Yeah. And then they lose this Hail Mary. Otherwise, if it, they would actually wind up winning these games. This, hap this shit happens to Detroit a lot of years. If they win these games, like, this this whole playoff is a whole different th story. Like, Seattle might not even be in the fucking playoffs to deal with, you know? Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm going to be uh, beer and poker. You guys talk for one second. I need to uh, take a break for a minute, okay? Yeah, I'll be here for a couple minutes. Okay. Be right back, gentlemen. All right. And it made him. And it made him. Still here? It's just me. What the fuck? Where'd everybody go? I know Lou's gone. He passed out. Adamadium. All right, I'm supposed to keep everybody entertained. Let me look at this chat real quick. Yeah, that coin toss was hilarious, by the way. And then uh, how they how did they flip that coin and not flip it? it that... Didn't flip. There you are, man. All right, I'm way way drunk. I don't know why you guys. Uh, you guys got to keep me going. I'm really. 
Like, I, I just won two fucking tournaments on Twitch before I come out and watch this shit. I don't even know why I'm fucking so awake. Alright. It's 11.25 in the morning. I haven't gone to bed yet. I, I mean, I kind of... I need to put some sleep pants on. That's okay. I sleep late in the day anyway. But, yeah, I I got a nap in. I'm pretty, feeling pretty good. Um... But yeah, how do you flip a coin and manage not to flip it? I mean, what what are Don't, the odds of that? Like one in a million? Yeah, it's crazy. Imagine it happens in a Super Bowl. That's all I could think about when this happened. Because, you know, they, they have that huge bet. I don't know if you know about how sports work, but they have this bet about the Super Bowl. And a lot of times they take, they take like 5% juice, 10, even 10% juice on some of these sites of heads or tails. And just imagine these people, and they flip the coin, and they're going to be like, son of a bitch, we just got robbed. What was the coin here? And it flips the opposite the next time. You can just imagine these people just raging at their sports book for the coin flipping one way or the other or if it went the opposite direction. You see that thing in slow motion? Fucking sort of like a frisbee? Just, just like... It's no crazy. <laughs> it, it, it just didn't flip. I don't... Yeah, like, how's that possible? Pretty random like, thing. Even yeah. if you, like, just drop it, it would sort of, like, tip over? Yeah, pretty nuts. Anyways, Collier, you're on the air. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Baja Coast Media. So, what you doing over there, man? You having a few beers? Yeah, like uh, I had like ten beers since calling in. I'm pretty sure that's a lot. Um, yeah, I've got more than that, but I've been up for a while. Not, not, I don't know why. I don't even know what I'm doing still staying awake talking in here but probably because I'm pumped a little but it's all right. good I actually feel pretty good I can't say too much try to, try to get Mike alive he's done man yeah I think, I think so too better century for PFA says Jay Searles Trump and or Cruz to win GOP at minus 120 alright um, I don't know you think it would be a good thing for uh, for for U.S. people if Trump were president? Man, like I mean, like in relation it, to the rest of the world. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying. There are, some, <laughs> there are actually some good things about him, and there are some things that are not so good about him. Could you imagine uh, sitting like in a, like a deep crisis World War Three meeting, like? Trying to be diplomatic, yeah, that would that would be good. I mean, I don't feel educated enough to really feel at this point because I don't really get into politics as much until we know who the candidates are. I, follow, I mean, I follow a little here and there, but I'm just man, like I, I can't, I just can't see Trump being president. I like the guy though. Don't get me wrong. Well, I mean, I, I don't hate the guy. I mean, but... As Not a like Baron Hillary, but yeah, man. That's like having S Stephen Hawking as a surgeon. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's funny. But uh, then again, how much how much power do, like, a president really have? I mean, they're, like... If they want to make a decision, it always gets you have to pass this and that. Right, and work uh, that's the biggest problem. Like all these presidents claim, "Oh, I got all this power," blah blah, you know, and then they get in there and they can't do shit because everybody in there just shuts it down. And we deal with 
that's the problem with America is they deal with the same stuff over and over again. Yeah, and like if I was if I was gonna say something, it's like I don't really think it matters that much who's president. I don't really think that it matters if uh, regarding unemployment and whatnot. I don't think it cares. It's a hustle. It's a racket. You're. I mean, I would say a lot of times that's correct. Uh, I mean, there's occasionally it's not, but a lot of times you'd probably be correct by saying that. Yeah. That's that's how it is over here. It doesn't really matter if it's left or right uh, that's uh, ruling. The regular people doesn't see any difference. Yeah. Brandon? Sorry. I I just need to go find another beer. I'm I'm still thirsty. Even I'm drinking a lot. I grabbed one when I be got back up. in one minute. All right, because I'm doing this alone for a moment. All right, guys, how's it going? Damn. I'm trying to read chat here. Trump now plus 200. Am I drinking? Now I'm out of the light beers. Just like freaking, oh, okay, a bunch of Coors Light and whatever. I drink a bunch of other stuff. I've had a lot of beers tonight. Did some shots of Patron, some shots of, I mean, I've, I've had a lot of, I'm surprised I'm awake. Uh, so they won two MTTs on Twitch and I'm just sitting here fucking talking to you guys. And I did some shots, and I'm still drinking. I don't know why I'm still... Listen to this. <laughs> Crack ah. it open. Yeah, there you go, man. All right. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just decided to play some poker. I don't play ever. I never, barely ever play tournaments. I won two tournaments tonight. It's pretty funny. But anyways, uh, yeah, Trump. And I mean, I'm definitely taking Trump over Hillary if I had a chance to vote. You know, for, those are the only two people I spoke from. I mean, apparently, I, 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 I have a chance about the homicide rate in Chicago. Homicide, homicide. Stone. Yeah, I, I drink some. I haven't drink too many heavy beers tonight, Bootsy. Um, I love IPAs and all that too, though. By the way, but okay. Yeah. Uh, what'd you say now? Sorry, I didn't mean. No, I'm just. I'm. I'm reading. I'm I'm oh. calling in Dark Star. I don't know if that's correct. Dark Star, or do you say D R K Star? Oh, we, just, I, I, we just usually go with Dark Star. Right? Yeah, I would say Dark it's Star. Fine, Is no, that correct, it's, Dark Star? That's fine. He's not gonna be funny about it. No, no, I, I no, I know, but I was just wondering if Dark Star was how you said it. Yeah, it's fine. Well, if he has Skype, he can call huh. in. I mean, I mean, how's Luke connect us and fall asleep? Like, what's the deal? What's going on with that? Clearly, he fell asleep. I have no idea. What's Mike Keller? I kept on asking uh, Luke, wake up, uh, wake up. He said, I'm awake at one time. But nah, after, that was like two hours ago, probably now. Or around a half ago. <laughs> I, I'm not so super entertained by politic topics, to be honest. I, I don't mind from now, but... It, when we get closer, it's more entertaining to me than now, to be fair. 
Uh, uh, for Bootsy okay. Collins, I'm we not. have Carlsberg and Tuborg as Danish beer. Hmm. Brands back. Uh, it's uh, I don't know. Like uh, you do, like, you do the hundred proof thing. We go by the percentage. So like a regular beer over here is like four and a half percent. I think that would be like um, nine proof, something like that. Like if if you buy like a, a hello. Hello? Do we lose him? Gentlemen? Are we still on radio? Can anyone hear me? Can you guys hear me? Someone in the chat tell me if we're still on. Okay. I guess we lost both of them. That was odd. Okay. Huh. Give me one second. I'm going to hang up and try to reconnect them. I think Skype me it might have crashed. I don't know. I'm saying that they're still connected. Yeah, that's going to be on my end. Give me one second. I apologize for the dead radio. I had this issue earlier where Skype crashed. And for those that are just tuning in or didn't hear me earlier, I'm using... a 15-year-old laptop that happens to have the correct stereo mixer in it. So I can do radio. And But the problem is it's 15 years old and it gets very laggish. And okay, guys, we're gonna have to take a brief break here. I may have to, I don't even know at this point if I'm going to restart radio. I mean, it's pretty late, so this may be the end of it. So I can't connect the two of them. If you guys are listening, uh, I apologize. Uh, Beer and Poker and Adam. Uh, Skype crashed, I guess, apparently. I don't know. But it, it's frozen on my end. This happened earlier. This happened a few hours ago, but I had to reboot everything to reconnect. And it took about 15 minutes. And I don't think I want to do this at this point and put everyone through the wait. Oh, so just give me one second. I'm still trying to. Restart Skype. But if it doesn't let me do it, it's going to be the end. And we've been on for six hours. And it's been a pretty good show, considering none of this was scripted and it was a last-minute thing. Okay. And again, Beer and Poker, Adam, if you both are listening, uh, Skype froze on my end. And... I'm trying to force it to quit. Nothing like that radio. Well, you know, I guess it's time to pay the bills.
I can do that while I try to fix this. What's up, degenerates? It's Mycon here. Had to slow it down for a minute. Holler in your ear about DraftDay.com. That's real money fantasy, player. Site's easy to use and smooth as hell, just like my bitches. Furthermore, you don't need to commit to a whole season of fantasy. Alright, drop the beat. I'll holler at him. Uh, we're talking about draft day. Get money on the site, it's all up in that ass day. And you know that me, I like my bitches class day. Watch that deadliest sketch. Stern and aft day. It's real Money fantasy with an interface so easy. Ah, uh, holler at it on shooting off for full, 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 full information on draftday.com. Easy to use. Don't commit to a whole season. Real money fantasy. <laughs> That's funny. I was uh, earlier. I gotta pay the bills. That and hero poker. Um, unfortunately, it seems that. The only way I'm going to be able to fix this is to uh, reboot. Skype just isn't loading, and it's an issue on my end. Uh, and again, I apologize, beer and poker. You guys can tell me what you want to do. If you want to properly wrap this up, if you guys want to wait 10 minutes, I will reboot it. Um, if not, I can just call and end it. So I'll just take a quick poll. I mean, I'm not going on much longer anyhow. It's been on for almost seven hours now. Uh, Adam Beer, chat, what's the general consensus? You guys want to wrap this up? Do you want me to reboot? Because Skype is just rock solid frozen. So the only way I can do this is I have to do a, a hard reset. Maybe I can start... Uh, some sort of GoFundMe project to get a uh, state-of-the-art station in here. I don't know. <laughs> JSTAT says, call it a day, no, wrap it up. Okay. Well, you know what? We'll just do that then. We'll, uh... Yeah, everyone's saying call it a show, go with a bang. I appreciate the support, guys. All right. Well... Uh, that was kind of an unceremoniously way to end the show. I, I want to thank uh, both Adam and Beer and Poker for being on. I, inter, I really enjoyed. Uh, <laughs> can't even speak. I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed the uh, <laughs> the back and forth, the camaraderie, the discussion. Uh, very impressed, even more so with Adam's knowledge of uh, NFL football. Uh, that's great, great, great discussion there. And uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, I started off at around a little after 2 a.m. Pacific time. So it's, it's going to be seven hours pretty soon. Uh, thanks to Druff for uh, giving me the past words. And I need to get a... Okay, I thought... It... Okay, I think we're back. Uh, I wasn't going to go out like a bitch like that. 
I know I lost some of the chat, but yeah, everything just crashed. Uh, some of the chat, I'm back. Thank you, Dark Star. Dark Star. <laughs> um, let me connect my two co-hosts, and uh, again, I apologize. That, you know, I, I, I maybe I'm gonna start a GoFundMe account, or if someone that knows a lot about computers can how this shit works, because I don't, can tell me um, what I need to do to be able to run this on a newer machine. Um, that doesn't have like that stereo mixer software in it. Okay. I mean, cause this is just, I mean, I'm using a 16 year old laptop and I want to do this show professional talk. I am professional talk. So, you know, I don't want to have these glitches guys. Uh, hold on. I see you calling, but it's okay. Hold on. Let me try to answer this. It's like this computer just needs a nap. I mean, even though I just rebooted it, everything is lagging. Give me a second, gentlemen. See so you calling in. It's just not letting me even hit connect yet. I can. Okay, I hear you now. Right. Okay. Now I have to figure out how to add. Uh, okay, let's see. Let's. Gonna add the group call. Yep. Adam, can you hear me? Adam? Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Working now. Beer and poker, are you back? Yep. Okay, perfect. I apologize, guys. As as mentioned tons of times, this HP is so old and, and I don't know, I know Beer and Poker, you've done this show on your own, so maybe you can tell me. The reason why I've been using this is because it has and I know the software that I'm running it on, the oddcast or edcast, it can easily download. But this has that stereo mixer in it. Now, another computer that doesn't have that in it, is it mine or is it correct that it will not work? Is it is that my understanding? It has to have this special stereo you mixer. You need a badass sound blaster. Yeah, the card has to have a stereo mix option for sure. Otherwise, you can't talk to anybody. You could only be the only one on there. It won't play music. It won't, talk to, it won't send audio from us talking or if you're playing music, it'll just it'll send your voice over. Okay. Just trying to how I, how I can sign up for that draft day. I just, I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it on a what is it on a newer PC? I have to have to I mean to make sure that it's practically all of them nowadays. Just have that stereo mix option. Do either one of you know? Uh, you know, because I've been looking at getting uh, one of those Microsoft Surface Pros, but not the tablet, but the actual like laptop one with. You know, I, I guess, yeah, that's a Surface Pro. It's just not the tablet. It's you know, very sweet, I can tell you. That's that's sort of like uh, iPad, but a powerful computer. So if you get the does that have Surface a capability? 3 Pro, mm-hmm. that's, uh, if you can afford it, get it. Okay, but does it, do you know, does it have the capability for me to run a podcast from it? I do not know if it has a stereo mixer that I can't tell you. I'm just saying that it's a nice piece of equipment. Okay. If anyone that's listening, you don't have to necessarily uh, type in the chat or if you're listening later on the archives. My Twitter name is Brandon Gerson. If anyone has a, a uh, the Surface Pro and knows if it would be compatible for me doing radio, send me a message some way or the other and let me know. Obviously, I don't want to go out and get... you know. I, I've seen... 
I've seen those as high as like two thousand dollars, Adam. Like it's they're pretty expensive. The the Surface Pros. So, but anyhow, thanks for coming back, guys. Uh, we look like we're good now. Uh, should be good for a little bit. Um, so, Adam, how, how many? You're what? Fifteen beers in already? Is that is that <laughs> what you said? Adam, I don't know. Did I lose him? Are you beer? Are you there? Yeah, I'm still here. I think he's still on. Let's see. Okay, looks ridiculous. like he's still on. I probably had more beers than him, but <laughs> okay. Hmm. How many of you? Uh, no, a lot. <laughs> I just really? didn't sleep, but all right. I'm still awake. I think I mean it's showing that he's connected. Anyhow, I didn't. He might just yeah. Yeah, he maybe just. This is how he ended my last show four years ago. He just ended up passing out while on the air. Um, but anyhow, uh, I thank you, Beer and Poker, for being on. I, I did not want to just go out like a bitch, just being literally cut off in the mid mid sentence. Uh, I promise you guys, if someone can help me uh, with the technology part of this and let me know what i need to do I'll, I'll make sure we don't have these kind of problems in the future uh this was again a pilot show first one it wasn't really that, that planned um if you're just listening now it should be archived uh, i was alone probably for the first four hours and i covered a wide range of subjects and then i had a another friend and pfa user matos come on for a bit and then i was joined by uh Lou Father, Beer and Poker, and then Lou, I, I think, gets fell asleep, and uh, Adam, which I don't know what happened to him. I mean, it's still showing he's... Is it showing on your end that he's connected? I see. Yeah, I'm here. I just had to go get a beer. Okay, well, you can All announce right. when you're leaving, because we got worried. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I just didn't want to interrupt your conversation. Sorry. From now <laughs> on, I will tell you when I'm, when I'm going on or not. How, how many beers have you had? What's the beer total, Renan? Where we at? I, I'm a, I, I was I'm around fifteen. Okay. Wow. And I've That's had good. I've had two coffees and I've had a lot, a couple myself, of but... <laughs> bottle of waters. I'm not drinking. Mm. A lot of and shots. No drugs, Brandon. No, 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 nothing. No Ambien. I, you know, it's been. Oh my God! It's probably been about three years since I've taken an Ambien. Uh, wow. I don't. I, I don't have problems sleeping anymore. Or in the case of Ambien, it would actually keep me awake. But no, it's fuck. If I took half an Ambien now, uh, I would be a train wreck. I mean, if you guys want me to be a guinea pig, I'll go pop half an Ambien, and we can see what happens. But it's been <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's been three years, <laughs> so my tolerance is going to be so fucking uh, low that I, I don't even know what would happen. I'd probably end up shirtless playing craps at the Orleans right now. <laughs> Okay, I mean, uh, seriously, I I, <laughs> um, I take some painkillers for my back like three, four times a year, mm -hmm. and uh, if I take, I, I usually I like I double the amount since I weigh like two thirty, um, and uh, you get sort of you get sort of like tired, right? But if you fight the tire tired thing, then. Mm -hmm. It gets impossible to sleep. Uh, isn't that what you said the ambient did? If you like fight, that's exactly to sleep, that's exactly what it would do. If if you take an ambient, or in my case, I used to take just two of them. You're only supposed to take one a night, and then fight through the the tiredness 
Within maybe 30 minutes after you've taken the Ambien, it kicks in, you'll start feeling a tremendous burst of euphoria and energy. And uh, you know what? For better or for worse, it is what it is. I, I did that a lot back in the day doing radio. Um, and uh, shit, I, I mean, it, you wouldn't even think conventionally that you would take sleeping pills to keep you awake and, and give you energy. That sounds kind of fucked up. But, uh, you know, and I, I still have a lot of Ambien. I have maybe... 100 150 of them i don't even know how good they'd be i mean what are the shelf life on those things um they're gonna be at least 80 to 90 percent potent still i would think like they, they say after so long that they you know they expire and they lose they lose a little bit of their potency after a while but i think they're still gonna be very very effective for you especially if you haven't taken one in a while yeah have well, you ever I, done those ludes? You know that uh <laughs> that movie yes the, movie uh, the the don't tell me uh, they were throwing midgets, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? Uh, the midget tossing in the office. Yeah, that. Uh, kind of. I, I said one word. Uh, yeah, I'm get away. Uh, what was that movie? What? What? Um. God damn. It. All right, just tell me. I'm so tired now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I managed to get the Lamborghini home without a scratch. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The scene when he took one and then he was just that was a great movie scene, by the way. <laughs> he like drives that Lamborghini and fucks it up uh, or whatever he's trying. Was the Lamb? I can't remember. Oh, the helicopter too, where they like he crash lands yeah. a helicopter in his front fucking yard. <laughs> it's a great movie. Get the ludes when they're on the boat. He doesn't give a shit. He just wants the drugs. I mean, I'm I'm pr- I'm not that old. I've never even seen. I guess those were popular, what, like in the '70s and early '80s. I've never even oh, seen one. Brandon? Uh, I am 40 years old. The big four. Oh, same as me. 75. Okay. Yep. Yeah, me too. The big four. Yeah, I guess they had those and they pulled them or something, and they still had you know whatever was out in the market. Is that really that <laughs> only the the collector's editions of Ludes? I guess. I mean, that's, that's what it made it sound. I, I think that's, from my read, it's kind of true. I don't, I don't really know, but it's hmm. years before me, because I'm 79, by the way. But oh, okay. Have you guys seen The Hateful Eight? You know what? It's on my list of movies to watch. I have not seen it. Um, I know there was a review about it on uh, the forums here, but no. Th- is it worth my while? Worth your while? Yes. I liked it. It's not as good as Django, but... It's all right. It's good. Okay, I'll definitely check it. I saw uh, the last movie I saw. I have the, one of these little boxes that you can kind of stream movies, even movies that are still in the theater. I saw The Big Short. I don't know if either one of you've heard of it. it has a lot of. I, I ju- yeah, I just saw it. When, I liked it. I thought uh, Steve Carell's role was great, and Christian Bale, his role in it was great. Uh, just two tremendous performances. What, what, he's a good actor. Yeah, he is. A, he's a great actor. He came off as like I guess the the real person that he portrayed. Uh, I don't remember his name. In real life, had Aspergers and other social anxieties and dysfunctions, and that's why you know if you saw the movie, you, you know Christian Bale was kind of eccentric. I mean, remember just jamming to the Metallica music. He couldn't really talk to people. Um, Beer and poker. Did you see this movie? No. Okay. Adam, what was your thoughts? Did you like the movie? I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was it was yeah, a good picture. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> the Big Short, right? Yes, the Big yeah, Short. Yeah, I liked it. I, I thought it was I thought it was good. Oh, I'm, 
I love you too, Drake. I, I don't know who that is. I mean, I know he's a fan. Shout out to everyone still in the chat. I mean, we've had uh, a lot of people on. Hey, you're, a f- a f- you're a fucking celebrity. No, Brandon. Drake. Oh, Drake's all okay. What you're talking about, Drake being celebrity because Drake's a uh, music. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna gamble here because he is a uh, longtime listener, Hall of Famer. Darkstar wants to uh, come on because yeah, I, tra- I tried to have him add me, but he says he can't find me. Uh, did, did either one of Bubbles, you? Please talk to me about the MTL7. All right. Yeah. There's, there's this. Uh... He should be able to look at your picture. I know that's what I was. Tra- uh, that's what I was telling him. You can see my picture. The hat, right white shirt. Yeah, exactly. Try it one more time. It's Brandon Gerson. Everyone knows my name. Uh, it's There's a picture of me with a hat and a white shirt. I'm sure you know what I look like. Darkstar, I'm afraid if I touch anything, it's going to crash the whole fucking operation. So go ahead and see uh, if you could add me. But yeah, uh, it was a good I mean, movie. There's a, there's a poker table playing behind, but go ahead. Um, yeah. yeah, that's true. There also was a poker table. So it's like it's kind of obvious. Yeah. But, but Adam, yeah, I like the movie... Uh, and from what I read, it was pretty realistic. Of course, there's always things added to make it dramatic and give it that Hollywood effect. But uh, it's basically a true story. Somebody or a number of people thought that uh, the housing market was going to collapse the economy and they wanted to short uh, mortgages. And uh, Christian Bale, far above anybody else or his character that he played, uh Shorter than most, it was like what was it like two, three billion dollars, Adam, something like that, that he made. Yes, I don't know. If it was that much, but yeah, it was in it, the billions. It's like you you have to be disgusted <laughs> by watching about people in that business. You have to be disgusted. That's funny. Yeah, you do. You don't think? No, I I I do. I I agree, especially since they're betting. Basically, that people were going to be homeless and, uh, you know, the economy was going to collapse. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm to... adding Dark Star to the call. Okay, I go think. ahead. You do that. And I, you know, there, Dark Star. Maybe not. See what, what happens. Uh, I see a name pop up, Daryl. But nope, don't, yeah, maybe we don't want to say more. my yeah. name. I'm not going to say any more than that, but my first name. His name's pretty much public knowledge on uh, the forum, maybe. But Whose name is Is he the fucking ginger that everybody's okay, raving about? Okay, I got him. Let me send him a Skype request. Oh, man, calm down. <laughs> calm down, bud. So I apologize. <laughs> I, 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 you might be right, but calm down, sir. Now, I, someone, in, I, and he sent me a very nice right. PM. Do either one of you know who Drake is? He's in the chat. He sent me a very positive PM after this whole Garrett debacle, but I, I don't, I don't recall the name. You say rapper? Oh, I don't know anything more than that. But no, it's Drake. Just, I don't okay, know oh Drake, have I met Drake you? Do I know you? I don't not, nonetheless, thank you for the compliments. Um, trying to add beer and poker. He has to share his details. With I'm me. still here. Or I'm sorry, Dark Star. Can yeah. you hear us, Dark, Dark Star? Uh, I, th- I don't see him on there yet. No. Well, Darkstar, I sent you a contact request. So, anyhow, in the future, uh, yeah, I know uh, Adam was very, very generous and said that he would donate uh, to a free roll. Um, if I can, you know, get a little tournament going at night. We've done that before with the late shows. So, and I appreciate that. And again, if anyone knows shit, I want to set up, you know, there's a lot of fail tonight. And I guess it's to be expected 
first show and old laptop. But again, if anyone knows anything about uh, computer equipment and, and can maybe just send me a message privately because I do want to step up the... Uh, we I mean, really if you, need, if you need a stereo mixer, you can mm -hmm. just get a badass sound blaster. Okay. You know? Well, you know what? I, I, like I said, I thought about getting one of those Surface Pros anyhow. So if, if that has that in there or if I could install it in there, that would be perfect. So, like well, I, said, I mean, like like uh, an external uh, 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 audio audio card would only be, cost you like uh, like a hundred. You know what I mean? Yeah. So get whatever laptop or whatever surface you want, and just just figure in that you need to use a hundred bucks to get the audio card. Okay, makes sense. I mean, I would say get a decent laptop anywhere. I mean, anything that's like probably above eight. Well, I also have a MacBook more. Pro, but I, from what I was reading with Druff, I I don't even know what the software is. He said, "Good luck with that." But Drexel, I don't it, know. It, it's, get the that, Surface, but it has to be the Pro. Like I don't know. Okay. Not, I don't know if I'm not about the Surfaces to recommend anything. It's really nice. It's sort of like a fat, uh, fat. Uh, uh, iPad, but uh, like with really high, uh, it's a high-end uh, computer in a iPad it's, format. It's, oh, it's a, so it's not a laptop. It's got like an iPad. Uh, no, yeah, but no, I no, thought no, it was. It, it's no. a laptop, but it, it, it is. It's not a foldable thing. You like? No, it's a laptop, but formed like an iPad. Exactly. It, it collapses like one that has an attachable keyboard to it. I, I've, yeah, I've okay. checked them out. They're, they're they are really nice. Okay. I know because I, I don't know enough about them, so I'm not gonna. Yeah. All right. But they are not cheap. No, they're not. No. Well, we've covered a lot of subjects, gentlemen, tonight. Uh, I talked about football. We talked about NBA. Um, Dark Star wants to talk about the police in Chicago. Well, I sent him a contact request, and I'm, I'm still waiting. Uh, I'll resend it. I can't do anything until he adds me. Um, I sent him two contact requests. So, you know, I think we uh, should find a subject to talk about that is interesting and the audience will like, and we can go out with a bang. And I apologize I if you get... you should just talk more about the football games because... No, I mean, we probably ran football out, honestly. Yeah, until, okay. we know, until we know who who's makes the Super Bowl, we probably ran it out. I, I intend, I got to contact Truff and I'll, because I got to find out the, because he said there's a, he's going to offer some kind of tool to restart the uh, the repeats of the. I already, he already have the link. I, I have one question. I, I you probably just... talked about this, uh, Brandon. Yes. I'm, I'm just curious. But I did, sorry, I just opened another beer. <laughs> um, were you generally. Now, no, like, were you really afraid when fucking Garrett uh, threatening you? Because I would just laugh it off as a no, fucking idiot. It, it, it's not. I mean, look, you all, you both obviously read the news, so you know in today's day and age, nothing's impossible. I mean, would, no, I, would it shock I, anyone if some crazy person came after me and? You know, I had no idea that he was near me and just shoots me. I mean, but that, that wasn't what it was. It was more just the, the, the anger part of, again, doing something nice for somebody and then yeah, being yeah, disrespected. No. no, it wasn't a fear thing. Like, no, do I think I'm, he's realistically going to come out here? If and... you were, like, 
No, no, it's about no, no, no. It it never was about that. It's uh, you know I'm very big on respect. I treat people, you know, and this is try how I try to live. You know, at this point in my life, I treat people and I give people the the same respect that I want them to give me. And I mean, uh, it applies to you. It applies to my my friends here. And I went out of my way, and I would never say that Garrett and I were friends. I mean, we weren't far from it. I met him one time, and I, I had, but you know, I had no communication with him up until that that instance, and I was doing him a favor. And you know, I'm not fucking a celebrity, and I'm not a hero for what I did. But look, let's understand something: the kid flew all the way out here from Florida with limited money on him. If I didn't meet him. When I met him, he wasn't going to get to play in the tournament that he came here for. Now, this yeah. isn't, of course, a knock on C-Money. C-Money, you know, is insanely generous, insane. He gave a guy he didn't even know $1,000 and said, go play in a tournament. You know, but C-Money is a businessman, and he, I mean, I, I already posted it, so it doesn't really matter, but that evening we were having dinner. He introduced me to Joe Francis, the, you know, Girls Gone Wild creator and, former boyfriend of Paris Hilton. And afterwards, there's some things they needed to attend to that didn't involve me and they were business related and see money had to go. And he wasn't going to be able to meet Garrett. So if I didn't meet him at the moment that I did, then the kid comes out here and I, you know, I thought that'd be awful. Like he doesn't get to play and, you know, and I kind of knew the past on the forums that people that he fought with people. I never get involved in all that. I never, I never jumped in on it. So again, it was as simple as me sitting in my fucking hotel for three, four hours waiting for him, getting money out of an ATM, giving it to him, being polite and courteous to him, and seeing him on his way. You know, and that's it. Like, you know, I mean, again, that's it. There's no other part of this story. So then, for him no, to start, I'll, I'll, no, I'll no, I'm not getting mad at you. I'm just saying if it's. You were afraid that no, he it's might, more. Uh, do something to you? No, it, it, it would aggravated me as he started posting my full last name, and even though maybe my name is known, uh, which is fine, you know, I have no problem with it if it, if it's in a respectful way. But when he's, you know, using my name, you know, which if someone starts posting a full last name in, in on Poker Fraud Alert, eventually it's going to show up on Google. It will. And I didn't want my, you know, people do Google my name. And I, that was my biggest, uh, you know, that was yeah. what I was upset about. You know, you said, you Drake said, wants to talk about Mike. You, con- do you have any uh, contact with Mike so, this uh, 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 I'll get to that in a second. So anyhow, just long story short again, and, and I said, I addressed this in the beginning of the show, but I'm sure both of you can understand, you know, I have, I have had bad experiences uh meeting people from these forums before and then i meet someone like daredevil who i met a couple weeks ago and we had a great time and hung out totally normal cool guy uh but listen i did a favor for the dude i never talked to him before never talked to him after and then for him to come out attacking me it's disrespectful and he should have been banned and 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 did he send some like messages to you about your you and like coming to beat you up or yeah he sent a message saying he was gonna come to uh vegas and fight me and kick my ass and it was all kinds of stuff but no it's not about listen i've been threatened a lot i mean on these forums i mean anyone has Brandon, it's been here if you get uh if you get you just, uh garrett to come to vegas i'm gonna spend a grand to fight him if you videotape it okay <laughs> 
No, you, you. I'm just saying you so, can't be too careful. That I mean, you. I mean, these days you don't know what you're dealing well, with. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you turn on the news like tonight, this, you turn on you the do news. Nothing to help him, and then all of a sudden yeah. he says this shit about you because of people you're associate or either friends or you know acquainted with. He of just course. Says shit. That's right. So that was the whole issue, and I, you know, and I'm not, I'm not mad at Druff, but you know, I thought he should have stepped in sooner and 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 just ended the whole thing but it is what it is but i was more aggravated with the fact that fuck i tried to help someone again went out of my way and it's just like he starts talking shit and that's just it, it, you know it was bullshit so but brandon yes you sir. never threatened to leave us because there's a whole community that loves you Aww, so buddy. i mean use it as leverage but uh, don't uh, actually do it all right you're a sweet you're a sweet guy thank you and, and to answer your second question uh, I've had no contact with Mycon. Uh, the last time I saw him, it was about a year ago. I saw him at the Venetian, and we were at the same table playing a horse tournament. Um, this was right before all that shit went down, and uh, they raided his house, and he fled. He didn't say anything to me. I didn't say anything to him. We played a couple hands together. It was still awkward, uh, at least on my part, seeing him. You know, Horse, it was like a six-handed ga- game, so it's not like, you know, it's only a few of us at the table so we uh mixed it up in a couple pots but it wasn't like he was playing after me just you know because i was in a pot or vice versa but never said a word to me um didn't acknowledge me i didn't acknowledge him and that was it uh other than that i I don't i don't know where he lives i don't know what he's doing and i i i know nothing sounds very cool but he sounds very self-promoting who mycon mike yeah yeah well, he's always been a self-promoter. That's one of his very strong skills. That, I mean, whether it was Golden Tea or Neverwind Poker, he, he he's a great promoter and marketer of himself. And I mean, he's, he's like, it, let's say he meets somebody, then it sort of, I think he, he thinks it's cool not to remember the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I can't remember <laughs> you, but maybe we met, whatever, you know? It, yeah, it seems like when he got made all, you know, he did make all some money with Bitcoin and stuff, and he made. It seemed like he felt like he was better than everybody else. And then when he had this shit happen to him, I remember the Karina video or the or the interview where she said that guy's a, he's a fucking degenerate or whatever. It was the greatest uh, interview, but uh, I can't remember if it was on Mark Hoke or one of those shows. I know that there did. were. I know there there were two hosts, funny. so I don't know. It might have been Mark Hoke. Um, but I can't remember which one to be was, honest, but, uh, and yeah. I don't even get asked about him at this point. I don't even think about it. Um, if someone said, "Do I have animosity towards him?" Yeah, I guess I still do. To be honest, I mean, has it lessened over the course of the last four years? Yeah, of course it has. I mean, I don't think about it. I don't think about him, and uh, even with everything that happened in the past, honestly, and I'm being sincere. I don't wish him any harm. I, mean, I don't sit here and like want bad things to happen to him. Like it's just over. It's done. It was a chapter in my life, and you know, it sucked. I mean, it, it, that's it a great way of taking it. I'm I mean, not life gonna, goes on. Yeah, life. exactly. I'm not going to sit here and grow old and be bitter and angry over it. I mean, right. people just done. do this shit time and time again about stupid stuff for years and years. It's like life goes on. Exactly. Only here for so long. Just fucking live your life. You know. Exactly. So, uh, but you know, I kind of think uh, Adam, and this is just speculation on my part i don't know the terms of his probation but i kind of think that maybe they were some requirements or maybe he's going the extra route to make sure that everything's on the up and up or maybe it's just the fact that he's a dad now uh, because 
you know, the places that I do frequent. And listen, for those that are listening that don't know me that well, although I, I do live in Las Vegas, it's not like every day, every night, every other night, I'm down on the strip gambling. I, I, I'm not. Maybe once, twice a week, you know, I'm, I'm somewhere doing something. But I live a very regular life like everyone else does. I have a lot. Of, I go out to eat a lot. That's probably my biggest vice. I don't cook. And I love good, high-quality food. I mean... I don't know, th- three nights ago, I went to uh, this restaurant called Aquinox at the Venetian. And I spent $125 on a grade five Wagyu steak, which is the most amazing meat I've ever had. I had it uh, before, like uh, in November, and I had it on New Year's Eve. Um, so, you know, but I live a pretty normal life. And, and But the point I'm making is this is I do run around a lot, you know, Bellagio, Aria, Venetian, and I haven't seen MyCon anywhere. So I, I don't know if, you know, part of his probation was he had to stay at a casinos. I know that uh, it's public knowledge he had to get a job and is doing uh, security for a drone store. That, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's funny as shit. Yeah. But, you know, I guess is it does. to show a judge that he has a job? Yes, that's exactly. That's why. That's the only reason why. Because normally in, uh, you know, the American judicial system, Adam, any part of a standard probation is to make sure you're gainfully employed and uh, having a career as a poker player is not going to be construed by most judges as having gainful employment. Um, so that's why I have why... to say the show is trending again. So we okay. can't keep, we, we can't uh, close down Christ. this show. I mean, I'm getting <laughs> hungry. Um, okay. Well, well, I'll go, you know what? Maybe if anything, I'll take a little break. Uh, you know, I may need to, Heat up um, a bagel or something. I, I, I got a little left in me. I don't know how. Still, I drank a lot, but yeah. It's a very enjoyable conversation. How can you quit? What, what I've said again? I'm just saying it's a very enjoyable conversation, and the people know, are listening. How can you quit? I agree. Yeah, I'm trying to go as long as possible too. Right. So anyhow, uh, I the point I was making about Mycon, the uh, U.S. is I haven't seen him. So I, I, you know, I know he's. I mean, I guess in theory he could be just a places I'm not. But you know, if he, I know where he hangs out, where the poker is, where you know, it's not like he's going downtown. And he's grinding at Binion. So if he was gambling, whether you know it's blackjack or any form of poker, I would have run into him somewhere since he's been back, and I don't see him. So I don't think he's he's out. And people that I know that I'm friends with that know him, they haven't seen him. So. Uh, that's really that. There's nothing really else to report. And again, you know, I may play the little videos on here because they're funny. But I, I, at this point, I really don't have any animosity or very minimal. It's over. I don't, I don't think about it at all. And like Beer and Poker said, you know, why grow old and just be bitter over something? It's, it's done. You know, it's not. I like my life. And uh, so, anyhow. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to connect with Darkstar. You're taking the high road. Is that it? Can you guys hear me? Oh, are you Darkstar? Yeah, just put it on. Yep, can hear you loud and clear. Yes, I am taking the high road, Adam. Welcome, Darkstar. Uh, thank you, guys. I, the problem was I had two accounts, so you guys were logging into another Skype account I had. I forgot about that one. How's it going, Darkstar? Hmm. It's going well. So, well, yeah, I figured morning. I'd just chime in if you guys wanted to hear some uh, yes. Chicago stories. Go for it. <laughs> uh, just to give you guys a little bit of a background, my brother is a Chicago cop, and he's been on the force for like 15 years. 
he actually at one point worked with the cop that shot the guy 16 times. So big problem we have over here in Chicago is that they don't have very good PR for the police department. And there's nobody really to get the word out on what laws are and what actually is happening. So you basically have all the news media throwing around just ridiculous stories and all the reverends and civil leaders in the city up in arms trying to make demands and protest and <laughs> shake people down, excuse me, allegedly. Um, so you get a lot of issues going on here. Um, there's the, the problem they did was they decided to make demands against the police and they're basically making them do a hell of a lot more paperwork than they've ever had to do. And when most people would say, well, it's just paperwork, everybody's got paperwork to do. Yeah, except the fact that the paperwork now takes 45 minutes for every single person you talk to. And if you don't dot every I and cross every T, you've got attorneys going after you that will sue you and you could lose your job. So they are under a world of pressure, a lot of stress. So instead of being proactive and trying to get out there and fight crime, they're having to basically sit in their car and respond to calls. And that's not hmm. saying they're not doing their job. They are doing their job, but their jobs have been made much harder. So you can, you can essentially get a call that says, hey, there's guys over there on that corner right there selling drugs. You can drive over and, and stare at them for a quick second, but if they're not holding the drugs up in the air and flashing it around, you can't do anything. You have to just drive away. So the police are, in essence, sitting around waiting to respond. And in the meantime, the homicide rate is ridiculous. The shootings are up, I think, 140% compared to last January. So crime is going through the roof here in Chicago. You got the mayor who quite possibly delayed putting that 16-shot guy video out because he was trying to get reelected. So since he delayed that a little bit, it looks real bad for the mayor and so everybody's coming down on him. So what's he going to do? He's going to throw the police under the bus and say, well, they needed better training. Uh, we need you know, people to come in. we got to make sure that the police aren't abusing their power. I mean, granted, there's going to be some cops abusing their power. It's kind of a statistical given. But nobody focuses on what the real laws are and the fact that these guys were breaking laws. They resisted arrest. They didn't follow the commands of you know, the police. They're armed, dangerous, and fleeing the scene. So lethal force can be applied. But nobody focuses on that because there's nothing hmm. you can do about it. You're better off complaining and threatening to sue, and the city will just open up their checkbook and pay you off because it's not costing them anything. It's costing the taxpayers. So running without a gun, you are uh, that's a uh, cost to shoot someone? No, there's when you hear people say somebody was shot and they were unarmed, well, because no, it was late. About, I'm talking about home video or people running without a gun. Um, they're generally not going to be shooting anybody unless there is like significant fear of their lives, and that usually requires there to be a weapon. If somebody doesn't have any weapons and is coming after them, they're not shooting anybody. I mean, these so are that all just black guy in the park running away, fucking getting a full clip going. That's yeah. all right. I don't think it was a full clip. I think it was five shots, 
And the I was guy, a lot more than five shots. I don't give a shit if one or fucking ten. It doesn't matter. You well, gonna shoot somebody in the back running? Yes, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not illegal. The guy had a weapon and he was fleeing the scene after committing crimes. Okay. So they have every justifiable reason to shoot him. And the fact that his back was turned is irrelevant because the guy could easily just put his arm straight behind him and take a couple shots at the cops. But unless people know those laws, it's not going to matter. Everybody's just going to you know, sit there and scream, you shot him in the back. Well, that's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. They have the right to shoot somebody who's a dangerous felon who just committed felons or felony crimes and is armed and dangerous and not following the directions of the police. Well, in that case, do you think that the laws are uh, all right? That's a great question. And the problem is, I, I've been talking to Gael, we, uh, we, we're close friends and we argue about this all the time. The problem you have is that the laws are written a specific way. They're written with gray areas intentionally. It's very hard for you to say, how can we change these laws? Let's change them. Because you can't say... Um, you're not allowed to shoot somebody in the back because that's not true because if somebody's not facing you, you're supposed to just stand there as a cop and let him point his gun backwards at you and kill you and you're not supposed to shoot until they shoot? No, that can't happen. And in the case of the guy that got shot 16 times, that's going to be an amazing trial, but if you just follow laws and what they're trained to do, what he did was sadly acceptable. Now, it looks excessive as hell to all of us, but the reality is he's trained to shoot, and he has to shoot for uh, what's it called center mass. So when people want to argue, why didn't you shoot him in the leg? You can't do that. As a cop, if you're shooting, you have to aim for center mass. If you shoot somebody in the foot, you could actually get in more trouble than if you just shot and killed him. And that kind of sounds ridiculous. I wonder one thing. Has there ever been an uh, incident where somebody has shot someone facing, not facing them? Where a cop shot someone that wasn't facing them? Yeah, and from behind. Has it ever happened that somebody fucking like shot backwards? And oh yeah, all, that happens a lot. My brother's even been shot at. He's been hit with bats. He's been shot at, punched. He actually, I believe, I don't know if you go too like, much into like this, but hit I, with he bats actually had to shoot somebody. And punched. That's not like the same area no. code as being shot at. Wow! If only we had a bracket to break down the worst cops in America. Oh yeah, I mean, there's I don't not know. I mean, Dogstar, <laughs> you, you, you're, you're not. This is not. Uh, you're a good poster and a good guy, but the way you are defending this, this is not, uh, not, no, not normal. This is uh, Trump-like. <laughs> See, and that's the problem. Um, I've had these arguments with people. Do I agree with what they're doing? No, I think it's excessive. But. Once show like once I was showed and told how the laws work, I understand why they created the laws that way. In the case with the guy who got sh uh, shot sixteen times, you're not it, trained. If it was legal to fuck ten year olds, would you do it? I mean, I mean, no, no. Well, exactly. There's a there's if that's the law, then it's up to you. Do you do that or not? And as a human, you go, oh my god, were you sick? But you saw that thing you're running in the park and got popped several times in the back. You feel that that's a okay shooting? Yes, that it was. Just it came out of trial. That was stop fine. Stop running! I need you to stop and you just go bam, bang, bang, bang. 
Yeah, if you if they tell you to stop and drop your weapons and you do not stop and drop your weapons, they're going to shoot you. You are now a dangerous threat to other people in the area. And if they did not shoot you and you run around with that gun and decide to shoot someone else, you can bet the cops are getting sued for not stopping them. I'm very glad that uh, you're not a police officer in Norway. <laughs> it's, it's a whole <laughs> lot different over here, believe me, than it is in Norway. It's it's practically <laughs> it's a war zone on the south and west sides of Chicago. Yeah. Is, you is that where you live? Is that where you live, Dark Star? I'm I grew up just west of Chicago, just west. Now, of have the you board. ever seen Have you ever seen the Showtime comedy uh, Shameless? Yeah, yeah, that's I filmed a lot on the south side. Okay, that's the that's the the, the ghetto part of Chicago is the south side. Uh, it's the south and parts of the west side. Okay, now, and you, what part did you live or grow up in? Uh, the first suburb west of Chicago. It's called Oak Park. Okay, but we so uh, basically what I'm asking: Were you in the ghetto? Did you live in the ghetto, or you? Okay, I don't know. You know, okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, grew up in a real nice suburb. Okay, do you are you a Shameless fan? I watched it for a little bit. Yeah, it was it was decent. I mean, you don't still watch it? You don't keep up with nah, it? Nah, I don't. I don't watch it anymore. I stopped watching it like a year ago. Okay. Because I know the but, the for those that don't know, it, you know, it's a comedy starring uh, William H Macy and a num- number of others, and it's set in a. Uh, what did you say? It was the south and the west side of Chicago. I, well, I've seen some of the scenes, and it's from it's along the L lines, and the L is what our elevated trains are. So it's on the south side of Chicago. It, okay. it looks like they're shooting around like five thousand, six thousand south. Yeah. You know, but would you say that uh, becoming a police officer shouldn't you accept some kind of risk? Yep. Absolutely, they do. I, yeah, but the way you're talking, it's it's sort of like if you don't like do exactly as I say, I'm gonna fucking empty the clip. No, not, it's gonna depend on the scenario. They're trained in all the scenarios. You just the have point to be being that those uh, scenarios that are being filmed. They are not emptying clip scenarios, but still, you are arguing that they are. No, no, no. I'm not arguing that they're emptying clips. That only happened in that one case. Well, um, to me, five shot is like emptying a clip. You know what I mean? I mean, if you have to, like, just like. And that's to you, but. but trailing five shots out from a guy running. Sure. I'm just saying you that. Got, well, shouldn't you, like. If you want to be a police officer, to me, if it was up to me, you have to go to, like, SEAL training and what not to be a police officer because in Norway everybody dreams of becoming a police officer and it takes a lot of hard work and what not and if you're lucky they pick you up as a police officer but in America it's sort of like yeah if you do good in a spelling contest you could join the force <laughs> that's what it's becoming sadly they can't get enough people right now to join the Chicago police. And frankly, the uh, morale of the Chicago police is reportedly at an all-time low. Hmm. So it's it's a very tough time to be a Chicago cop. I mean, everybody but is assuming they're all... Don't you agree all- that in general it's too easy to be a police officer in America? 
I don't know. I don't want to say that because I haven't taken all the training. I just know from the stories that I've heard from my brother and other people. Seriously serious in the chat is saying that in America, you can become a cop with an 80 IQ in some one year of community college. I don't know if he's speaking in jest or being serious. I don't know what the qualifications are. I don't know any cops personally. I've never had any cops in my family or amongst close friends. I'm thinking the harder it is to become a police officer, the better police officer you're going to get. Sure. But then you got to also understand that if you're that smart, why would you want to risk your life and you could be doing other things and making more money? So well, some of these guys... You, you, of course you would pay very good police officers more than they don't bad pay police officers. Well, they don't police pay them that police officers don't get enough money. Uh, like I know, I saw some kind of recently. I saw like an ad or something down here in Detroit. Um, I don't live in Detroit, but like I'm live like way north of, or south of Detroit. But um, it was like thirteen fifty an hour to start off as a cop, and that's just in one of the worst cities in the world. That's that's just bullshit. You know, I'm sorry, that's terrible. I, I don't know how they do theirs, but there, I believe in Chicago, your salary starts to level if you're there for like six or more, and you done the training you seem to know what you're doing then you make get like a 30 percent jump up and pay immediately hmm. don't quote me on that but i believe there is a, a, a step up significantly in pay probably after i i would see that i mean i could see that after you yeah they want to make sure you, you get your experience done and everything i guess you want to pay nobody who just starts off a lot of money but it is a rookie cop that would not encourage me to want to uh, start out being a cop in Detroit, like one of the worst cities. In Chicago, the same way. I wouldn't want to start up at thirteen fifty an hour. I don't know what. It's probably a little bit more in Chicago. Is, is Detroit still as destitute as I read it was years ago? I mean, I read something like over half the street lights were out, and there are certain parts of Detroit that cops didn't even respond to calls from. It basically sounded like the wild, wild west. Uh, is that still the case now? I don't li live in that area. I don't really even follow it too much. I. I there's the cops. I mean, I, to some extent, I would say yes, but it's probably exaggerated a little bit. Uh, that's all I can probably. Feel I, I do have to ask to a me, question from guys... Europe, if I can. Sure. You think it would be wise to like uh, re like uh, look at the amendments that you have, being that we're living in uh, 2016 and not in 1816. You think about that in terms of guns? should have the right to bear arms and whatever? That's a that's a good question. My opinion is that our uh, constitution was written back when maybe that was significant. Now it really shouldn't be. So I could understand if people want to say, guys, we really don't need this many guns on the street. But then the problem becomes, well, there's already so many out there. What do we do? Can we prevent people from owning them? Because then the only people who are going to own them are the guys who really want them and probably want to do something really bad with them. In, so in, I don't know how true. every that's other true. country in the world that are restricting guns, it has a positive effect. Are you saying well, that in America it would not uh, be the same? I don't think it would be the same. There's too many out there, too much crime to be committed. There's too much cash grabs and all this other shit that people think that they can get in America. Yeah, too many, too many strong, powerful people that can fight that, you know, th that uh, request. Really, I think NLA, Al Capone is gone. Uh, 
<laughs> yes and no. <laughs> I mean, we still have a lot of mob problems. We got a lot of huge gang problems. So Al Capone might be I, I gone. I think those are the people that are committing all the homicides. It's the fucking uh, the guy getting drunk and shooting his wife. That's the guy who's killing people. Uh, if you were to look at the stats in Chicago, and there's a couple of websites I posted in that thread where you can check it out. Like even last night, the the running story uh, this morning here in Chicago is really bad. And I'm sure the mayor does not want to have this one come out, but it's out there. Um, we have a huge trade show in town. So I think for the next, like this weekend and next weekend is like our restaurant show where you've got a huge convention center we have here called McCormick Place. It's right on Lake Michigan. The hotel, the Hyatt, is right next to it. It's kind of like adjacent to it. They had a uh, murder take place in the lobby last night. Some Somebody walked up to a dude in the lobby, got into a fight, and just put a couple bullets in his head right there in the main lobby. So that's horrible for tourism. And that's what, the biggest what, thing. What they, they do over here, I have to say, and I, I'm, I'm very positive this would work uh, in America too. And when I say America, I mean the U.S. <clears throat> it's very, very, very difficult to get a handgun over here. But if you want to get a shotgun, that it's not that bad. And okay. for home protection, you don't need a fucking Glock or whatever. You could easily do without a 12-gauge shotgun. I, I think that the handguns is the problem, not the shotguns. So it like if you like if you like yeah, yeah it's easier like, to hide. <laughs> you guys are drinking fucking beers. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, There's too many out there in the market, though. Number eighteen. I, I just you just you know, um, I am not aware of any homicides that have occurred so far this year with anything but a handgun. I believe it, the count jumped up to thirty-six already here in Chicago. When, like last year, at the same time, it was like eighteen or something like that. So, yeah, would the you agree are, with me with with me then yeah. that it for yeah. self-defense, like home defense, a shotgun uh, would be good. The yeah, problem uh, is we let too many morons in America get guns, though. Too. Yeah. They don't have to go through any tests and anything like that. They don't have to. I'm not yeah, going to mention thing, whatever amendment there is, and like get whatever ten Glocks and uh, Sig Sauer and whatnot. Well, let me let me tell you guys a little bit more information about the Chicago situation. You're talking about the handguns in comparison to like the shotguns. A big problem we have over here in Chicago is that the centers for like for anyone having any mental issues, those have all been closing. So there's a lot less help for people who have any kind of mental issues. So now you got a bunch of crazies out there with guns. So that's not going to help the situation. Also, if you're in one of these poorer areas of the city and you have something happen to you where you get shot, let's say, you go to the hospital, you know, whatever ER hospital is closest to you. So parts of the south side those hospitals have closed because they can't stay in business because everybody's coming in there saying their name is uh, Joe Smith and getting free service for their gun wounds. Okay, there's a cost of about fifty to one hundred and fifty, depending on the the incident, fifty thousand to one hundred and fifty thousand on average to get treatment for your gunshot wound. So now a hospital has to provide service has to absorb that cost 
then they got to send you to some kind of rehab facility. There's some more costs. And the taxpayers are all paying this because these people are just going in there and not giving their name, claiming they don't have insurance. Everything is covered. Well, somehow that's got to get paid for. Now, these hospitals are going to send the city a bill. The city's not paying their bills. So they're not going to see, if anything, it'll be a couple of years if they get any type of payment. So the more crime goes up, the less money the city has, the less money they can do anything. You know, they, they can't afford more cops. They can't afford the, to keep some of these uh, mental health facilities open. So it's just this spiraling disaster that's going on over here. So now you've got all these people protesting because they know once you got somebody down, it's like a a bull that's been that's like a bull that's been stabbed a bunch of times. Then you go in for the kill now. What's with the Michael Jackson? I I, I was just fucking with you. I'd try my Spotify. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, you got a you got a situation that's going on over here though. You know, Cliff notes it's financially it's an absolute disaster. They're bankrupt the uh, Chicago Teachers Union now at this point because nobody can afford to pay anything. It's a very, very bad situation over here. Hmm. Medium. <laughs> no. Yo! My wife is uh, complaining about me having the beers. No. It's so emotional. You want to hear some more Michael Jackson? Bukowski in the chat uh, (laughs) said, ask Darkstar about knowing the Spolacho brothers. Spolacho brothers. Spolacho brothers. That's my uh, friend's father and uncle, actually. Hmm. And how does he know that you... I probably mentioned something a long time ago on the board. Yeah, unfortunately, the... uh, that was uh, what Casino was based off of. My friend's father right. and uncle. I thought her father was like a salesman. I had no idea. Her uncle was the Joe Pesci character. Hmm. I did not know that. So Interesting. They, they were Chicago monsters. Well, the area I grew up in. Like my, uh, my what do you call it, godmother is Al Capone's niece. There's a lot of uh, mob activity in uh, western burbs. Well, did not know that. That's, yeah, that's a good area for it. But no, I still talk to uh I still talk to um the Spalatro daughter. No need to give her name, but I talk to her every once in a while. What what's her age out of curiosity? Uh we're both forty three, forty four. Okay. Hmm. Everybody is fucking old on this forum, right? Uh, uh it's sure it's that was about low thirties. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking I'm just Everybody's like thirty plus. How old are you? I'm forty. Okay. I think I'm the youngest on this thing then. I'm thirty six, so I Yeah, yeah I it's sort I'm of the... like like I'm born in seventy five. I don't think that that well most people are like seventy five to eighty five born. Yeah, Druff is what? Druff's mine. My age is about uh, 44. Early 70s. What is that, like 71, 72? Yeah, 71. Hmm. It's amazing to think when all this started, people, some people on these sites weren't even young enough to play poker. I remember 
You guys, I mean, do you guys, I, I just forget who knows who. You guys know who Eric Rylan is, right? Yeah. You know yeah. the name? I mean, he posted before he could even legally play in a casino. Now the kid's going to be like 30 years old. It's do you amazing. Re- do you remember him posting on Facebook and whatnot back in the day? Like, he was he was losing millions a day or winning millions a day when he, like, started to make a name for himself. It was Ooh. funny as shit. Rylan? Who is this? Ryland? He wasn't winning that much. I mean, okay, it wasn't no, that no, much. No, no, point, but, point right, being that he had, like, a fake Facebook page where he was, like, where he 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 acted as a high-stakes player, but he wasn't, like, a fucking dime player. Point being, he, like, he, what well, he, he just said exaggerate was, like, what, what his wins Hundreds of thousands or winning hundreds of thousands. Oh, yeah. I, I do vaguely remember that he was exaggerating quite a bit. Yeah. I think he was just trying to impress everybody. Yeah, yeah, it was just funny as shit. That was probably like what ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's right around the time I joined and uh, NWP. I think it was like two thousand six or seven or something. You guys remember like this guy? I, 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 this, this names come up a couple times. I kind of make jokes about it with a couple people and private messages. Remember this guy whose name was Mike? Like whoa. Yes, I remember that I name. Remember. Yeah, okay. I wonder what ever happened to that guy. Like, he was young. He was he was underage. I know. Couldn't really play when he first started. I just wonder what the hell happened to him. Yeah, I, I'm surprised we haven't heard too much from uh, Jive Turkey Suckafool. <laughs> he lives over here in Chicago. He was the one who uh, I don't know if some of you guys know him, but he was the one who used to play in the Heartland Poker Tour a lot. I did not. And know uh, he he made one of the final tables. And he shows up at the final table. He's got like a, his traditional black T-shirt with a sport coat on, and they like they, they go around the table and they're they're uh, listing all these people what they do. It's like, yeah, this is Joe Smith from uh, you know Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. He's a he's a cattle rancher, and they get the chive turkey. He's like, yeah, this is Adrian. Uh, he's an aspiring man of leisure. <laughs> that was his title. He hasn't worked ever, <laughs> so yeah. I don't think he ever had a job. There was a lot of characters back in the day. Huh? You should have Pooh call oh. in. I think it would be a very interesting guest. I think he would too. I, you know, I. Do you think Pooh should call in one day? Yeah, Pooh, come on, man, be calling in one time. Well, maybe the next time you do one of these shows, Drexel. I'm sorry if there's there's making noise on my phone's kind of vibrating over here. Um, give give a little bit more heads up. And I'm sure people would be able to of to course. know you're definitely going to have the show. I I've totally forgot you were even thinking about this. I woke up. I wasn't sure I was going to do this up until discussion. an hour before the show. But Pooh won't I'll, be calling I'll in. Enjoy talking to that doppelganger. You you'd enjoy talking to who? The doppelganger. That's, Not sure who that is. What's that sound? That's Pooh. I'm just seeing when uh, he and Marty has look-alike pictures. Hmm. As, as oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know, yeah, I know what you're referring to. No, I like him. I, I just wanna like fuck him in the ass and tell him that. Uh, <laughs> That's one way to meet somebody and thank them. I just need to like uh, know your role, basically. You know what I mean. Yes. Guy comes into a thread and telling other people that, uh, oh, it went downhill the, this last page. Yeah, I need to show him downhill. <laughs> you need that hero poker sign up code. <laughs> so, Pooh, please call in so I could sort of like uh, gently 
lay in two. And I'm gonna get two more beers, fellas. I'm I'm, I'm approaching twenty beers. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> I'm I'm probably above. I'm, I'm I know I'm above that, but like I'm, I don't even want to count how many I've had because I haven't gone to bed. But um, yeah. I gotta scoot like pretty soon. I got a sun plan. What? And this fucking shelf is showing signs of weakness. Who? The shelf over our bed, like in my bedroom. Oh, oh yeah, okay. you better remove that. Your shelf is starting to show signs of weakness. Yeah, yeah. There's so many beers up there. <laughs> You're drinking <laughs> beer in bed and putting them like, on. I've got a lot of liquor too. Here's beers and like you know, with a plate with a little bit of food on it and whatnot. I'm just saying, we need we need to get poo on here before the shelf falls down. I'm not looking at the computer. I'm on my phone. Is he actually in chat, or is he on the board right now? Yeah, he's on there. To have him call in and replace me. No, no. You're crazy enough to be still be here. Yeah, I got a son who's playing basketball. I get going, drive up to go see him. Okay. Well, yeah, we're, I, I, it's 10 a.m. now. It's going to be eight hours soon, so I am... Uh, Guys, we are gonna have to wrap this up pretty yeah, soon. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little tired and I'm hungry. And there you go. Uh, but you know, I, I will, uh, I will say to you guys, and, and thank you again for all of you being on here, and to those listening, I, I will do this more often, Adam. It won't be another four years. I can, I can promise you that. Um, Let me know when I'll free roll you some poker money. When okay, uh, that's awesome. Say, I'm gonna end this soon, otherwise I'm gonna start playing some hero poker mic on ads because I have those. <laughs> I still have those, by the way. I have a couple of them saved on my computer. This is pretty. Well, you heard I played. I played it twice earlier. You played it. You have to. Did you play the hero poker one? So yeah, I've got to play the hero twice. There's actually one Daniel of them that. Subscriber, I'm a goddamn subscriber. There's actually one of them he put in one of the podcasts, and it was like I think he only played it once, and I actually have that one. And it's the like the hidden. Yeah. I mean, I even thought about, I have on uh, one of my laptops, I think it's the one I'm running radio off. Do you guys remember that Seriously Serious uh, made a theme song for the old radio show? Yeah. Uh, I had, 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 did you guys ever he heard that? You know, he had, oh. one step was in, now I'm on the radio, one step in. Do you guys remember that show or that, that yeah. theme? I mean, I, I, I don't remember who remembers and who's from where. But seriously, Sirius actually came up with a pretty good opening monologue for it and or song. I uh, just, I just, can I do a shout out to my cocker spaniel Harry? Yes, absolutely. Go. He's been He's joining listening. me the entire time. Oh. So well, but uh, Drexel, the next time you're on, I'm gonna call in and uh, please don't uh, shut me out. No, I have you on Skype now and. Uh... You know, I'm going to get better at this. I, I, I really didn't have an agenda, but I'll try to get some late-night guests. We'll try to push the envelope a little bit, maybe get some porn stars like back in the day that like to be limb-fucked. Yeah, well, uh, what's that girl that didn't you have? What was her? Her name was Ava, Ava Divine. Oh, God. Stump girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I met her at, uh, at an Exotica show. Did you really? Yeah, I went a couple of years ago. It was hilarious. Is she still divine? No, she's uh, she never was. 
she's not in a, she's not a, you know and I'm not I'm not being rude I mean porn stars are porn stars but as porn stars go she is not an attractive girl um, I mean how would let her freaking a weird dude alright but okay yeah. Anyone's listening that doesn't doesn't know this, I had a porn star who had a fetish of fucking people that were missing limbs. She literally liked to be fucked by missing limbs. Her name was Ava Devine, A V A D E V I N E, and go ahead and Google her. And I don't oh, know, some... she's pretty much a sperm receptacle. Yes, yes, that is that is Come correct. Does. And you know what? I at this point. I don't even remember how I befriended her, how I got her on radio. I've had her on radio numerous times. Um, she actually, uh, at one point, we we were in the talks of doing a donk down <laughs> porno, and she actually said, and I, I kid you not, uh, I mean this is this gold is lost somewhere in in cyberspace, but she said on radio. And she was in Vegas. She lived in Vegas. Uh, that was her home base. That and you know, and this isn't just some whore. Like she's made tons of videos. She's won awards at AVN. She said on radio that if we brought uh, some people, she would fuck. You know, some people from the forum. She knew it was like a poker, whatever. That she would fuck them in Vegas. I I remember there is somebody. Who the hell was it? Wasn't there somebody that that was on Donkdown? That was missing an arm or a leg, or there was some, there was somebody we specifically wanted her to fuck that was like limbless. Allegedly, like Las Vegas. The whole allegedly. Time. All right, yeah. It's just who knows if he really was, but okay. Do, who, do you guys remember who was it that claimed that they were missing a limb? I can't remember, but I'm just going with the. I'm gonna hang up and let you guys talk. I'll take the talk to you okay. guys later. Thanks Thank for calling in. Yeah. So there was there was somebody that fuck. I, I don't. Know. I, I can't remember his name either. I'm on. Oh, the I remember, I remember now, this segment. Yeah. So, but everyone, you know, it was all talk, like you know. And I never, I never ever said I was gonna fuck this girl. But everyone was like, before, you know, yeah, you get this girl, I'll come, well, fuck girl. And then when you know, remember everyone, we even had like a plot. Druff was gonna be like the pizza delivery boy, and you know, like we were gonna make an old school porno, you know. And, and but uh, like everything else, it never came to fruition, and you know. But she made the offer, and I believe she would have fucked everyone. I mean, that's one of her other things besides having a fetish for limb fucking. She also uh, is a big. She made a good radio. She was funny. Uh, yeah, and she was very big into gangbang. So I mean, you know, I remember back in the day looking at videos of her taking five, six, seven, eight cocks at once. So uh, there was no question as to her seriousness of this. I mean, I believe you know then. I believe now she would have done it, but. We never pursued it, and like I said, the last time I had her on was probably that last show or close to it. So it's been four years. I mean, she could have she could have died of AIDS for all I know by now. I don't know if she's still in the business. Still have her phone number. Um, should should have asked Iceman if he knew who she was. He'd probably be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's funny. You know, it's just it's still just so odd to me that a lot of those stories and things people don't even know about. That I can guarantee if we called Iceman now, there'd be people that are listening that don't even know who he is or don't even know the history. You know, it, it's just, fuck. It's like we said earlier, we're getting old, man. We're not, you know, we're not in our 20s anymore. And uh, it, it's... Well, for sure. Yeah. 
Iceman and Julio, as he is, likes to say it. Julio. Drexel, what's your deal with his daredevil? I mean, he's sort of like a newbie. Sort of just like uh, shoehorning into the mix. Um, my, I, You know what? I don't even know how long he's been around. I'm very bad at that. Like I have to like... retire it, shoehorning in, because I think it's sort of like, uh, I don't know, newbie. I don't know how long he's been a part of uh, these forms, but what I what I will tell you is this: um, his name just stood out because I started co-hosting radio with Todd on his on the show that he runs, and Daredevil was a part of it. And uh, I met him last month in December, and the kid is totally normal. I mean, I, I actually was with my girlfriend, and I had a suite at uh, Mandalay Bay, and he came over there. He was staying at, I think, Excalibur or Luxor. And he came over, came up into my suite. You would appreciate this. He popped open. I offered him something to drink, and he popped open a couple beers out of the mini <laughs> bar. He was drinking, drinking some beers. And he did radio in the same room with me. And, and uh, normal guy. I mean, looks like, you know, not like disfigured, you know, clean shit. You know, just a normal, nice guy. Very friendly and polite. Um, but in regards to his history on the forums, I don't know how long he's been around. Maybe you're right. Maybe he's a newbie. He's only been around a year or two. Maybe he's been lurking. I don't know. But I did meet him, and I'll, I'll you know, you never know anybody. So I've given up, and I'll never make that mistake. I'm just like saying that, that with he Jason, takes vouching liberties for... on the forums. That's what all I'm saying. He takes liberties on the forums. Such, such as? Such as? Naming himself as in the same sentence as your name. Oh wow, that's a that's a compliment. I, I don't know specifically what you're referring to. I, um, I I'm not hating the guy. I'm no, just no. saying that uh, the guy he has no business being named <laughs> with your name or draft or whatever. If you're talking about oh. back into way back 2007 and whatnot. But yeah, now he it like he was being snubbed and he was naming his own name. I'm like, really? Well, I, I for some reason, I do believe it or not, I do read a lot of the threads, even if I don't post in them. What was he snubbed or what was he feeling snubbed about? I don't recall what you're referring to. I don't know. It was a thread being snubbed. and I, I could appreciate you and Druff being snubbed, but uh, who the fuck is Daredevil? Oh, he's talking, about the, he's talking about the radio show for some fucking nominee for whatever that was. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. all it was. He's not uh, He's no, saying because he, he, he's been part of it. He's been a lot of a part, you know, a part of a lot of the shows on of PFA Radio. That's all I was saying. He was just creating a threat as a joke. I don't think I'm he was even. How do you get the balls to like? He's joking, dude. Come on, he wasn't really going yeah, that hard with it. He, he, I, he was being facetious about it. It wasn't anything to be arrogant or stuck up. And uh, listen, I'll tell you something. Uh, you know, I've been doing this a long time, and you know. The one thing that, that I mean, I, I guess I'm not trying to make a knock on Druff or anything, but the one thing that's hard doing radio with him is at times Druff can tend to kind of go a little long, and he neglects his co-hosts. But you if you've listened, if you've listened to radio recently, uh, I've I've tried 
and I, I guess to some extent <laughs> Druffes, to get Daredevil to open up more and show his personality. And uh, I, the kid's got talent. He's he's very very good on radio. He's very he's very knowledgeable, very very insightful. And again, I'm not vouching for anyone anymore because you know I don't I I met him once. You know, just I wouldn't vouch for either of you. I don't, you know, and I wouldn't expect you to vouch for me. I'm talking about real life. Like, you know, you don't know. I, uh, I guess what I'm really called, saying. I'm being called a Ruski of all things, a Ruski. What, what I really mean is because of the Jacob situation where I kind of in an unintentional way vouched for him. You know, just I never knew. I, you know, people. I mean, I guess Delaware Zone never brings that shit up, and I don't know if it's in a trolling, funny way. I guess it probably is, although it's not really funny to me. But uh, I never saw that shit coming with Jacep, so I'm, maybe I'm the wrong person to judge someone's character or to vouch for anyone. But up until the end, when it was basically too late, I never thought that, uh, you know, I was pretty naive to think that he was a successful I, I, poker I, I player. You've ran bad, though. After, uh, after Brandon, the- you ran really bad with with meeting people and just off the random people like just some of the shit like you ran really bad. Of course, uh, you, I, I mean I you've agree. met some good people too. Like you say, like Daredevil, you met him and stuff, and everything was cool. And there's a lot, a lot, of course there's other people you met, but you ran bad with a few instances. A couple of these people on Staple maybe could have saw it coming, maybe you couldn't. Like with like Garrett, maybe you could saw it coming, but. Yeah, but like, then the thing with Garrett, it never was, you know, like I'm going to sit down and have a meal Brandon, with him. Brandon, literally... Daredevil is trying to call you. Okay, I'm not in my front of my com- computer, but hold on. I'll, I'll, I'll answer it. I'm actually on my phone. I added Skype so I could take my dog out. Hold on. I'll, I'll add him. But yeah, I have run bad. Um, and again, the thing with Garrett, it wasn't a planned thing. thing. It was within a handful of, a handful hours, of hours that, that literally I was asked to do this favor. I wasn't planning on meeting him. I didn't even know he was coming to Vegas. Hold on one second. Don't even grace him with radio time. Okay, Daredevil, I apologize. Can you guys hear me? I can hear you. Okay. I can hear you, but I heard somebody go. Other ways you could maybe have done that in the future. Maybe send a friend of yours. Send your buddy Steve the bodyguard or somebody yeah. to, to meet him. I don't know. Or leave the money at the desk. I mean, whatever. Are you still a friend with Steve? Yeah, I am. Garrett's just a weird uh, Didn't you have a falling out with some crazy thing that was pretty major? With Steve? Yeah, because I remember it from way back in WP or Dunktown. No. There what... was, Steve did something that was like, not good and I mean in any in any situation where you're friends with somebody for 15 years things are going to happen but no I, I there's never anything uh maybe I might have mentioned something in passing on radio but no I'm still It definitely was something I can't huh. remember now but it was pretty damn major at the time I don't guy I don't remember them ever having a serious disagreement. I remember him joking around saying, Go give me some coffee or some shit. Well, you know, there like, there oh, was there was one instance it's just dumb stuff like that. This was years ago, but I don't even think that and maybe I talked about this, but there was an incident at Planet Hollywood where uh there's a mixed game tournament. I think it was like a five hundred fifty dollar buy in, and I put him in the tournament. And this was right relatively right after my falling out with MyCon. And my con was actually at that tournament and Steve saw him and went over and shook his hand and gave him kind of like a hug 
And I got really pissed off over that. Because I was like right after it. And Steve was, you know, my best friend. He knew what had happened. Um, but other than that, I no, there was never anything scandalous that went on. Um, and Daredevil, what's what's your name on... It keeps saying called fail on Skype. Yeah, uh, let me... Do either one of you have Daredevil on Skype? I would guess no. not. Yeah, Adam. Exactly. Okay, go ahead. Daredevil. Uh, Daredevil, go ahead and add Skype me name? or tell me your Skype name, and I'll add you here, and you can come on. And again, I think it's ten oh seven, guys. Let's. I'm gonna go twenty three. I'm getting more close minutes. to the end, honestly. Yeah, yeah I know. Great, well, great, let's. Great. We'll, we'll kill it at ten thirty exactly. If you can go another twenty minutes or so, I can go another twenty minutes. You get some drugs and just keep going a couple of. Hours. No, not gonna. So you're all fucking hyped up on the brew now. I can tell. Yeah, it's it's one thirty p.m. I haven't gone to bed yet. Or it'll be one thirty when we end. I yeah. can stay up that long, but I don't even know why I'm so awake. Make it epic. Anyhow, Daredevil. It's Brandon Gerson. Go ahead and add me. Once or, or tell me. Tonight. I don't know what the fuck. I'm still doing awake. Yeah. All right. The problem, Brandon, is there are like twenty Brandon Gersons on Skype. Not that but many. I'm not. There's probably not yeah, another is. one with I a just, poker. Okay, well, how many are wearing a hat and a white shirt and have poker table behind them? All right, let's just go there. All right, let me. Uh, I, probably, I mean, whatever. That's if you say it's Brandon Gerson, he gave his name out. So yeah, yeah everyone knows my name. Daredevil, yeah, I'm so, not I mean, seeing your name on... Tony, what your picture looks yeah. I mean, yeah, it's... Brandon, you're a celebrity. Thank I'm you. I'm not telling you anything. People don't know, but... Yeah. Daredevil, I'm not seeing you on my Skype contact list. So, go ahead, uh... We got an old schooler joining the chat right now. Okay, there Michael. he is. We got an old schooler, Michael, joining yeah, in. Adding this yeah. will put Good my... God. Active calls on hold. So this is gonna put you guys on hold. Let me okay, hold on. Daredevil. Hello? Okay, you're you're on the air. <coughs> Hello? Daredevil? Yeah, it, is this a fraud show? <laughs> Alright, hold on though. Now let me figure this out. How do I add you to this group? Share screens and no, it's not letting me add. Maybe Okay, let me try to call you right back now that I see you on here, okay? Alright. Okay. Are you guys back? Okay, are you guys back? I'm here. Okay. Um, It's not giving me an option to add. Uh. Oh, you know what? Maybe because he's not on my contacts. Okay, hold on. I mean, he could add... I could probably do it. Okay, hold on. figure it out, but... I see him online now. Let me see. Where did I get Daredevil on? Because it said before that it would... Okay, hold on. Fuck, I'm so tired. I can't even see straight. Did you get uh, Daredevil uh, on? I'm trying to. I just uh, I'm trying to find the option to how to add him. Add a couple of uh, ambience. <laughs> Come on! Why is this always so hard? It's fucking Skype. All right, you know, Daredevil. Uh, try calling me back now. I guess uh, you, I, you weren't added on my contact list. Maybe that was why it wasn't letting me. Okay, add group to call. That's what it was. Okay. 
All right, Daredevil, you with us? Yeah, can you guys hear me? I can hear yes. you. Great. I guess um, apparently yeah. the the I, I I'm still trying to figure all this out. You somehow called me, but I would I hadn't added you to my contact, so it wouldn't let me connect you to the group. But but now I just added you. As soon as you call in, it says allow or add to group. You are on the uh, into the night, into the morning, or it's Drex show with my fellow esteemed co-host Adam Anthem coming straight out of Oslo and uh, beer and poker. How are you? Good, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? Doing good. What's going on? We're about to wrap it up in uh, 19 minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I heard Admantium had some some questions for me. Maybe some <laughs> some issues. I, I don't have any questions. I just, I'm I'm more like, where do you get the balls? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a question. To be fair. Go on. I'm just saying that uh, you're not snubbed of anything. Nobody knows the fuck who you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was kind of a joke thread, but it was a joke I know, but uh, I still think that you think that you're something. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm hot shit. But oh gosh, <laughs> that, that was get some beers in the fucking kid, and it all just starts coming out. It, it was the it was the awards for last year, which, to be fair, I have co-hosted the show for the last year. So, yeah, you know, I think I'd throw myself in there. This is on an entirely different show. Oh, I know this one is, yeah. <laughs> this, this, this show will probably get nominated. Here, baby. You know, Daredevil, I didn't even know the answer when this was asked. What is your uh-huh. history? When I think you might have told me I'm exhausted. How, how long have you been a part of? T- just tell, tell everyone when you came on. To yeah, this, sure. You know, group, go with your background. So I came on in the the Donkdown days in, uh, I'd say, 2008. Uh, Pretty much just lurked. uh, I made a few forum posts, but almost none. And then when Todd started Poker Fraud Alert, I decided I was going to participate. So I I think my account, I asked Todd this one time, I'm, I'm in like the first 10 ever or so registered posters on Poker Fraud Alert. And I started posting, which was, I think, 2012. And then I've been co-hosting the show on and off, uh, mostly on, though, with uh, Todd for the last uh, year and a half. So the first show I ever co-hosted... Yeah, the first show I ever co-hosted was September 2014. So... And that was while you were gone, Drexel. That was during your, you know... Hiatus. Hiatus. Yeah, so... Yeah. So... And then then you kind of came back in the summer, and I kind of came out, and then we both kind of came back, you know, this winter... But so yeah. Adam, that's he's he's not what I guess you'd call a newbie. I mean, he's you know 2008 Donkdown. Kind of goes you know somewhat back in the day. Ah uh, yeah, I'm not like uh, so I'm not all there. I, I mean, you're, <clears throat> I you're, I can bite the pillow and you can come in dry, but I still perform. <laughs> prefer that uh, you lube up. So you're. So you're basically saying in your opinion your your humble opinion you don't think daredevil has earned his stripes yet is that what your qualm is yes yes exactly yeah it's only been eight years well i'll keep working at it <laughs> you have no way have you been a part of this for eight years okay i don't know what to say to that <laughs> i mean i mean you can uh, ask you... me something about it maybe that'll prove it but i might forget like, were, were you on boris why? I wasn't on Boris. 
Why? I wasn't on NWP. Why weren't you on Boris? I didn't... I don't know. I didn't see a need to. I, I'm honestly more about the podcast, so Boris didn't have a podcast, so I didn't really gravitate to there. Well, you know what, Adam? Let's do this. Let's play a little game. And let's... If you are questioning whether Daredevil's been around for yeah. eight years... I mean, I know you've been around eight, yeah. how many, 10, 10 years, 12 years. Why don't you ask Daredevil five questions that only a seasoned veteran would know? And I'm not talking, you know, about just I got you. I got you know, some questions. questions that I, even I couldn't answer. But, you know, not difficult, obscure questions, but five questions know, I, that anyone that's really questions. been around would know. And, and, and let's put, put them yeah. to the test. So and, let's and go ahead, Jink. I, I, yes. I'm more, you know, like I said, I'm more listened to the podcast. I lurked on the forum. I didn't read every single thread. I don't even read every single thread now. So if it's about the podcast, there's a high likelihood I'll answer okay, it. Okay, I got a question cool. for you. Yep. Who's better at golf, Felon or Judunk? <laughs> I have no idea. Was okay. this discussed on the radio show? 2008 or past? Wait, so... So Daredevil, even I guess the Hall of Fame threads that got a lot of views or that were caused a lot of drama, things like that. Do you know? Are you familiar with? If they happened during like the if time I asked you, okay, here's an example. So if I asked you, who created a very articulate, very informative, uh, from a public standpoint? <clears throat> Website that was very informative and, and raised public awareness about Marty. Do you know who that person would be? I don't. I know what the, you're talking about, Judoc Dan Info? Yes. Yeah, okay. I know this. I don't know who made it. Okay. You're, well, you're actually talking to him in Norway right now. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, you're welcome. That's the truth. So, you know what? That's kind of like. If you're going to stay quiet, like that a, one, man. That's kind of like a C plus or a B minus. I mean, he knew the actual site, spit it out, but he didn't know the creator. So that's, you know, I, that's points right there. So you I mean, have no but, idea about the felon and Judon golf trip? No, I don't. Because Marty bought new clubs at Sears or whatever. Sears. <laughs> 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 now, now, since we did bring up the, you know, and I have no qualms with marty at this point it's just it's it is, yeah it right is. what what how did that whole thing get resolved i mean like didn't he have to donate some money to somebody what did you make him do to take that site down yeah i had him donate 200 to vegas for cancer <laughs> and that was because marty claimed to have found him in herself and uh, started a new life and i was like okay two years of him couldn't use his real name for applying to a job was enough. But have I known then what I know now? I would never take it down. <laughs> you know, Marty's uh, not afraid of many people, but you had him by the balls. He was so <laughs> tilted by that. I mean, that site, it had pictures, it had quotes, it had, I mean, it, it Jesus Christ. The funny shit is that uh, uh, GoDaddy refused multiple times to take it down. 
god. And Marty, of course, he had been in contact with Oslo PD. Seriously? No, I, 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 he claimed that he was. He claimed he was, in, but I don't know if that was true. He, oh, he, yeah, of course it wasn't true, but yeah. What, <laughs> I mean, either way, what could they do? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna like do. An, I'm gonna close down anonymous, anonymous. You know, I think in the future, what we need to do, Adam, is I'll give you a head start as to when I'm doing radio. Then you'll sit there alone in, in a dark room with a pretty Norwegian wife and drink for about four or five hours. Then I'll start radio because right now, when we're getting ready to shut this thing off, you're literally at your peak form. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll join you whatever I can. <laughs> you know, you know I got your back. I just have to, I have to like get Daredevil sort of grounded because like he's not snubbed because <laughs> Daredevil. <laughs> You're right. I'm getting a big head. It's it's out of control. Yeah. Shout out to my boy Michael in the chat. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll ask Michael. you one now, Daredevil. Okay. Uh, what was Michael's transportation? Uh, only transportation mode for a number of years, maybe even still now. I know this. I know you know this. <laughs> Let's see if I I I just be guessing. Okay. The bus. I don't know. Adam. I, can I answer? Scooter. Of course. Scooter. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, scooter. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I I, I uh, <laughs> Drake and I'm not even sure who Drake is Drake just answered <laughs> right away in the chat I think Drake's been a member for six weeks um, yeah it, 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 listen Michael I, I, I'm sorry I didn't write in your little welcome back thread but I, it's it's good to have you back kiddo uh, Michael is fucking way back from NWP and I used to chat with him and AIM and he's a great guy really nice kid and hold on and hold on I, I do have to I do I do have to yeah. tell one Michael story and you know th this kid would never lie so I know it's true and he might even get mad at me he probably won't get mad at me for telling him I don't think the kid has a bad bone in his body but um, my favorite Michael story of all time is he was struggling back in the day and he wanted to go play some poker so uh, he took a bus, I believe. Maybe it was even a cab. But he took a bus or a cab to a casino that was maybe like a good 20, 30 minutes away. And he had a fresh $100 bill in his pocket. Uh, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. But And he sat down and he was all excited. He'd been telling everyone for days, I'm going to the casino. I'm going to play some live poker. And he buys in with his case money. Like I said, I don't think it was more than $100. And the first hand, he gets kings against aces. <laughs> and he ends up losing. The first hand! And he doesn't even have money to go back home, so he has to walk two hours. <laughs> he played one hand! Uh, I just have to say that Michael should uh, be yeah, I just said initiative it. in chat of all the tournaments I sponsored him in in uh, Boris 78. So please give me a shout out if you please, Michael. Oh, Michael, I'm so glad he's back. And, and you know what? Just it's funny, Drake. How? Who is Drake? I'm already telling the story, and Drake's like, Michael walked ten miles. I mean, how does he know this? And he knows a hand. Who's Drake? Does anyone know who Drake is? Never heard of him. Saying he lurked NWP. This is amazing. Then again, I never heard of Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so you didn't know the Michael Scooter question. Uh, well, beer... yeah, I, did all these happen I, I on the radio? As I said, I didn't really. Read well, there are things that were talked about on the radio too, though. Uh, all right, uh, beer and poker, you're up. Que- throw a question at Daredevil. Jeez, hit me in a spot when I'm really wasted. Um, man, anything. Just think of something Hall of Fame that. Uh... That preferably happened on I'm the radio. Trying to think about this. I really got to go back far. I'm trying to think here. When did give Doc me, Down You guys got to give me like a minute or two. I honestly can't. I'm I, I get the... Oh, Adam. Throw another one, Adam. You, Michael you was... used to be on radio with a very... Uh, what would you say? Like uh, the, the jawbone was very pronounced. His jawbone job was really pronounced. I added that. Someone has a radio, radio on. Podcast. I, I don't know how you'd know that. It was a, it was a co-host on radio who had a jaw that uh, was very pronounced? It's supposedly, supposedly fucked Mrs. Mycon. Oh, oh, yeah. I know. Oh, I, um, that's easy. Yes. Which one? You talking about Phantom or are you talking about the... Uh, uh. What's his name? The guy, Adam, what's his nuts? I knocked him out, actually, in one of the Donkdown tournaments mixed games. Okay, I'll accept it. Yeah, it's Adam, it's Adam Schoenfeld. Yeah, he does have a very pronounced jaw. How did I not get that right away? That was brilliant. Fucking brilliant, Adam. I mean, that's how you would describe him. Very pronounced jaw. There was a, I don't know if you guys remember, there was like a, a Donkdown kind of free roll thing on full tilt once and Schoenfeld was playing and it was mixed games and I actually knocked him out and I and they sent me like a t-shirt for it that I knocked out one of the red pros and I was <laughs> <laughs> like okay and, then, <laughs> and I think even Brandon said on the radio because he mentioned it and he says because I think mine was Daredevil's do or something and he's like who knocked out that Schoenfeld was it Daredevils, so whoever the fuck this guy is. Brandon? Yes. I need to ask you a question. Yes. Uh, do you remember what year it was Brandy had the full tit uh, patch on her tit? That was 2007. That was nine years ago. That that was the year. No, I'm I sorry. I'm sorry. Let me back up. It was. No, hold on. Hold on. It was, it was right after uh, Festa Lago. So it was actually in October of 2000 and it was October or September of 2006. So it'll be 10 years later at the end of this year. So 2006 yep. is the year I joined. Uh, I, I joined somewhat before that because you had some sort of argument with her on uh, 2 plus 2. And it sort of translated over to NWP. My argument with her was uh, in early, well, what became public. Uh, yeah, but you is... had an argument on 2 plus 2. No, you yeah, yeah. Well, on 2 plus 2 where you started replying to whatever happened. The argument that I had with her uh, became public. That was in early 2008. Um, there was no argument or anything in on in 2006 or seven. It was after our relationship ended in like January of 2008. 
That's one. So that... you never you never posted on two plus two in like two thousand six. No, I did. I did. I had, that's I created my first account uh, on two plus two in two thousand six. But there's only one thread. It's a massive thread, but that involved her and I, and that was again after we broke up and it became public what had happened. But that was in two thousand eight. So anything that was posted in 2006 or seven wasn't uh, in regards to arguing or fighting with her. I just, well, you know, I, I'm hate to bring this up, but with the, you don't like, have the to asshole, then. asshole posting, what year was that? What who posting? The asshole of uh, Brandy thing. The the what? She posted like naked pictures of herself to MyCon. That mm. was. 2006 that yeah, was yeah because that but that was when i joined I, I was just trying to figure out when i joined okay well but that was I a good way to figure it out but full tilt, uh, <laughs> patch yeah on the tits. that was uh she had gone deep in a fifteen thousand dollar tournament that she satellited in for like a hundred dollars and that's how I guess in the poker world she kind of became known. And then right after that tournament, again it was called Festa Lago at the Bellagio. Um, she did that full tilt patch on her breast. And it's funny <clears throat> if you even Google that, a lot of sites and blogs will report that she got paid a lot of money and this and that. She just did it just for doing it for the attention. She never got paid anything for it. Full tilt never paid her. The photographer never paid her. Whoever sold the picture never paid her. She never received a penny from that. Oh, really? Can, I, say, can yes. I just say two things? Well, you've said enough so far, so keep going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> number one, she's very pretty. Thank you. And number two, I I was uh, like 10 years ago, I, I was in a relationship just like that, where you sort of get the feeling you have to look out for someone. And it's a fucked up relationship. Just as you were in, so I I know exactly how what kind of relationship you had with her. Yeah, it uh, it definitely taught me a lot, uh, and of course, like anything else, I've moved on. And shit, even four or five years ago, I probably wouldn't have been open to talking about it or would have upset I'm me. But not now. It, it's been so long, and I've grown from it. But uh, yeah, it it I've never had a relationship before. Nor after quite like that, and at least now I know a lot of the warning signs. What you know in terms of what, what I don't want in a relationship, but uh, you know what? It was a lesson in life. I, I don't at this point regret anything. It, it just something I learned from, and although the outcome obviously you know wasn't and good. And hopefully nobody steals your shitter. Yeah, yeah. It was a toilet seat and the cabinets, and I can I can make toilet light of debacle. it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Brandon, when you first started playing online, when was that? Uh, like when you first uh, my original account, which was I basically did both party poker and poker stars at the same time. It was two thousand and one. Okay, then... so I was just trying to remember. I, I can't remember. I mean, you were around when, like, right, so you definitely were around them when Neverwin was just like growing. You know, starting to the one on two in game. He was like blowing up huge. I used to I used to sit and watch. And I never, you know, there's only really two times or two, I guess, particular instances overall that I actually watched online poker. And one was because I did play Limit Hold'em, and eventually I played with Neverwin in that same game. So I did watch Neverwin play. Uh, 
That's uh, actually when I first started, you know, got Neverwind Poker. Yeah. And I got up and I saw you playing 100, 200. He's playing some guy from fucking like Beverly, Massachusetts or something. He played this guy for like 20 hours one night. Yeah. Uh, hold him something was his name. I don't fucking remember the kid's name. And he was like 18 years huh. old or something. And yeah, he never one just crushed his K. And other than that, the only other time I actually sat and watched poker for a while was back around 2010 or 11 when Isildur came onto the scene. And there was one evening where simultaneously he was playing 100, 200 PLO on full tilt, uh, four tables. Like two were against Durr, one was against Patrick Antonius, and then one was against Phil Ivey. And there is over like $2 million combined on the tables. And there was just pot after pot that was fifty, sixty, a hundred thousand dollars. It was just ridiculous that he was taking on. And this is, you know, at the height of it all. And I watched that for a couple hours, just an amazement that watching millions of dollars pass back and forth. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, that's when I, I came onto the scene in, in terms of online poker, and then right when Full Tilt Full Tilt came to be, I signed up within a couple days. I knew it was coming before uh, you know it, it even opened, so I was one of the, the first you know people to sign up there. I remember when it was just a ghost town, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Hastings, uh, like like that was wild. Like I remember seeing Hastings winning a couple million off of during a short period of time, but. Yeah, it was it was wild when this just came up and out of nowhere and just was crushing and then it was he was he had, I mean he had these massive just up down up down swings. Yeah, I mean clearly he was backed, but yeah. You know, speaking about the old days, is there any way to listen to those old knockdown shows no. anymore, or are they just gone? Unless I can't find unless I somebody last, I can't find them. like you know what the person you would ask would be Bukowski because he saved a lot of stuff, but unless somebody. Save them, like for instance, there's still out there. There are a couple people out there that actually saved my last show, the 24 hour show. I, I have a 24 hour. If anybody 24 hour show is pretty goddamn good, if yeah. I do say so myself. You know what? Maybe I, go- I posted it in the forums. It's probably still on one of my. It's on my Google Docs. It's probably still saved somewhere. Oh, okay, <laughs> I I listened to a lot of that. The 24. Search for the forum. Search for it in the forum. The I, I I have posted it a couple. But times. but other than. Anyone that may have saved shows, thought, no, there's no, they're all gone. He never. They were at one point in still save. They're I, not I'm now. Really Buster Polk, but they're now, yeah, probably gone nowadays. Uh, I'd say. I, I thought that was part of Druff's deal that for Mike on when he kept the site that everything had to be archived. No, I guess Druff can only speak for to so that. long. I think it was, and oh, then okay. he, he and he had also had access. He had to make sure he had. A, Access to all his PMs because he wanted to keep his box so huge. I can't remember the whole deal, but it was something crazy with the box. I thought there was a deal to preserve the archives, both of the forums and the radio. I I think there was, but but there definitely was a time frame on it. And I think at some point, uh, I thought the time frame was five years, and it has been five years, but I think at some point when Donkdown literally died, uh, it just became a non-issue once there was no one posting there, and it was erratic. Even if Mycon did violate the agreement or whatever it was. Daredevil, uh, have you ever heard of a poster from uh, Scotland? Oh, uh, the which the cheese guy Razor. Yeah, he got it. Oh yeah, I I, I need to keep. Econ. 
Mikan. You know, whatever happened to him? Did, didn't Druff ban him from PFA and then he just... I thought he did, but yeah. I think he got banned right when PFA opened. And, you know, and he was another one. He was he was hilarious. I wonder... Yeah, his call Stuart, was it Stuart Mensby or something like that? Uh, it was Stuart. That was it's definitely let's see. Was it yeah, Mensby? I, I need to give a shout-out to Bahab, uh, whatever. No, I forgot. What was it again? Baja Media? Baja Media, yeah. Baja Coast Media? www.judunk. Uh, Drake, who again, I don't know who that is, but uh, thank you, he's been listening for a while, says on Stitcher Radio there's a lot of donk down in the archives. I don't know, oh, I've, I've never checked, but maybe, uh, you know, like the one show we did. Okay, who was, I'll give you one last one, uh, and then you guys can grade him if you choose Daredevil, who was the iconic 80s rapper that tried to buy, uh, what's, what's that fucking drug, uh, fuck, I don't even know what you, what's the drug called, it's like that workout drug originally, and it was, you know, you could buy it like a GNC, and you then, shouldn't have to say anymore. He should okay. answer the question. I, wanna, I, wanna, I mean, are you talking about Coolio? Yeah, okay, and he knows. I it. lost my phone again. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, you're right. One more, his naked ass was posted on. Yeah. Right. What's that fucking drug called? People used to use it like after they're working out, but you, I, I never did it. But you take like a cap full of it. Somebody tell me in the chat. That anyhow, that he was addicted to that. I think it starts with an H. Uh, what, what the fuck? Uh no, it wasn't creatine. I'm stumped. Is it that GH? Yeah, GHB, GHB, GHB. Very good. Like always, you're right on. GHB, Michael. Isn't and that very Molly like? I. No, I don't. Molly. I mean, that's the, the the main ingredient in ecstasy. I, you know, I don't know. I don't. I. I just remember he did a show with you guys. He was going on and on and on. It was seems cool, and then then all of a sudden he wanted to like beat you up or kill you or something or threaten me like he threatened to bury me in the desert yeah like, bury you in the desert like he was but he was fine for that one show he didn't well probably because he didn't know what was going on or anything wow. i still remember that i'm trying to look on stitcher and even see if that's on do you guys know do you have to down let's see i'm trying to... paradise whatever is his one song i think or yeah wasn't the prank call that they were going to dangerous minds too Yes, and Whitney. Yeah, he was going to star with yeah, Whitney yeah, Houston yeah. in it. Okay, I'm I'm looking right now at Stitcher, but I'm only let's see how far back it goes. I'm only yeah, seeing uh, Fantastic Voyage or something or the name of their song. The episodes. Oh, here's one. Jamie Gold. Like, in Norway, if you want like epic gangster movies, there's two. There's uh, Menace to Society. And there's blood in, blood out. Do you know those movies? I'm a Menace to Society. I know yeah. of Menace to Society. I've never seen it. But really, well, what a... about what about Blood in, Blood Out? Never heard of it. Really? It sounds familiar to me, but yeah, I never watched it. Wow. Okay, let's see. It's showing episodes as far back as 2011, and even more. But let's see if they're actually on here. Now, what does Stitcher do? Does it actually upload the show so it's on their server? Or does it... Let's just see here. I don't know. I think they got a whole... I have it, though, on their server. 
No, here it's playing. Hold on. Yep. Yep, it's that's all there, guys. This is very interesting. I did not know that. And maybe Druff may not like this, but uh, if, if people do want to go back and listen, I, I'm looking right now, and it's all there. I just clicked on a random episode in 2010, and I heard Druff's voice, so I think maybe... Uh, Coolio I don't think and he cares that much, but well, I would think he would want it preserved. That's the way yeah. I thought. You want it preserved? If he, you're telling, you're saying where to go, he's not really. We're not Gosh, does anyone even, even know what year that Coolio show was? I mean, I wouldn't. When did uh? Oh, okay, it had to be like 2010, 2009, probably. Yeah, I don't think it was 2011. I don't think it was at earliest nine. Well, PFA. Or not PFA, uh, uh, fucking Donk Down ended around what, end of 2011. The the re the real shows. I'm not talking about Mike right. Guns, fucking Bitcoin and E6 shows. Well, no, Brandon was still on in 2012, right? Early, maybe yeah, early yeah. 2012. Okay, it was uh in August of 2010. Coolio. Yep. Yeah, just, it sounds great. Yeah, sounds sounds great. I'm just. The problem is if you click on it, it, these older shows don't give you a description. So. Oh, yeah, I see that. Are the descriptions still on Donkdown itself, though? Because then you can kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, but the problem is uh, once you click on it, like you have to just keep hitting. I'm going to find this. You have to keep hitting more episodes. And, uh, yeah, you know, it seems like everything is on here. That's amazing. Wow. I mean, it's just, yeah. I, I don't know what I'd ever want to listen to, but there was a lot of gold. <laughs> I mean, the original uh, Bad Guy 23 call would be on here. Yeah, TK the Pimp, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you guys had that sound clip for a while, but I think Druff Nick's dead of him going like, yeah, <laughs> that was gold. All right, let's see what we can find here. I'm looking for that Coolio show. That's amazing. Because, you know, anybody that's listening, again, I, now I'll just straight up advise you, and you really want to know some of the history, and it would take you probably a year, if not longer, to listen to every single one of these. But uh, you can go to Stitcher, or you don't even have to go there. I just Googled Stitcher or Donkdown Radio and then Stitcher, and it seems every single one is uh, preserved on here and you can start listening i'd go back far to like 2008 or 9 okay in some way mike has to be making money of you listening to it so uh, please I... don't <laughs> i doubt he is <laughs> you should probably get a drone I'm trying to find this. It's a, I got the episode. So, Brandon, are you playing in the WSOP, WSOP events this year? Yeah, I will. You, you guys talk for one second. I want to. I want. I'm determined how to find this. So, just give me one second. I don't want to have the dead air. Go ahead and talk, gentlemen. 
It's funny, I'm looking at it, and the shows only go to 2010. I don't know exactly when Donk Down started, but it was long before that. Okay. I think we're back. And, uh, yep, we're back. And again, uh, sorry for the fail. It's just, it's going to be a problem until I get a uh, laptop with a mixer in it. Uh, you can't really do much on here. Once I open up uh, Google or if I have too many Skype calls, uh, it's just going to freeze the thing. So, uh, don't go anywhere. I am going to play something before I shut this off. And... Adam, Daredevil, Beer and Poker. Thank you guys for being on here, and we're gonna we're gonna do this again. We'll make sure uh, Adam is all fucking sauced up the next time we do one of these shows. Because uh, once he gets that beer in him, and then you know, get some confidence, and and loses all the inhibitions, it's fucking great radio. Uh, <laughs> uh, so let's see here. If I can play something, and if I do get cut off again, just good night, everybody. Kind of want to leave everybody with something good before I go. But like I said, this is very hard. So the one computer I have that's running everything, I mean, I wouldn't even know what the CPU in this thing is. It's got to be just insanely old. And I will again. Uh, I'll look into these Surface books. They make them, and they can easily just download or yeah, download Edcast or Oddcast and just run it from there. That'd be ideal. So again, anyone with any uh, technical know-how that can help me out with that, uh, tweet at me, and I'll give up my Twitter again. If anyone has any comments or suggestions, or that's uh, basically, I guess, the the easiest way to get a hold of me these days. Uh, it's brand, at Brandon B R A N D O N Gerson. And also, I do have a text line that I use to speak with my Canadian friends on. Uh, and you can always text me. That number is 203-299-2436. Uh, it's 203-299-2436. And uh, God, believe it or not, I've been at this for almost nine hours now. So I, I really am. This is going to be it. But I want to leave you all with a little bit of a bang, especially those of you that are kind of new relatively new and I say new even if you're a year or two years that's still new just to kind of give you a glimpse into the past and uh, as I mentioned a few minutes ago if you ever really are bored if you enjoy these podcasts and you you know for better or worse this is our history uh, apparently now thanks to Drake uh, I realized every it looks like every uh, radio from as far as even NWP is on Stitcher. So just the easiest way to find it is go ahead and Google Stitcher Donk Down Radio and it will take you right to it. And uh, I am almost there. Thank you for the patience. Let's see. But again, it's it's a very slippery slope. Trying to... uh, not do too much on this laptop that's running it all. But, okay. 
Just give me a moment, folks. We're almost there. Uh, we want to get past that. Let's yeah, that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> that's lovely. That's just lovely. Look at that. Go. Okay, anyhow. Yeah, so that's... Okay. So that's Hold on, almost. And then after that... Anyway, I'm glad that we have you. How are you today? Okay. Full tilt, so when I chunk off what I and have... You know what? Then I cannot read I, uh, I may even be breaking some kind of contractual law by playing this. I don't know who the fuck owns the rights. But you know what? I technically, not technically, I was a part owner of this. And after all the split, I never got a penny. I, you know, so fuck it. I mean, I don't care who owns the rights because I was an owner of of worthless shares. Um, well, somebody else transfers me more money. That's why. Okay, How much on. are you down on tilt? This is from... Uh, I don't know. I'm not down that I'm much. getting close to where it is, and I don't want to fuck with this computer and keep trying to get to the exact moment, but it's coming what up in a second. What is your screen name? What is your screen name? Oh, Maybe cool. I'll do that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Hold on. Anyhow, I'm going to leave you all with this, and when this is over, I'm going to say farewell, and not goodbye, but until next time. Uh, and then, again, for those of you that are not familiar with the past, this is one of the... Uh, <laughs> most historic or I don't know superlative find a superlative just amazing moments in the history of all our podcasts and anyone wants some point later to know the full story of how this all came to be I'll be more than happy to share it but here we go this is my favorite segment on, on podcasts of all time hold on cut him off alright hold on yep, say, well, you have to call back later what does my phone say it says nothing. It's blank. Oh, totally sorry. blank. What does oh, it say now? Now it says mixed, missed call from Coolio. <laughs> okay. 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 Try calling him back. Oh, God damn it. Hold on. Did you think you'd ever see on your cell phone mixed <laughs> call from Coolio? Hold on. I think of that when you were listening to Gangster's Paradise in like 1996. Did you expect you'd get a missed call from Coolio? It's just like when you were like reading Hold'em for Advanced Players. You're like, do you ever think David Slansky will be sending you a letter saying actors are going to entice your girlfriend? I mean, it's just Shaka Zulu. Oh, I think Zulu I can get the money on Fultilla. I think Reggie Man's going to send it. It's just Shaka Zulu every time. I don't, like, I mean, should be. Are you expecting something different? You want to set this up via text message, maybe? Call again. Stop. Well, because he's calling me, so it, it might have been one of those, like, we're calling at the same time. Just try one more time. Is that actually. Oh, he's actually calling us back right now. Oh, Hold is on. that. Hello, caller. You are on Boomer in the Nudge, right? K O O C. How are you today? Who is this? Caller, you are on the air, live, right now. Yeah, you're on KRDJ, Ridgecrest, number one hip hop station in all of the Ridgecrest area. Welcome oh, to our what's show. Up, man? What's up, man? Let's cool you with the flow of the neighborhood. Get him with stock superhero. Gotta go total the with the ankle like a representing. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's a lot of information to process at one time here. Coolio, thank you so much for calling us back here. We've been trying to get in touch with you. We have some rumors. Uh, my man over there, tell him what, we're, what we've been hearing on the street now and uh, see if we can get some answers to this. Well, what we're hearing here out in Ridgecrest, I don't know uh, how much you know about this, but you should if the rumors are true. Dangerous Minds 2 has been reported to us that it will be made starring you starring Whitney Houston and will take place in our fine city of Ridgecrest, California with a new twist and that is that uh, you and Whitney Houston will be playing characters that actually put right a group of kids who are addicted to meth 
in Ridgecrest, California, where we're based, where our show is based, a small desert town, Ridgecrest, and you're actually going to take these white kids. It's like a white ghetto kind of, and you're going to put them right. It's kind of like a white version of Dangerous Minds 1. And we're hearing Dangerous Minds 2 is going to be made, and you're going to be involved in the project. Is this true, or is this not true? Um, I'm not absolutely sure about that. I, I, if it's, it, I guess maybe they haven't approached me yet, because I definitely haven't heard anything about it, but sounds like a good idea, though. Yeah, I mean, like, we're very excited about this in Ridgecrest. We don't have all that much going on here in this town. And when we heard that Coolio and Whitney Houston would be coming here, and that, in fact, they would hire some local kids in our area who actually really do have a real-life meth problem to star in the film, we thought that would be a great thing for our economy. And, you know, we actually got your phone number through the grapevine, and we're like, we'll just call up the source himself, Coolio, and ask him, are you really going to be in a Dangerous Minds 2 remake? Or not remake, but a sequel. And uh, it's... Unfortunately, you haven't heard of this yet, but maybe they'll be contacting you soon. Maybe we heard it before you did. Uh, I was hoping Coolio was going to confirm this and tell him that everyone's coming here. We'd have the movie shoot and everything. But so, Coolio, anyway, I'm glad that we have you on the phone here. Now, what what have you been up to? What's been going on? Um, I'm getting ready to go to the gathering. Um, coming at the gathering with Red Man, Method Man, ICP, and a gang of other people. Um, I'm getting ready. After that, I'm going to I'm going to England for about two weeks to do Celebrity Big Brother in England and then after that I'm going on tour in England and then I'm going to Denmark and then I'm going to Australia. Damn, so you're so it's just it's like that still for Coolio. You're just still running around. It's just, you know, I mean these uh Method Man, Red Man and uh are you gonna be performing there? When can the yeah, people absolutely. when can the people see you the next year. time? You ever had a gathering they have it every year. Sure, sure. Sure, I'm a I'm a country music fan myself, but uh but you know, I mean I'm I'm interested. I mean I'm willing to, you know, expand. Yeah, can we can you believe we hired this guy to be my co host, a country music fan, to be on Ridgecrest's number one hip hop radio station. We actually hire a country music guy because the talent is so low out here. And I'm just gonna say this, I'm not supposed to say this on the air, but we have such a small talent pool out here in Ridgecrest, we've got to hire country music dudes to be on the show with me. Well, uh, I don't hip hop fans in Ridgecrest, and I've got to do it with a country music. I don't appreciate that, it. but you know, but I, you know, we don't need to fight in front of Coolio here. But Coolio, I mean, for for all our fans out there, how about uh, you want to give us a little a little freestyle something going? You know, for the fans, we have we've been promoting this all week, having you on now, and uh, we have a huge listening base. So, anything you want to just give us a little freestyle, maybe? They say everything got a price tag, and it might have. But for now, fools better bring an ice bag. Cross my path, and we gon' have a fight class. So gave the distance from my fist to where your eye yachts, me yachts. Coolio in the fresh, of course from fresh, of course from cold Remington and Smith and West. And when it's time to pay they better have my Fetty. I smoke your block and make it hotter than Teddy Teddy. My name ain't 50 Cent, but I got plenty sips. Back slap your ass with the force of 50 pence. I walk the clock with a block like I got 50 lips. I kiss the like I got 50 lips. I got stamina. I'm strong like 50. I made a scream like my for 50 hits. Now she know what to do. She go and get a crew and go and get some cheese and bring it back to crew. Oh, that was awesome. Wait, that was you, awesome. Did you actually say I slapped your ass with a force of 50 pimps? <laughs> That's awesome. So, cool. Cool. let me ask you: where, where are you right now? Are you in LA? Are you back in? Are you in Vegas? Are you on the West Coast, I'm East Coast? 
I'm in Vegas. Oh, okay. What's, what, uh, awesome. what's going on in Vegas these days? What's the word out uh, there? Uh, I, no, I live in Vegas, actually. Oh, you, oh, you live in Vegas. Awesome, okay. Awesome. awesome. I, don't, I, don't, I don't live in L.A. anymore. I got, too, I got tired of that traffic, man. Yeah. No, that's I, awful. I, the four I got tired of the paparazzi, man. I, can't, I just can't deal with it no more as a man. You know what I'm saying? If you tell somebody not to film you, and they film you anyway, that's just a little bit too much for me. Yeah, it's terrible. No, I'm just curious. You know, it's been it's been widely reported, and you know, we know we, we fucking hate the police, fucking pigs, all that. We know there's some we know there's some incident that happened back in December at LAX. Is that uh, taken care of now? Are we good to go on that? Or yeah, absolutely, bro. That's that's all splashed and that's over with, man. It, it, I don't even you know it's not even on my record. Okay, that's awesome. That's that's great. Listen, we. We wish the best for you. We, uh, you know, we hope that uh, we hope that everything, you know, I, we want to see you back on the big screen. You know, we love, we love. Well, this is all we're gonna do because we, we, our inside sources, like I said, have told us that uh, Jerry Bruckenheim is actually working on this project, and they wanted you uh, with Whitney Houston for this. So it's actually kind of surprising because we have, you know, sources inside the media and Variety magazine and the Daily, a lot of Hollywood connections, and we've heard that they're looking at you specifically for this role. So it does kind of surprise me that no one's contacted you. But if you want, what we can do is, well, I'll be in touch with our people, and uh, I'll call you off of radio, I'll get your agent's name, and we'll, we'll forward you, you know, the, the information, and we'll see if we can get this going. Because it sounds like it'd be a great idea. I know we looked on your IMDb. Well, actually, yeah. I actually could give you my agent's name on radio because, I mean, it's on the flight. And if anybody listening here wants Coolio for any projects, contact uh, his agent, please. I mean, I want to see you back yeah, on screen. Yeah, definitely contact his agent. And, uh, you know, we don't want Coolio's career to, uh, you know, to it, it, want him to get a lot more of than that. Just, we, I mean, don't, him? We, don't want his, we don't want his career to fall like Sean Fanning limped in. Yeah, exactly. A Coolio, Whitney Houston, big screen pairing. I mean, that could be the new Casablanca. Oh, it's a comeback story of a lifetime. It's awesome. I mean, lovely, so, it'd be so a who, lovely so facility. So who, who represents you, Coolio? Uh, tell the people out there to His contact them. Ghost, you... That's G-O-A-S-T at Ghost Music. Uh, Ghost Music at uh, Hotmail.com And then um, his number is 310-621-0594. Anybody who wants Coolio, call that phone number, email them, and you know, let them know. Three one zero six two one zero five nine four. Coolio's agent. If anybody and wants him for a project, please, people out there, please get this gentleman back on the big screen. We want to see this man again. Now, let me. I, I know. Please don't think this is an insult. One of our, our uh, the owner of the station here, uh, Richard Brody's Comeover. He's requesting his daughter's listening right now. She was a big, big, huge Coolio fan. Huge. She just wanted to know if you could just do just a little, you know, we all know it, it's, it's what you get this every day, but just a little bit of a Gangster's Paradise kind of chant for us, just for his, for his little girl who's listening at home, huge Coolio fan. Can you just flow a little bit of the Gangster's I Paradise? I through the valley of the shadow of death. I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left, because I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know, that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying in shock. I really hate the trip, but I gotta know. As they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke. Boo, I'm the kind of G that little homies wanna be like on my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street line. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah.
Listen, Coolio, what we're going to do is we're going to get in touch with your people, see what we can hear, because we have some contacts, like I said, with Variety Magazine. If you don't mind, we will call you next Wednesday and uh, see what, if we can put this together for you. Listen, and thank you very not much. A problem, not, a, not a problem, sir. I really appreciate that. Hey, keep, uh, to keep it 100, man, I'm doing, I'm doing really, really well. Anything so, you want to promote? Uh, any website or anything? My kids, my kids are happy and healthy. I'm happy and healthy, and you know, awesome. do what you do. I'm having, a, I'm having a good time, you know, in in my twilight years. But obviously, as you can hear, I still got it. one hundred percent. If you want to check out some new stuff, go uh, go to YouTube and just click on my name, and you'll get about five or six new videos popping up. What's called Lady? It's a, a, a remake of Lady. You know, okay, and then yeah. um. There's one called Change, which is pretty. It's a pretty, pretty deep song that I shot in Venice, Italy. Also, there's um, if I was your boyfriend with me and my son, um, go and check. Go to my website, right. uh, CoolioWorld.com. CoolioWorld.com, everybody. Everybody, all our listeners, and we're also actually on XM right now, channel 131. This is being simulcast too. I didn't know if you mentioned CoolioWorld.com. We have the one and only Coolio. Uh, thank you so and much. Coolio, for being before on. you go, give us uh, for all the fans. We have kind of like a saying here. We need you to say. Shalazu, what's your 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 catchphrase? Shaka Zulu, motherfucker. That's what he's gonna say. That's it. Okay, I want you to say Shaka Zulu, dock down. Can you say that for us? Here it is. Here it is. Hey, cooking with Coolio. Make sure you get that cooking with Coolio. Cooking with Coolio, five star meals at a one star price with a little bit of know how and a little bit of money. You too can become a kitchen pimp. That's awesome. Coolio, thank you. Wish you the best, and we'll be getting back to you in regards to Dangerous Minds 2. We'll be calling you next Wednesday. God bless. God speed, my sweet prince. Thank you for being on the radio with us tonight. The shadow of death. I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of. You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking. Or you and your homies might be lying to chalk. I really hate the trip, but I gotta low. They croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke, fool I'm the kind of G the little homies wanna be like On my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light Situation they got me facing. I can't live a normal life. I was raised by the state, so I gotta be down with the hood team. Too much television watching got me chasing dreams. I'm an educated fool with money on my mind. Got my tin in my hand and a gleam in my eye. I'm a low down gangster. 
set, tripping banker. And my homies is down, so don't arouse my anger. Fool, death ain't nothing but a heartbeat. The way I'm living life, do or die. What can I say? I'm 23 now, but will I live to see 24? The way things are going, I don't know. After minute, hour after hour, everybody's running. But half of them ain't looking, it's going on in the kitchen. But I don't know what's cooking. They say I got to learn, but nobody's here to teach me. If they can't understand it, how can they reach me? I guess they can't, I guess they won't, I guess they front. That's why I know my life is out of luck, fool. Mm -hmm.